Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about wading through 20 years of Type Moon. I'm your host, Fan, and joining me is... I'm your co-host, Ben Enns. And joining us for the second time, lover of Kahaku, incorrigible gremlin, and friend of the pod. I'm Peregrine, they then. Uh, today we're continuing Tsukihime with days 7 through the end of Hisui's Wrath. Hopefully. We're gonna get there. We could do this. I'm gonna try... I'm going to try my hardest to suppress my urge to talk about each line individually. Uh, right, right. So, anyway, content warnings. For this route, we've got discussions of sexual assault, gore, violence, references to extreme child abuse, sex scenes with underage characters, careless handling of mental health, misogyny, death, and suicide. Greatest hits of Tsukihime. Gang's all here. Yep. They sure are. Day 7. Transparent Scratch. October 27th. It's Wednesday. Beat me to it this time. You were drinking shake or whatever. I was. At this point, I noted that I was still below my word count. It's day 7. I was have less words now in my notes than I did for day 4 of Akiha. I think you mean day four of uh, Sachin's route, Ben. Uh-huh. Uh, which is fair that you had a lot more words for that, because we skip over a lot of that in this, like... Dear dear yeah. listeners, a peek behind the curtain on this one. Um, for context, this is page 32 <coughs> of Ben's notes. <laughs> this is horrifying information to me because this is I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've written anything this long since I wrote my thesis for grad school. <laughs> this is so funny cuz like I I judge everything by word count and not every people who aren't um like writers necessarily in that way usually go by page numbers, right? Well, yeah, I usually use I usually fill a page to a reasonable degree. Uh-huh, uh-huh. page yeah. 32 of 80. <laughs> like, this is, these are not un, th- these are not sparse notes, I should also clarify. I mean, yes, it's a bullet list, but it's, you know. Listen. What size I'm font are you my using best here? Life. <laughs> 11. <laughs> 11? Yeah, just a, oh. <laughs> That is <literally laughs> the only life that they know how. Um, I respect them for listen, it. Listen. I, there's a reason that uh, usually when Ben is like, hey, Fen, what happened? I'm like, uh, I know in broad strokes. I certainly don't mm-hmm. know enough to, like, please you and your need for... <laughs> Shut the fuck um, up. <laughs> uh, not exclusive. Um, I'm going to dunk you through a basketball hoop. Wow. <laughs> uh, Pokemon anyway. Unite. <laughs> Let's see. Shiki's still stuck in the dream? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh right, yeah. He he literally can't wake up. Uh huh. And then he sweeps here, and she does wake him up. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, this I feel horrible." Uh-huh. Uh He thanks her for waking him up, and like he sweeps wakes him up and like actually brings him back. Yeah. In the bad end, he's like trying so hard to pretend to everyone that he's okay. Here, he's, like, actually kind of okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. He, Shiki realizes that it's uh, past 7.30 already, and he has to, like, book it. Sorry, Ben, Sorry, real what? quick. 
I realized I skipped over it. Um, See, Fen, you say like, it's me who always like has weird all the obsession with detail, and then you go back to things whenever I skip something. We can't skip over he's me blushing. We we can never skip over he's me blushing. <laughs> That's what we're going back for. <laughs> it's constant. She he's me is never not blushing in this entire route. Like she's sometimes not blushing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he's like, okay, I don't, I don't feel bad anymore i'm just glad you're here and then she blushes and it's cute so yeah this is why i have no shame over the level of detail that i'm interested in because fen is that way too just with different details uh-huh when the fuck ha- does shiki bathe <laughs> um Every night, Shiki comes home, collapses into bed because he's traumatized about something, wakes up, and then goes to school. He never takes a fucking shower. Isn't it- at some point, they talk about how, like, Kohaku and Hisui just, like, sponge bath him, right? Like- <laughs> During this route, yeah. I think it's- I But think not it's normally. A, well, he has a lot of time in his room alone. My guess is that we just skip over that part. I guess, I guess. I definitely think he takes, like, one shower per three to five days. Well, I mean, he's, he's best friends with Arahiko. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I, okay. I made a request last time. I don't remember what I made a request for last time, but this time I'm going to request uh, Arahiko and Shiki going to a bathhouse together. Mm. Please send me any and all doshins that <laughs> uh, fulfill this fantasy for me. God, there's probably there's got to be like one or two out there in the world, right? Uh huh. I think last time it was. I'm still looking for uh, a key or wow, not a Kiha, um, CL Arcoid, Vic mm-hmm. or Dojins, but um, you know, if you have any of those, please send them my way. God, this is why we started this podcast was so that Fen could ask for increasingly unlikely pairings. Uh, Listen. Consent. It's a That's renaissance of Tsukihime. It, it's gonna, it's gonna come up now that there's a re- the remake. Listen, mm-hmm. it's a matter of time. I you're believe. Right, you're right. I'm holding out hope. Anyway, it's a great time to be a Tsukihime fan. It is. It's past seven thirty, and Shiki's like, "Oh no, I have to go to school." Yeah, he basically uh, bolts for school, and uh, then what happens at school? Oh, it's over. Uh huh. No <laughs> he has to go home. No no, no school. Just school does not exist this route. Mm-hmm. On his way home, he finds the place that he saw someone be murdered. Uh, is this this is the stuff that happens on the fake day, the she killer day? Um, does it? Does it? I don't know if he remember. ever goes to school. Okay, I couldn't remember. No, the she. The, I I thought the she killer thing was like he goes to school, sees the TV. Right, right, right. That was yesterday. Goes, yeah. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. That was yesterday. Sorry, um, I'm getting confused. Well, no, but uh, it was yesterday that goes into day seven. Yeah, right. Like you have a different end to the, day six in the bad end route, and day seven looks the same in terms of going to school. But he, I think, day seven is just like day seven ends the morning of day seven. He never, mm-hmm. he never escapes the dream. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, he never escapes the dream. Oh, like, right, he, he goes to school up. day. Se- oh, geez, time. Okay, yeah. Anyway. Um, All the school scenes in this route are basically the same in that nothing yes, happens. Nothing happens. 
So he's back home. He greets him. He sends her off to do her her business. She's going to clean the sitting room. Uh, he sits around in his bedroom for an hour doing nothing until he gets hungry. Mm-hmm. He didn't have lunch. He barely had breakfast. So we get choice one for the day. Ask Hisui to cook for him or ask Kohaku to cook for him. Well, we should talk about Kohaku first. Because this is another choice where we are on Hisui's route, right? Yes. And this isn't mm-hmm. going to be an option in Kohaku's route, right? Yeah. We are we are firmly on Hisui's route. Fascinating. So I didn't do this either. So, uh, Ben asked in her notes, how do we, how do we get on one specific maid's route? I think we talked about it. It's the end of the party, um, or the part of the party that is unique to one of the three characters, but you cannot get on Kohaku's route first time around as long as, uh, I think as long as Hisui or Kohaku's affection is more than, which is a hidden stat that the game tracks, um, as long as their affection is more than a key has you're on a maid route and then eventually it once you've cleared Hisui's route it's who who has more affection that you're that depends mm-hmm. i think the the breaking point is literally the party is is that's the point where if you have more affection with kahaku you're on kahaku's route if you have more with Hisui, you're on Hisui's route so tell me about asking kahaku to cook for him i love kahaku wait do you have <laughs> notes on this ben I didn't do this because I wasn't doing Kohaku things because I didn't realize they weren't going to be in the next route. Oh. I wish I'd taken better notes because this scene is great. Damn it, I can't believe I missed it. So we get vacant Kohaku expression. I don't... I guess he finds her, based on the screenshot I took, he finds her out in the courtyard. Um, He's like, hey, I haven't eaten anything all day. Could you... um, Could you make me something? And Kohaku's like, what? do you want like i can sure i can make you something but like anything really and uh shiki's like uh pancakes <laughs> um kaku is like shiki san uh but shiki san why do you want pancakes if you want i can fix you something a little better hmm no reason i guess i just like them because they are pretty simple Haha, <laughs> Shiki-san, you're just the same thing as Hisui-chan. This is a secret, but I think Hisui-chan really likes pancakes, too. Whenever <laughs> she tries to cook something, it's almost always pancakes. Oh, that's incredible. Oh my god, that's such an important detail. Uh-huh. Hisui is perfect, and Kohaku is, as ever, here to tease whoever Shiki has a crush on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I didn't take any other notes i think probably because i assumed that you were going to do this ben um <laughs> but uh, before but we you go underestimated back to, what a dumbass like, i am he sweet scene is cuter i don't think i think that this is roughly where the scene ends like he gets pancakes and eats them i don't know that we because kohaku that. can cook without committing a murder uh-huh. uh-huh uh before we go back to and choose he pancakes are not a snack <laughs> well that depends I One wouldn't make pancake pancakes. can be a snack. As soon as you're talking about plural pancakes, I don't think you're in snack territory anymore. You're in small to large meal. What about those little, like, silver dollar pancakes? Mm, maybe two of those. Fen, I can eat, like, 20 pancakes. I eat, like, two and I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> That's because you're tiny. You're, like, a small creature. Ah. <sighs> Okay. A anyway. Neko arc. <laughs> You're a Neko arc. 
I'm too much of a fox to be a Neko Arc. You, Neko, the Neko of Neko Arc doesn't even refer to her. Most of the time, Neko Arc in Tsukihime is not actually a cat. She's just a, she's just a little guy. Is she not always a cat? She doesn't have ears for most of it. What? Have you not noticed that? Apparently not. I guess not. Yeah, usually she's just like a, like a little guy. And her eyes don't bug out that much. Interesting. Fascinating. <laughs> I I love Hisui. We're gonna go get Hisui to cook for us. Oh yeah. He he asked her to do this once in another route, and she he was like, I wanna try your cooking, and she was like, fuck off. I don't uh-huh. do that. I think it's at the beginning of the it's like towards the beginning of the light side routes. Um Shiki's like, okay. She's gonna refuse, but I'm gonna ask her anyway. Uh, it still killed me when she's just like, I refuse. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hisui knows what she's about, and it's not cooking. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. So he's, like, so dejected by this, and turns to leave, and she's like, okay, listen. It's not like I don't want to cook for you, it's just that Kohaku is a good cook, and I'm not, and I don't want to disappoint you. Pout, pout. Uh huh. She doesn't want to cook for Shiki until she's good enough at cooking that it won't dis- disqualify her for wife status. Uh huh. Hisui wants to be a wife, theory. Hisui wants to be on Shiki's route. Ooh. Hisui's been on Shiki's route this whole time. She just keeps getting bad ends. <laughs> Shiki, to his credit, is just like, no, I'll, I'll love whatever you make. It's. It's fine. And she's like, no, ask Kohaku. But now he knows that she doesn't, she isn't repulsed by the idea. And it's like, no, 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 no. I want to, I want to try your cooking. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Also, the last time he was in the kitchen while Kohaku was cooking, uh, went weird. Yeah. Um, Hisui, uh, says like, okay, I'll cook for you. And then like, Shiki's like, oh yeah, yes, for real Hisui? And she says, yes, but since you insisted, you are bringing this on yourself. <laughs> Saying something incredibly ominous, Hisui heads towards the kitchen. <laughs> the looming threat of Hisui's cooking. Uh, one, of, one of the small joys in life is any piece of media depicting people who can't cook. Mm-hmm. I just, I love it. It's so good. I've since, I've since seen a live stream of an idol named Sally Amaki trying to do cooking who is like impossibly bad at cooking and it is just as entertaining. That's incredible. In real life. Like all of the, like the things that I thought were only in fiction, like this scene Mm -hmm. with Hisui, I have seen other people do and it's phenomenal (laughs) and horrifying. Oh, I love that. That sounds great. So she gets a little bit scared. (laughs) But also oh. excited, because Kohaku cooks food very professionally, but it's kind of lifeless, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, what, what will what will Hisui's food be like? Like, It's probably going to be charmingly unprofessional and, like, rustic. Like, mm-hmm. it's bad the way that someone who could still make a decent pancake would say it's bad, because, oh, one side's a little burnt or whatever, but, but no. He says, if you have a normal sense of taste, it's impossible to make something that is completely inedible. Oh, how wrong. Stealing. Hisui can do the impossible. Stealing Ben's joke. Do you think that Takayuchi is a good cook and loves a girl who who cannot cook at all? (laughs) 
I don't know. I don't know that his own ability to cook matters here. I think he just enjoys the gap. Mm-hmm. Mm. Gap boy. Uh, okay. Think, so okay, real quick. I get. Eh, I'll ask this when we get to stay night again. But do you think that Nasu is a good cook? Hmm. He likes food. And he knows how to write about is it. Is he just a foodie, or does he like actually like the process of cooking? It, from what I've read about Nasu, which isn't super a lot, but it sounds like he is uh, overworking him so much, write, himself so much writing that I don't know how he can cook anything. Hmm. He doesn't have time to. Uh-huh. Maybe he keeps himself so busy writing stuff that he fantasizes about cooking because he Ooh. wishes he could do that. I mean, that's relatable. If for me, I, I'm definitely the good at things in theory and not in practice type when it comes to cooking. The Araki does this, right? The the Jojo's Our Adventure author. Like, I think he might actually be a decently good cook because he, like, researches everything that he draws in his manga. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's a story of him inviting some other author over for a meal and he makes like a delicious pasta and like oh my god while well, he, he he got that while researching tonio trendy from yeah right like exactly that type <laughs> the of best thing but I feel, like, Jojo. I feel i feel like nasu is probably not like i've never gotten that vibe from nasu you know like mm-hmm. he knows quite. enough about food but i don't know if i can say that he's a good cook mm-hmm. nasu invite us over for dinner <laughs> we'd love to chat Oh my god. Uh, let's see. So, on this episode of Kitchen Nightmares Tono Edition, <laughs> there's a scream and a smash. What's he find in the kitchen? Uh, so, what happened, T-Sweet? I run into the kitchen. Ah. Uh, after end- after entering, I'm a little taken aback. Hisui might have been planning on cooking a feast as ingredients are stacked all about the kitchen. A kitchen knife is thrust into the cutting board like a gravestone... Yeah, like a gravestone or like that holy sword from somewhere. <laughs> huh. What holy great sword? reference to Excalibur. Excalibur or is it um is it the is it Caliburn? Which one's the The Sword of Selection is the one from the stone. Yeah, but which one's that? Caliburn. Okay. Excalibur Nerd. is the one that she gets from the lake. Uh-huh. But definitely <laughs> a fucking early King Arthur reference. But mm-hmm. somehow okay. We we'll talk about it when we get to uh, stay night. There will be plenty of time to discuss King Arthur. Caliburn is. We're more never going to stop talking about Excalibur. It feels like a sword that you get from a lake just has to be more powerful than one you found in a stone, but apparently mm-hmm. that's not the case. Wait, what? On the stove, black smoke billows from a frying pan. Um, he's sweet. <laughs> he's sweet. Embarrassing. Embarrassedly, hangs her head. Um, he's sweet. I. I would have been happy with something light, something simple, like pancake. Uh, Shiki-sama, you may say that, but pancakes are not very simple. Hisui <laughs> says so from the bottom of her heart. Jeez, Hisui really is pretty poor at cooking. <laughs> she gives her most serious face while saying that line about pancakes not being simple. <laughs> I, this, this entire sequence killed me, and also, I, Hisui is the best character in this game. I love her so much. <laughs> She's perfect. This is like, this is peak Hisui to me. Uh-huh. This is, this is ideal. It's <laughs> just like scrunching her face up like, a pancake? Are you kidding me? You know how many ingredients are in that? Like, three. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
does crepe does a crepe count as a pancake? Because you can make a pancake, you can make a crepe with two ingredients. Mm-hmm. Okay, crepes are hard. You could burn whole. Wait, what was that, Peregrine? Pancakes are easier than see the. Okay, we can't get into this. Okay, I'm I'm not gonna. I'll, I'll I'll stop myself here. Crepes are hard. I will say that like a, cooking a crepe well is a difficult task. Mm-hmm. Sure, but because of the mechanics of cooking, not the ingredient set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I empathize with Hisui. I feel like there are there are layers of complexity here, and if you're the type to overanalyze something, everything is difficult. She yeah yeah absolutely overthinks everything that she cooks. Certainly. Hmm. I, to be fair, I do too. Like, I have a a set of dishes that I know how to cook. Most of them, like, stir fries. And outside of that, I am very uncomfortable cooking anything. Uh, and get very nervous. So, I also empathize with Hisui. I don't think that I managed to, like, start fires and also use ingredients that definitely shouldn't be anywhere near the Mm -hmm. dish I'm cooking, though. The anyway. fires is a lot. So, now it's time for this scene to get a little weird. Mm-hmm. Hisui's, uh fingers are red. She's cut herself, also. And it's a pretty deep cut. Shiki grabs her arm, and she has this, like, panicked recoil, recoiling from him blush sprite. It's a different sprite than before. One of, like, the 37 blushing Hisui sprites. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, she flinches... And, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, uh, and, you know, what does he do with her bleeding finger? Uh, he, not knowing first aid, I guess, just puts it in his mouth. He <laughs> this is, this is a, this is a cultural thing. This is, like, I, I am convinced that this is, like, I've seen this in enough anime with, like, kids yeah. scraping their arm or something and... Definitely, definitely. Yeah. It's just also that he he knows actively that she that Kohaku has said that she'll throw up if someone t- if a boy touches her, and he's just like lick lick lick. <laughs> Listen, sometimes that blood just it looks so cherry flavored delicious. Uh huh. Uh huh. She murmurs quietly for him to stop, but he's like, mm, "This blood is really sweet," and also I'm getting a little turned on by this. Well, he can't tell if her blood is is sweet or just tasty Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is interesting and uh he's like out of it for a sec then he snaps back to reality and he's just kind of like frozen and he realizes that he's been licking her finger and sucking her blood for (laughs) much longer than is appropriate for an employer to be doing to their And he, like, pops it out of his mouth and he awkwardly apologizes. Uh, but now he's like, oh, yeah, that's that's some, like, serial killer bullshit than what I just did. Uh-huh. She's like, well, you don't need to apologize because you were just caring for my wound. And he's like, um, well... And he's like, I can still taste it. <laughs> and the screen pulses red, we get one of those ominous heartbeats, and he runs away. Uh, leaving Hisui dazed and probably slightly aroused in the kitchen. Hisui would absolutely set up some kind of sexy blood drinking thing with Shiki like Akiha and Kohaku have. Mm-hmm. Oh, she would, she would be instantly down for that. She would leap at the chance. Uh-huh. We cut to after dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, just a comfy sitting room. I mean, like, the same sitting room, but, uh, darker. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
All right. Oh, right. Akiha oh, and Kohaku bit. invited Shiki to the sitting room for tea. This bit's great. I said this great's bit, which is this... really a sentence. Okay. There is some chatter. And then we get the first time that literally anyone has mentioned the future. <laughs> yeah, it's a hell of a thing, isn't it? Akiha, as if it's nothing, which, to be fair, it really isn't. It's just that it it is notable how much characters don't think about the future uh, in this game. It's like, hey, we should go somewhere for New Year's. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, like as a family, go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Shiki's like, I have plans, and by plans, I mean hang out with Arihiko in his room and try not to be a burden on anyone. Uh-huh. Uh, he, yeah, yeah. Kohaku's like, why aren't, why don't you want to go on a trip? And he's like, I'm broke. I might get a part-time job, though. And Akiha's like, no, the fuck you won't. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Akiha's like, do you, 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 you do know what, what kind of family you're part of, right? Like, no, I'm not going to give you an allowance, but... <laughs> We cannot afford you getting a part-time job. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, this is where I was like, oh, this, like, New Year's trip is absolutely going to be part of Kagetsu Toyeda, right? I, I I hope so. I hope so. I just want to see these characters happy. I want to see them on vacation, and also it would be very funny if for some reason CL and Arcuid were both there also. Uh-huh. What you want is Carnival Phantasm. Yeah. now. <laughs> we will get there available now but we can't watch it for several years uh-huh. <laughs> i think i finally understand enough to well i guess we need to play melty blood then i will f- understand enough to like enjoy carnival phantasm and not not sit there second guessing like am i supposed to know who that is is this mm-hmm. funnier if i'd i'd played the thing that this character came from it, yes it, you will you playing tsukihime is the reward is that you understand everything in carnival phantasm uh-huh mm-hmm. i a while ago i don't remember which discord it was on i saw people talking about carnival phantasm as a thing that is good and i went and, and tried to watch the first episode and was like who's that i know that this is supposed to be funny and i'm just having a miserable time because i don't uh-huh. okay i'm gonna like 30 seconds in i was like i'll stop i'll come back to this at some point <laughs> this this poor lancer guy is just so unfortunate what's that about i think i think so this was after i'd played stay night and i was like i have enough knowledge to do this and i think the first ac- episode is uh Neko arc and i was like i do not what have enough knowledge thing? to do this what the fuck is that <laughs> okay yeah um they're going to an onsen or something something yeah yeah kohaku's like i know you like japanese style furnishings <laughs> which is no one else seems to notice uh kohaku does her cute blushing like smile sprite again which is rare and blessed mm-hmm Hisui's only going to go if Shiki goes, and Shiki's like, well, mm, uh, mm, damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Akiha's like, uh, it's fine. It's mm-hmm. fine if you don't go, but I'm gonna be mad and upset. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Pouty. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's that. We don't, he doesn't commit to anything, I don't think. Uh, mm-hmm. But it sounds incredible, and I want to see what happens. <laughs> what? A family can be a brother and a sister with weird sexual tension, and they're two maids who both want to fuck the brother. I guess. If it has to be. Bedtime! Bedtime. 
He's feeling better. He's like, that's kind of cool. I've also never thought about the future before, ever. Mm -hmm. And he prays to have no dreams, and then he (laughs) sees a deep blue soaked classroom at his school. And we get the worst dream. (laughs) (laughs) A dream that itself is awful, and also is awful because literally, I don't think a day goes by past this that it doesn't get referenced again. Yeah, and we have to see the CG. Uh-huh. Ugh. The speaker, who we know, who we, like, haven't had 100% confirmed, but we know is uppercase cheeky, is breaking a doll, in his words. Not killing a person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he must have caught CL, and we're gonna get... Nope, that's a maid. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. A maid with uh, eyes that look... It's hard to tell, but they are, like, blue-looking in this lighting. I think- I so I had to go look at the CG again um cuz I was like who is that? Uh they are like teal. Yeah. Um which is neither Hisui nor Kohaku's hair uh-huh. color or eye color which is I don't know. It's fine. They're also hollow and dead. Yes. She uh, has been is naked and has been sexually assaulted. Yes. Uh it, well, yes, the scene is, like, actively being sexually assaulted. Um, yeah, but in the CG, is what we see is... Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty gross. It's up there for grossest CG. It might be the grossest. I think, yeah, it's probably the grossest. Yeah, I would say, I don't know, like, uh, personal preference, is this worse than Arcoid getting mm-hmm. assaulted? Who could say? At least Arcoid is, like, present there. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just, like, yeah. I Yeah, we don't... This sucks. Like, even in the moment, I think Shiki knows that, that what's going on is bad in the Arcoid route. But in this one, we have to, like, listen to this guy, like, talk about how much fun he's having. Uh-huh. And it's not great. You just don't need the CG, either. It, like, you it's bad enough CG. without it. Like... Because I think I think this is the note that I had is like I just didn't play a version of this the first time I played this game that had any of this in there, mm. and I don't even remember if like the dream happens like it may just fade as soon That's as the text comes up of like oh tonight I'm like breaking a you know like like it a, a lot of it was just these broad cuts and like so I definitely never seen that this was like a CG or that this was like the mm-hmm. you know it's just gross like it shifts so much of what works in the root into a space of like oh my is this like for someone like to enjoy yeah right is like a is treat this a- for someone Ugh. yeah it's gross to think about this is this is the most complicated thing about actually playing tsukihime is stuff like this mm-hmm. yeah. where they clearly have something to say about uh, victims of trauma and sexual trauma and are, want to be compassionate to those people, but also want to sell this game to people who would enjoy this scene. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, the literally the only interesting thing is Shiki got one of the two maids, like other Shiki got one of the two maids to come to him in the school. Yeah. Which we don't but, have any indication how that happened or why. Yeah, but you could you could foreshadow that with less gross <laughs> scenes. Yeah, 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 exactly. It it's doesn't like have to be lingering cheeky. on his dialogue, getting that CG, especially the way the CG is framed. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. I mean, like, I thought it was literally a doll for a bit. Like, there was a point yeah. where I was just oh, like, same. maybe it's, you know, maybe this is just a delusional thing. And it's mm-hmm. like a... It is like, yeah, there's like, I don't know, like halfway through the scene. Yeah. Like, the brows twitch on the doll a little. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay. And I think that part is interesting and is important for what they're, what the story is trying to say. But the CG just kills me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's day yeah. seven. That's day seven. Yay. What a, a, a awful way to end an otherwise great. So much fun stuff things. happens on yeah. on day seven. I, yeah, <sighs> it certainly is like some of my favorite things about Skihime and then some of my least favorite things about Skihime all in one, one beautiful day. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Day eight. Day eight. Death. In, In quotes. quotation marks. Uh-huh. October 28th, Thursday. Yeah, this is when I noticed this. Hisui's day eight is death in quotation marks. Arcoids is just called death. CL's is called death in parentheses. Oh. Uh-huh. That's fascinating. <laughs> Akiha's is called afternoon dream. Hmm. Which is the only one that breaks that convention. And I, I, I wonder if... Kohaku will also be a form of death. <laughs> please, please return me to like early aughts, uh, like fanfic names with uh, Tilda Death Tilda. X X X Death X X. Yes, that's it. There we go. Oh, um, Shiki wakes up after ten o'clock. Yep. Yep. He feels very numb. Uh, today isn't a school day. And, uh-huh. um, wait, is it? Oh, it's the day off. It's the, like, day off to prepare for the school festival or whatever that yeah. he mentions in other routes, right? Uh, as if we needed a reminder, <laughs> a CG that we literally just saw. Yeah, uh, flickers in front of our eyes. Screen. And it's going to do that a lot going forward. Uh-huh. You don't really get a good look at it, but, you know... It's it's looming. So he wanders into the hallway in his pajamas and gets to the bathroom and pukes. Uh, he's really fucked up about that. I think still... Does he get dressed? He heads to the lobby and he sees he's be carrying a uh, chair that we didn't know and well. Know and love. <laughs> uh, the chair that he smashes on uh, day eight of the CL route. <laughs> that chair that better fucking chair. run. Cherkun, please Cher-kun, stay safe. Please stay safe. Don't let him get you, Cherkun. Um, Shiki can't look her in the eye because of how vivid his dream was and how he compassion for Shiki. He had to watch that for hours. Yeah, I think I yes. Going back to uh the things that this game has to say about trauma. Trauma's complicated. I think that I wish that it was painted more unambiguously as not Shiki being like, damn, I'm remembering that dream and boy, am I a little horny Mm -hmm. and more like this is, this was a traumatic experience and this is a trauma response to that upon seeing something that reminds me of it. Right. I do think that that is part of the horror that they're trying to pull from this is that Shiki 
our Shiki, the Shiki that we know, is not like aroused by sexual assault. Right? Yes. He's being pushed in that direction. And the ambiguity of that is part of how what uh what they're trying to do to make this horrible and uncomfortable. Yeah, I think that that can that also reads as not mm-hmm. yeah for me that reads as like oh okay but what if this was a little sexy though mm-hmm. uh like it's not this because of the content of the uh mm-hmm. supposedly like consensual good sex scenes it's not always yeah. as clear that like they know that 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 distinction is a thing worth making i guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah we'll 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 get into it i have a lot of thoughts on that like the yeah, yeah. i do think i do think to me the thing that made this less immediately upsetting to me than what happens in arcs route is that the immediate response shiki has is like puking in the sa- i mean like there's yeah. there is a an immediate and like physiological like rejection of mm-hmm. the experience that I think is important because like yeah. setting up that this is not something Shiki wants is a thing that is not handled as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. that arc, yeah. right? And like, and I think that a lot of the horror does land for me with like the tension between like trying to cope with that with the internal response of like maybe it's not that bad with the like no Mm -hmm. this is like the word like this is upsetting and like sick like literally physically sickening like yeah that that is something that i found very like evocative Mm -hmm. and there are things that like i agree super undercut that right in in future yeah i think it's worth saying that this scene on its own does a fine job of that it's my it's like the rest of the game. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's every yeah. sex scene where a girl begs him to be more gentle and he doesn't. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's just treated as like a normal thing that isn't bad or weird. Because there's like a lack of understanding of consent uh, from the mm-hmm. writers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on Which, on CL's route, I think it's, or sorry, on Akiha's a route, when he's talking to CL about Roa sexually assaulting her. It, I feel like it is more played as like, oh, right, that was sexy. Hmm. I guess yeah. I can't point to any examples, but... And the first two rats are like, yeah, a lot of the horror there is uh, Shiki turning into someone that he doesn't want to be. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, the, like, gr- the things that we're reacting badly to in the sex scenes are things that aren't that uncommon in the way that cis people portrays oh it's it's so ubiquitous like it sucks right like if you've ever played an eroge or something like that like this type of thing is like i was in some ways grateful that at least in this this day right day Mm -hmm. eight like immediately after that dream for once in one of these it's the character having a rejection of which is like awkward because it's like if it was if it was intentional why would you know like I don't trust that the game is actually treating it as a thing to say mm-hmm. about that culture, but it's like in some ways this weird breath of fresh air of like, oh, at least thank God you're establishing that this protagonist is not a gross assault, like rapey, blah, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. at least you're giving me that this time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to keep in mind that game, 
stories like this don't take aren't written in a vacuum, right? Right. This right. isn't uniquely bad the way that Tsukihime handles this things, these things. And I think that it does is trying to do interesting things, even if the nature of the conventions that it is con, uh, conforming to and its lack of understanding of how to be more careful with certain topics does undercut it at times. Mm-hmm. Interesting. We're gonna have a lot of. There's gonna be a lot of the, this route. Us talking about this. So, what happens? Uh, Shiki doesn't kill the chair. Nope. He manages Chair-kun to hold himself fine. back. Chair Chair-kun lives to, to uh, be sat on another, another day. day. <laughs> um, let's see. He apologizes for waking up late, and she's like, "No, I'm sorry, I didn't wake you up." And he's like, "Please, just like complain about me. Like you can just let it out." You know what I mean? And she refuses, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna go get some food. Um, Shiki eats, heads back to his room, and then it's time for him to wander around the mansion and realize that his memories are all fucked up. Uh-huh. A classic. A classic Tsukihime day. He wanders around, they, they think he thinks about the territory claiming game that he used to play with Akiha. Yeah. The, like, Shiki, what? uppercase Shiki, Akiha... Day was that in Arcoid's route? I don't know. I feel like it was around now. It's it's around the same time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But oh, right. Yeah, it is interesting that I because neither CL nor Akiha had him had this be the thing that made him realize mm-hmm. that there was a third kid, right? Yeah, there was something else. I think. Um. Yeah, it's just interesting that we've we've gone back to hey, carving names is. The name carving, yeah. Uh, I think the first time it comes up in the, the, the name difference comes up in the CL route is when he wakes up in bed and it says, this is Shiki's room in all caps. And I, yes. I love that bit yeah. as the reveal that something is different. Right, yeah. Well, okay. It Having said that, it does actually make sense that it's back to a game about claiming territory. Uh-huh. For this route. Mm-hmm. Which is what For, vampires yeah. do. Uh-huh. Vampires do, and, and yeah. So... What, what other Shiki is doing? Uh-huh. He wanders around the garden. He sees Kohaku vanishing into the garden courtyard forest park. Uh, and he follows her, loses her, and ends up in the clearing. Where does Kohaku go? Presumably she's going to the detached house, right? Mm-hmm. Is she? I... Okay. I yes. hadn't considered it before like this playthrough but like she disappears uh-huh yeah it's um, weird it's yeah i i hope that we will get clarity on that because it could just be like oh yeah she makes it to the detached house and like she's far enough behind that it looks like she just disappears mm-hmm. but it certainly feels like he's not that far behind her and like he should at least see some bushes rustling or something but mm-hmm. uh, i mean She's slipping in meds. Who knows? You know, <laughs> like <laughs> that's fair. Um, she, she's like behind a bush and shoots him with a blow dart. <laughs> Let's see. He starts thinking about that uh, about the dream where he kills a kid. He thinks mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Classic, classic Tsukihime stuff. Um, and he collapses. He. Let's see. His chest wound is hurting. He collapses. He thinks he sees his own face licking blood off of his own fingers. 
Yeah, uh, my chest becomes painted a dark crimson. Black ver- vermilion soaks both my hands. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah, huh, that's weird. Yeah, and then he wakes up and Akiha is yelling at Hisui. Mm-hmm. He's in bed. Akiha asks why Kohaku, why both of them failed to stop him from getting to the clearing. And Hisui reveals that Ko- Kohaku is not here. Hmm. Where is she? <laughs> I I am sure that we will get more clarity on this. Yeah. Akiha wants to know too, and Hisui won't tell her. Yeah. Which, I guess, yeah. I can guess. This is a very interesting scene, how it keeps going. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, it is roughly the same scene, and then it diverges wildly when Hisui's like, Kahaku's not here. Uh-huh. Uh, and becomes a very different scene. <laughs> Hisui confronts Akiha and says that they should stop what they're doing to Shiki. He, she says we should stop treating Shiki like Tono Shiki. Uh-huh. Which, that sure is a statement that we've never heard from a character before. She says that he's a different person and that the mansion is not good for him, and that he he is going to become a killer at this rate. And she says that Akiha feels it too. Uh-huh. Akiha is like, well, you you think his Tono blood is going to wake up and turn him into a monster? Ha! Dumbass. You know that that can't happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she says, you are right. He's just like us with Makihisa-sama's choice. And Akiha slaps her. Whatever she was about to say. I wonder where that sentence was going before Akiha Mm -hmm. stopped. (laughs) He's talking. Uh-huh. Um, Akiha is like, I'm not going, I won't hear this, you're not going to talk about it. And then Shiki manages to move enough that they realize that he, he, he like, tries to move subtly so that they think he's waking up, not that he heard everything. Mm-hmm. And Akiha says that her presence will only weaken him, and she has to go and leave him to Hisui. Hmm. This... This is wild, because I was like, oh, okay, these two rats are going to be all about the maids. And then this scene happens, and it's like, are we going to get more Shiki content? Mm -hmm. Are there more reveals about Shiki to to be bad? Yeah, the synchronizer thing. I was wondering, at this point again, I was like, wait, 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 is the synchronizer thing have something to do with this? Because my first thought was that they know about him being a Nanya, and that's Mm -hmm. why Akiha was worried that she was going to weaken him. Because she's not human. Mm. Uh, and then I, was I mean, like, I wait. think that's it, right? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. that's extremely, yeah. That, I guess you could also read it as his connection to uppercase Shiki and his right, obsession to, yeah. to, uh, with her. Although I don't think she knows quite as much uh, about how just how much uppercase Shiki is obsessed with her right now. Yeah. So Shiki's like, okay, uh, I should maybe I should just pretend if I, uh, that I'm still asleep. And Hisui's like, hey, I know you're awake. It's okay. You can open your eyes. <laughs> Great at reading him. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's like, oh, you knew? And she's like, she tells him that Akiha is very bad at catching someone in a lie. Since a long time ago. Hmm. It's very deliberate. I'm not really sure. She's referencing something, it feels like. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, Shiki's like, you're pretty perspe- perceptive. Um, and Hisui responds, I do not know. Since I cannot understand the heart of the person I want to know the most about, I do not think I am very perspe- perceptive. That's... I see. Uh, nodding. I somehow get the feeling that she's talking about Kahaku-san. <laughs> Idiot. 
She's basically doing a like confession of love to him, and he's like, oh, "Yeah, your sister." I, he he does care a lot about her sister. It could be both, though. Like, I feel like, especially by the end of this route, like, that definitely could still be about, I think it's largely about all of them, right? That's true. My thinking is Cheeky has never been right about something on the first try. Uh (laughs) Sure, this is true. (laughs) He's such an idiot. Very, very... What a dumbass. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, uh, he's like, okay, where's Kahaku? Um, and he's, he's like, I don't know. I don't know Nesan very well. Yeah. Which is like, okay, I guess Shiki's right. Uh-huh. Shiki notices that that's a like, weird answer, and he but doesn't push her on it. He's been, uh, once, he asks about God. what happened. Uh, Wait, what'd you say? I said, for once, thank God, right? Yeah. He pushes her on everything else. It's like... Good. <laughs> Recognize uh-huh. the boundary. He asks what happened to him. He's been sleeping for 12 hours since he collapsed. Uh, he squeezed like, I'm going to babysit you all night long. He's a little unnerved that he, like, collapsed so thoroughly. He really hasn't been pushing himself that hard this route. So he's not used to feeling this fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he falls asleep. She's going to wait out in the hall for him all night to call for her. Uh, but he's like, please just stay by my side while I sleep. And we get a dream. We get a a very different dream. Uh, the background is the one used in the opening movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here we go. Or like uh, uh, opening cutscene. It's not like it's not a movie so much as like text it does that automatically advances. Yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> movie is the word I use for it? Uh huh. Yeah, and it is, like, it is a different version of that, like, telling the same story, but with different thoughts. Different more detail. More. Yeah. We, he tells us that he was, the room he was asleep in was a Japanese-style room. And we find out that the mansion is not the Tono Mansion, for sure. It's deep in the mountains in the, fo- uh, deep in the mountains in a forest, remote and isolated, not near a town. Uh, he says he hears a reed warbler's cry, which, uh, reed warbler, distant reed warbler is the name of one of Akiha's endings. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Uh-huh. I don't know that there's any, like, significance there, but it's just... Yeah, just interesting. Cute. That there's, like, that... Yeah. Well, that's a, that's not a cute ending, but... No, I meant, like, yeah. The, the, like, connection is interesting. Uh, he wanders into the forest, he finds a red demon surrounded by the bodies of his family and the demon comes after him his mother dies protecting him uh, and the demon's claws cut into his chest as he looks up at the moon so Makisa was going to kill him it seems and that's the end of day 8 oh. I will I will say one thing one thing that's really interesting to me yeah is that anytime this particular flashback comes up the writing style feels kind of different to me like there's a really evocative like poetic quality to a lot of this like nanaya like mm-hmm. backflash sequence uh and i yeah, really yeah. like that i really really like that about Tsukimi i was going to say whole. uh the one screenshot that i took was the night itself feels frozen by the winter cold my breath hangs white in the air the garden is cold but at the same time the sky was beautiful the expression freezing cold seems to have been made just for this winter night. The cold stars, the deep darkness, 
illuminating this world is the lifeless moonlight. It's death. When she dies, the, it goes into this, like, a lot of times it'll go into this, like, poetic uh, mode, you know what I mean? Like, mm. when him and CL die together, or when he is overtaken by Roa and killed, and stuff like that. Like, the, the big bad ends, where he, like, has that chance to look up at the moon, all have the same, like, ponderous energy to them. And it's great. Yeah, so that's the end of day eight, but real quick, uh... Shiki died? <laughs> yeah, it seems like he died a little bit. It kind of sounded like it. That's, I mean, listen. Uh, yeah, well, you'll learn more about Mystic Eyes of Death Perception, but this Shiki is like... Shiki loves dying. You get those eyes by dying, essentially, is kind of the understanding that I've I've come to I get largely that. through Tsukihime. And like, he already yeah. died. He dies once. Why did he need to die twice? Because you're connected. He's connected to death. He's That's dying his whole all the thing. Time. That's his whole bit. He is kid very just, resistant to death. Kid just can't stop forces. dying. Yeah, he's like Lancer, you know? Like, just... <laughs> just not as cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, chronically uncool, Shiki. The other Shiki, chronically very cool. We'll get to her, though. Day 9. Burning Body 1. October 29th, Friday. We're getting there. Um, we, there's like an eerie background for the day card. It's just black with a distant red light in the center. And I was like, oh, is that like the moon? I think the first, literally the first thing we get is a bunch of um, uh, ellipses. And then a door closes softly and my consciousness separates from my memories. My heart surfaces, reality is on the surface. Yeah, he says he wakes from the old dream, which is mm. interesting. Uh, he's been crying in his sleep, but he can't remember the dream at all. Uh, but he knows it was a different kind of dream than the killing dreams he's been having. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he, it was actually really restful, which is interesting. Yeah. And Hisri was here until seconds ago. So. Yeah, I didn't realize at first that a door closes softly was... Literal. Yes, there was a, a door closing softly. He sweet just left the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting that whenever he gets cuddles, or even just like someone sitting there holding his hand, he sleeps better. Uh -huh. <laughs> he, should, he should do that more often. Right? It's great. Right, right, right. So he's like, I have school today. Uh, my uniform isn't set up, so he sweet must be going to get it. Uh, we haven't heard anything about Kohaku since we heard that she was missing. Uh, Shiki goes to get up, and he falls over, and he can't get up off the carpet. How much how much of this mansion is carpeted? I think just his bedroom. Or just, is there, just there the is a carpet in his bedroom? I don't like carpets. Like, a oh, little area them. rug is fine to me, but a whole room carpeting is the antithesis of everything that I see. Oh, I, lo I love to just roll around on a carpet. Oh, wow. Peregrine, we're very different people. It's true, we are. <laughs> we are united in our love of Kohaku. <laughs> People can be different and yet love similar things, but yes, I am like extremely... A I get. Person? I think I've finally in my in my adult life started to understand what people prefer about like a hardwood floor. Uh huh. But as someone who has been constantly moving between apartments like a lot more than I'd like to uh -huh. need to, like I do like having, especially in a bedroom. Mm. The feeling of like softness 
Like there's a there's a hard and cold nature to God, I have a lot of opinions about this, I'm realizing. It's like, <laughs> like there's just something about like the cold, hard uh-huh. flooring in a room that is like a uh, like like I just it's such a subconscious feeling. So mm-hmm. much of these next few days hit for me more than the rest of Tsukihime because there's an intangible evocative quality to the writing that is mm-hmm. exactly how I experience like fatigue and and mm-hmm. fever and things like, you know, lying down on a carpet and like it feeling unreasonably soft somehow. You know, like those mm-hmm. sorts of things are re- like really hit for me. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So like, yeah. <laughs> it's it's dredging up like what I like about a, a carpeted room. Like it the softness matters because it's where I am the most vulnerable and when I need that softness most. Fascinating. See, I like a cold hard room. That's just the kind of person that I am. That's I was going to say I also I just yeah. I I guess I part of it is that I grew up with hardwood floors. Um I just can't like that's that is to me that is uh that is what a floor is is hardwood uh-huh. <laughs> um i can't i can yeah i have been in places with carpeted flooring uh i think i've like probably spent less than a week total in places with like wall-to-wall carpet fascinating in my, my in my life as a as a person um yeah i just can't like i don't know i can't like I can't explain exactly why I love it, mm-hmm. but um, I think it's like just a, a, a nice cold hardwood floor is like calming. There's mm-hmm. nothing. There's not a like it's it's not in a uh, sensory experience laying on it. Mm-hmm. It is just like flat and boring and and like calming. Yeah. Do uh, you wear? Sh- do, do, do either of you wear shoes indoors? No. Okay. Interesting. I was going to say like because because I wear sh- like hardwood to me is like people it's like a working environment flooring Mm. and i think that's part of my separation i don't relax much so that's probably why i don't mind it Mm. Mm. i think yeah for me it's like i i often can deal better with uh like kind of flat textures than i can Mm. uh more textury textures Mm, so you drink a you drink a non-carbonated water I okay. That's the thing is that I I hate plain water. It has to be like freezing, frigid cold, uh, for me to enjoy plain water. Otherwise, I'll drink a carbonated beverage. It's fascinating, fascinating. See, my house had a, a mix of hardwood in certain rooms and mostly carpet. I feel like, but we've had I've grown up with pets and carpets. When you're a kid, it's fine, but when you grow up, carpets just start to feel gross. Mm-hmm. To me, I am a not pet haver. Yeah, that's it. Things. Yeah, my cats puke constantly, hairballs everywhere, and if we had a carpet, I would go insane. They already managed to get it on like lots of things that they shouldn't, despite the hardwood floors being everywhere. And now that yeah, you 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 two saying that made me realize that like I like I like the the feeling of a clean hardwood floor because mm. it's like. Oh, this is beautiful. There's nothing. This this floor is spotless, and I feel like you'll never get a carpet to that point. <laughs> like it's literally impossible for a carpet to be as clean as uh well, I guess the day it was put down, but 
Mm-hmm. Eh, cleanliness, you know. As a <laughs> microbiologist, I have a, maybe a different relationship there, but to I do... The, the, wherein having the pet makes everything unclean, whereas, like, a carpet can be fine. Um, uh-huh. There's a... Yeah. I, now that I have long hair, uh, after, you know years of not going to barbers for obvious reasons at this point hopefully um i i will admit that like hair in carpet is a new phenomenon uh-huh <laughs> it's like God. oh wow but also it turns out hardwood floors accumulate every everything accumulates anywhere mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i'd rather it be warm and soft mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. to embrace me in its filth uh-huh. <laughs> I I am remembering that I did in fact live in a carpeted place um for a while that had carpet on the bottom floor and uh uh like wood floor on the top floor and uh the carpet was moldy the entire time I was there. Oh no. And, Yikes. Uh, Yikes. Yeah. I don't That's- know. Being downstairs and like getting congested and feeling like breathing was hard was not fun. <laughs> uh-huh. God. For some reason, Heather, until fairly recently, believed that the apartment that we're all moving into, Fen, had a carpeted bathroom. <gasps> okay, that's where I draw a line. <laughs> Bathrooms are tile. That is just like that is my my uh that is my strongest opinion, is that bathrooms should be tile. I have a uh, connection to big concrete floor rooms because hmm. of uh, my dad having a big garage and uh, art studios being like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I like those. I grew up going to a brutalist Catholic church. Mm. Ooh. Love me some concrete. Yeah. Never turn that down. That is a di- If I could get an apartment with with like cold a just like concrete, concrete slab See, floor. This is this is what's fascinating is I would love a concrete floor, but a yeah. hardwood is just impart it's not quite you, if you're going to go you're going to go all the way, right? You know, yeah, living in extremes as Shiki <laughs> does in the next couple of days that we should probably get back to discussing. We all have a lot of feelings about flooring. <laughs> and you know who doesn't? Shiki. Let's go talk about <laughs> Who him. cannot feel anything because everything feels like carpet when you're <laughs> sick and numb. Hisui returns to the room with his clothes, finding him relaxing on the floor. And she, like, basically screams and runs for him. She's acting like he's had a heart attack or something. He's like, hey, uh, no, I just uh, fell down a little. This is no big deal. He's he's trying so hard to be like, it's fine, except that he also can't move at all. Uh-huh. What's the thing about lies that can't even fool yourself? Uh-huh. And, you know, it's very much that constantly. Oh, Shiki. It's um, that, except that, like, there are other points where he's like, I'm fine. And it's definitely a lie, but he's okay enough to, like, get off of the floor. Uh Uh-huh. He doesn't, he doesn't even have, like, he physically cannot fool himself because he's lost use of most of his body. Mm. He asks Hisui to help him up, and how does that go? Uh, she tries so hard. It's like she, it's like a a mime has erected an invisible barrier around him. We call it an AT field in the business. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he needs to get in the robot oh now we're talking 
Shiki being oddly perceptive is like, okay, no, no, don't. Just go get Kahaku. She can help. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hisui runs off to do that. Uh, Kohaku arrives to save the day, uh, lifts him up, and says that he's as light as a girl. <laughs> what? Fen, <laughs> if you're going to laugh at the jokes that I write down and I'm not going to say, you have to read them. Uh, fellas, is it gay to have a naturally athletic build accentuated by a lifetime of healthy eating because of major health concerns? Yes. I respect that Shiki is keeping the ideal boy wife figure for Arahiko. <laughs> I, you know, nothing but respect for... Twink trophy Shiki boy theory. wife, yeah. Twink. <laughs> I Shiki is on my is high on my list of twinks I want obliterated. <laughs> Before or after Merlin? Oh, we'll get. I guess we'll get there. Merlin, <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> I think Merlin is second on the list. Uh, Joshua from World Ends with You is on the top. <laughs> Just oh, what a great twink! Great twig. Gotta wipe him out of existence. Uh, let's see. He Shigi says he feels fine, but his body won't move, which is not fine. Kohaku's like, oh, this is no big deal. Your face looks fine, so you'll probably feel better soon. He's reassured by her being confident, at, but Hisui in the background is just looking distressed. Uh, and Akihi, Akiha bursts into the room in a panic. And he's like, hey, I'm fine. And so she's a little shook by this, because she was expecting him to be worse off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Akiha says that they're going to get the doctor to examine him. Uh, and he's like, no, I don't want that. And he, she's like, okay, we'll bring you to a fucking hospital then. You want that? Uh, they get him up into bed. Uh, Akiha orders Kohaku to see to him, leaves in a huff because she's mad that he's being so carefree. Kohaku leaves for a second to go make some phone calls. And he tells Hisui to go back to work, since he isn't going to wander off anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Turns out, she feels bad about not helping him, being able to help him up. And he's like, um, no, that's fine. You have, like, a thing about that. I, I wouldn't be mad at you about that. I, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. And also, hey, I haven't told you enough that, like, I'm really helpful I'm really thankful that you've helped me so much, uh-huh. and like, I huge fan. Thanks so much for being such a good maid, and mm-hmm. you're really special to me. But like, in a friendship way. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, he like talks about his awful nightmares and says that her waking up every day brings him down, like calms him down and brings him peace. She's very happy to hear this. Uh huh. Hmm. Uh, he says that she doesn't need to touch him. Her words are enough to reach him, and that's not going to last. <laughs> I, there's such a good reason for them not to have a sex scene this route, and of course we need to, but... Ah, uh, right? It sucks. Oh, okay, we'll get there, but yeah, like, that's basically most of my notes for, like, this uh-huh. entire sequence, is how much I... This is, this is to me, like... I am not someone who has had to deal with a lot of, like, chronic illness, fortunately. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm familiar with it through osmosis, through, like, minor conditions, that sort of thing. But there's Mm -hmm. something about this scenario that hits well in how accurately it portrays, like, the frustration of, like, caretakers with Mm -hmm. patients, patients with care. Like, there's this sort of, like, constant, like... I am genuinely kind of curious if, like, Nasu has had experience with this mm. type of situation, because parts of it feel very, like, 
on point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That's interesting. He's like, um, I feel like it's not even morning yet because you haven't said good morning to me. And she blushes and says good morning to him. And then he's like, see, everything's going to be fine. And she gets all contemplative and then runs out of the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, she says that Kohaku has contacted the doctor who should arrive shortly. This was a, a, a drop in my bucket of the maids can tele- telekinetic telepathically communicate theory because mm. how does she know that kohaku has contacted the doctor at this point for most of this route <laughs> i was i was operating under the assumption that there was only actually one maid and that hisui and kohaku were two halves of that one maid mm, that's an interesting theory and this is the when i was at this point in in reading this route ben as a joke you said one maid theory and I was like, there might actually only be one maid. <laughs> Fascinating. I think my my opinions on that have changed now because of uh, the endings. But you know, it was mm-hmm. it was very funny to have you saying as a joke uh, an actual <laughs> theory that I had. My go to theory from the from pretty early on was that one of them was homunculus and one of them was human. Uh, eventually, the doctor shows up, sets up a bunch of equipment, uh, pokes him for four hours and shrugs and says, yeah, he probably just is, like, sad about his accident. <laughs> uh-huh. Very helpful. Mm. Uh-huh. Thanks, doctor. I love doctors. They're so fucking useful all the time. Uh, so he's going to get bed rest and Kohaku brings him some rice porridge. Uh, Kohaku wants to baby bird feed it to him. <laughs> Wait, No. <laughs> She just wants to spoon feed him. Yeah. She is she is not uh spooning the food into his mouth with her own mouth. Uh she's trying not out yet. for that position at the maid cafe down the street. Kohaku, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if you need practice. Jeez. So, so no no. Shiki no, is unhappy about this, <laughs> and it's really cute. I just processed that fragrance. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> Um, what were you saying, Ben? I'm sorry. Uh, Shiki is having none of it, and but cannot resist, and so Kohaku continues. Well, yeah, she- he first opens his mouth in shock, and then she sticks the spoon in his mouth, takes his jaw, and makes him chew. It's so good. And he's like, like I, uh, I was just gonna say, like, I respect how much it's like you know you're so used to these types of like. Like, shonen anime would never really allow, like, the protagonist to be this helpless, and yet this is, like, clearly, like, uh-huh. you get the internality of that protagonist, and then the physical reality in which they're like, oh, you don't yeah. need a caregiver? Ha ha, funny. And, like, uh-huh. for, like, you know, it, it she, works. I just love that she goes the extra mile of, like, manually... Uh, chewing for him he's talking he can move his jaws yeah uh (laughs) he's like are you like is this like a prank or something and she's like no this is just totally totally normal and how you treat sick people yeah kohaku will never stop she even she's gotta be true to herself porridge yeah it's like a tasty plum porridge kohaku like got a full background uh check done on shiki and was like, okay, yeah. uh, please tell me each and every of the meals that Shiki uh, ate for the last eight years. Um, uh, please also give me a, his entire medical history, doctor. And like, I'm going to run some drugs by you and just like, I'm just going to read a whole list and you just like give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. 
Doctor was just sitting there with a thumbs up, apparently. <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah, she's not phased by this at all. Um, she asks him how he's feeling. He's like, oh, it's my anemia. It's not a big deal. She's like, don't push yourself. You were seriously injured as a child, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then something about the way she says it sets him off. And he's like, what do you, what do you mean by that? She's like, well, you got in an accident. You were injured and you were adopted by the Adimas. I think... She says you got in an accident here. Here. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Which, you know, means the mansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, she doesn't say it, say it. But he suddenly realizes he doesn't know where the accident actually happened. Mm. And Kohaku just smiles at him. Like, nothing nothing is happening in his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some kind of weird flickering happening through while this is all going on. And I'm pretty sure it's like, yeah, yeah, it's that CG of one of the maids having been assaulted. <sighs> uh. And Shiki suddenly remembers that there was another kid mm. with him in Akiha when it happened. And Kohaku tries to get away. And he's like, hey, you used to play with us. Do you remember a ki- another kid playing with us? And Kohaku freezes and she's like, oh, we played a lot together? And she laughs. Oh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Of course. Maybe maybe it was your imagination. Maybe Hisui-chan might have been with you or something. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Shiki's too out of it to, like, process what was unsaid, but mm-hmm. at some point in the future, he'll finally get the hint. He'll have, he'll have had it explained to him about 17 times, and he'll be like, mm-hmm. oh. God, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really get it. He falls asleep. We get the clock ticking. He's in an unknown place, a basement full of broken chalkboards and folding chairs. And uh, Roa, or Shiki, uppercase Shiki, is looking at a woman's body they've dragged down into the school basement, hell basement. Mm -hmm. That thing is thinking it does not have enough blood. That thing is thinking that it wants to eat fresh meat. I'm thinking that I want to kill people in red text. Roa! It's... Yeah, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. I think this dream is like very explicit about Shiki and or like our Shiki and other Shiki having a conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, or at the very least, being able to like yell at each other. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, there's like a lot of back and forth between red and white text. Uh, the ambiguity of all this stuff is. Uh, good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I wrote down, I can't tell if uppercase Shiki is yelling at Roa or yelling at Shiki. Mm-hmm. 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 And, uh, uppercase Shiki starts eating the body. And then, whoop, sudden cut, Hisui's here checking on our Shiki. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Except... He's standing up. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Um, why? What happened? So what happened? (laughs) Why? Why? (laughs) He was sleeping. Apparently, he ordered her to change the sheets when he when she came in. Got up, let her change the the sheets. Oh, then laid back down, closed his eyes, and then jerked uh, uh, back awake. Hmm. And can't move. Uh, he says again that he feels like his body belongs to someone else. Hmm. Mm Hmm. And he's like, I think I'm going to be done sleeping for a while. 
And she's gonna, she says she wants to keep watch over him for a while, if that's okay with him. He's hopeful that she can ward off his nightmares. And she just kind of stands there staring at him as he's like, do you want like a, should you get like a chair and a, a book or something? Or are you just going to stare at me all night? Don't put a chair next to Shiki. You can't, you can't <laughs> trust it. God. <laughs> he's going to kill that chair. He's the very best at killing chairs. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So he thinks about how dutiful, dutiful she is and et cetera, et cetera. And uh, we cut to later. Hisui still can't touch him, so Kohaku has to come by, check his temperature, and put a cool towel on his face or whatever. Um, Hisui just sort of hangs out and fetches drinks for him. Mm-hmm. No weird dreams. It gets to be 10 o'clock when Akiha comes to check on him. He's like, you know, I'm doing okay. I can't move, but I'll be fine tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He says that this has happened to him once before. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Akiha is relieved and says her goodnights, and then he finally goes to sleep. And that's day nine. Day ten. Burning Body 2. October 30th. Saturday. It's the weekend. That car the there's a lot more red lights on that uh day card background mm. <laughs> this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not that's this is gonna be fine. This is Ignore the title of the day. He's fine. He woke up and he can move around. And also that, like, he slept through the night. No weird dreams, mm-hmm. apparently. Yep. Still can't fucking move. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, he's dying. Mm-hmm. He's gonna die. Oh. Yeah. My note is like, well, it seems like he slept through the night. Hmm. Yes, he did. Unfortunately, he's lost even more control of his body. He says, it's like my body is dead, or more like a robot out of gas. Hmm. Uh-huh. Robots run on electricity now, Shiki. Jeez, get with the picture. Well, this is like early 2000s, you know. Maybe there was combustion <laughs> robots back then. Uh, he can't even yell for the maids. If he raises his voice, it's like whatever abstract energy that he has starts to run out. Mm-hmm. Whatever's keeping him alive starts to run out, which is great. Uh, eventually, Hisui comes to check on him and finds him and uh, nervously calls for Kohaku. She has no poker face for this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She's like, her thought is, oh, Shiki is dying and I'm going to lose everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she can't cover that up at all. Uh, she calls for Kohaku. Akiha shows up in a panic again. The doctor comes by again. It's a replay of yesterday. A very stressful one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they prop him up against the headboard, and Hisui's watching over him. Uh, he jokes that Hisui fussing over him reminds him of how Kohaku, the cheerful girl, when they were young, would, uh, like, dote on him and Akiha and, like, be the older sister. Uh-huh. I, poor Hisui having her own childhood described to her. <laughs> uh-huh. She, she does say she... Asks if she was really that fussy, which should again be a giveaway. But I know that uh, I know that Shiki has other thoughts on his mind, like the fact that he's dying. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He remembers a time when he wanted to go out to play, but he had a cold, and Kohaku talked him into laying down, and then put a wet towel over his face that almost smothered him. And uh, Hisui is looking very nervous during this whole conversation for some reason. Uh huh. 
<laughs> he's like, I actually had a nice childhood. Hisui decides to play along and is like, Kohaku probably feels the same way. <laughs> uh, he's like, I'm sorry for boring you by telling you stories that you're not even in. And she's like, just keep telling me stories, idiot. Keep, please keep praising child me. <laughs> I, uh -huh. even, even if you don't know that it's me, I like to hear about you being happy when I was around. He's asked if she's sure. She gives him a, like a real happy, a like sincere happy smile and tells him to continue. And he gets a little horny about her smile and then keeps rambling about his childhood. Time passes. It's lunchtime. Kohaku's here. And it's time for his uh, bedridden towel bath. Mm-hmm. Oh. He doesn't have a lot of choices. He's cleaned up. He's back in bed. Kohaku comments that it's strange that he didn't even flinch while she was cleaning him. Mm -hmm. Like, his body never reacted to her touch. And Shiki's starting to get a little bit scared. Kohaku is like, you're fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Shiki wonders if his injury is catching up to him, and if he'll ever be able to walk again. And Kohaku's like, listen, you gotta, you gotta keep your spirits up, or you'll never recover. And it, that's kind of true. He does need to willpower fight Roa for control of his body and life force. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, remembering his conversation earlier, he comments directly to Kohaku and says something about how she used to take care of him in Akiha. And he tells that story about him getting sick and her trying to nurse him. And she's like, yeah, that sounds like something that would have happened, huh? <laughs> the, the maid's not being able to decide whether they're playing along or trying to correct him mm -hmm. is, uh, yeah. He says that she appears to be trying to remember it, and he starts giving more details, and then he says that she gives her best try, and then she freezes in place like a stopped clock, and she doesn't stop smiling. And he's like, did you forget? And she's like, I guess I did. Hmm. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, well, it's not a big deal. Kohaku's like, I don't have a great memory, especially with regards to specifically eight years ago. I might be forgetting something important, even. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a lot of red flags. Uh, and Kohaku, still smiling, goes off to make some food. Uh, it cuts to the afternoon. These days are breezy. Yeah. They're very stressful, but they go really fast, and notably, no choices. Uh -huh. There's Which... almost no choices left in the route. And like, what I like about that is that that remind that's what being sick feels like every yeah. time it happens to me. Like being really sick is like things just skip. Uh huh. Yeah. Time like, just this passes. Is, you sleep as, a lot. It sucks. As like a hypochondriac, like this is mm -hmm. the most horrifying this visual novel has has been for me. Like this is the point where I'm just like, oh, I'm like sweating, like reading this yeah. Be because it is so tone perfect the like mm -hmm. trying to have the conversation to like keep yourself like happy but like you know also just constantly being anxious about like is this forever right like it's that mm -hmm. yeah yeah sudden death stuff tends to get to me get under my skin faster but this stuff i was definitely viscerally uncomfortable for a lot of reading these couple of days the burning body trilogy yeah. The burning body stuff, for, yeah, for me, this is, like, the most, because it also aligns with some of the stuff we'll, we'll hit in the, like, end period of it as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So it's the afternoon. Shiki's alone. The maids are working. He's thinking about how comfortable he has gotten in this room. And then something happens. What happens? (sighs) A red flash. And it has been ages since we've seen death lines. Uh Uh-huh. But they sure do pop up. Yep. And we get some panting in red text. Uh Uh-huh. He's still wearing his glasses. He has not taken those off. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And his breathing, the white text panting, starts to sync up with the red text. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't seem good. There's a really good, like, the the spacing on the text is different, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they, like, get closer and closer together. Uh Uh-huh. And the background changes from his room to some kind of, like, abstract, like, smoke or wrinkled fabric-looking blue space yeah i'm not really sure what it is and we get sounds like the the black lodge right like (laughs) (laughs) and we're back to like extremely well oh right yeah so shiki's like oh i'm merging with him and then we get like a series of um oh right yeah uh a series of like very abstract i'm gonna say Mm -hmm. things like Triangle cogwheels and diamond cogwheels, noise, echo, panorama, strings. There shouldn't be any point of connection between us. Even an illusion, knowing should be rejected. And, like, I think it's, we get a couple more pages of stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, like, that bit uh, that goes on a little longer, and then it's just, like, a series of paired images, descriptions of things. Mm-hmm. That seem completely random, and it just keeps going for like way longer than you think it's going to. Uh-huh. Have 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 you played Control? Yeah, I love Control. Control like, is like one of my favorite games. This reminded me a lot of the the director's like speech pattern. Oh, the board. The board. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. Pat- right. Yeah. Yeah. The way um, that like it will like say two things. Yeah. Both mean the thing. And, and like, like my my feeling yeah. is that like it's trying to represent like this this concept of merging with another consciousness with uh-huh. the sort of like you're you're slowly synchronizing meanings across different thoughts and like, mm-hmm. I, like I love it. It's great. Yeah. I really really like the sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good. Oh, and like sprinkled in is some like actual things, including the speaker saying that they killed Shiki eight years ago. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Uh, Shiki manages to choke out a shut up and it stops happening as he starts to bang his head against the wall. <laughs> Which is, Yikes. I think to be, I, I read it as an action that he is taking, not mm-hmm. like an involuntary response that his body had. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It felt very much like a shut up, get out of my head, like hit his head against the wall kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He kind of comes back to himself a little bit and he realizes he's like drooling and crying which is horrible, and this headache hasn't stopped. Uh, he says that it's the headache is coming from more information being poured into his brain than he can handle, and that at this rate, his mind will break before his body shuts down. We get a flash of that abstract blue space, and some red text laughter. Yeah, so that sounds like Roa. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very reminiscent of... or. It is the, what is happening is reminiscent, even if the style is very different from, Mm -hmm. uh, 
like late CL uh yeah. Roa invading his brain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's yeah, part of the thing that sucks here is that it's not like he he can fight someone. <laughs> it's Yeah. That's the like wildest bit of this is there is no enemy right now. Like he know vaguely he knows about uppercase cheeky existing in a sense, right? But it, there's no sense that he can just go find that guy and kill him and solve the problem. Mm-hmm. That's not what this is. <laughs> well, it is, but he doesn't know that at the time. He's very stressful. Uh-huh. It's it's like having an anxiety attack, kind of. Uh-huh. I mean, it's like it's that feeling of like, what do I need to do to make this stop and not knowing or having a solution? My favorite depiction of Roa is as a, a disease, a, like a disaster that happens to you, not yeah. a person mm-hmm. that you fight, right? Uh-huh. As waves of nausea, like basically, right? Like that, that, that physical, it's great. Like, again, mm-hmm. like to me, this is the most effective form of horror writing because of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The red voice says that if he keeps his eyes open, they're going to continue to merge. So Shiki closes his eyes and he feels better. But then he falls asleep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I thought at the time that Ro was going pi- to like start piloting his body around the house, but that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, instead, he dreams about that school basement, and the basement is full of corpses. Uh-huh. What? How is uh, Uppercase Shiki doing? Um, he's not Ooh. happy that our Shiki's back in his head, um, and stabs his own hand. Yep. Uh... Which would be fine, except that Shiki uh, feels everything that other Shiki is doing. Yeah, including tearing out his own intestines. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, and then other Shiki stabs himself in his head, and Shiki wakes up feeling the pain of death itself. Uh huh. Yikes. Yeah, and uh. I would have assumed that he'd wake up and he'd be fine, like, he'd have the after effects of pain, but he's actually, like, in pain, as if there Mm -hmm. were actual wounds on his body. Which there aren't, but he feels them. And there Mm -hmm. is blood on the sheets. There is blood, seemingly from nowhere. Has, has Has Nasu done conversation in any interviews about evangelion because like there's a real strong like Mm. i wish uh, that i had knew where to find more interviews with people who work on faith stuff Mm -hmm. i should i gotta look into that stuff more i I, like i know he's talked about um like ikuhara like being a huge influence Mm -hmm. which is interesting like i've i know a couple different camps who like either love or hate that fact based on how well they think he kind of pulls off some of that stuff Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. to me like this whole thing is like very much what like piloting an ava is like right it's like Mm -hmm. that same type of connection of like Yeah, yeah loss of control of like feeling the pain of like things happening to a body that you are like in sync with but not yeah you know yourself part of like that whole even just the down to the imagery it reminds me a lot of that it's yeah, fresh on my mind yeah. obviously because you know ava's back in the cultural gonna, consciousness but i'm very I'm gonna watch those movies rebuilds as soon as ben we're gonna watch here. it yep me and yeah. heather uh my partner here in chicago ha- recently she's never seen any ava before she's not really an anime person but we watched the whole original like anime uh, and we're gonna do End of Evangelion and then watch the rebuild movies. 
It's a lot. I know, I know it's a lot. She wants to do it, though. Hey. She liked the series a lot. Well, I mean, yeah, go for it. I, you know, it's just like with Tsukihime, right? Like, it, there's a lot of good and a lot of... <laughs> a lot of... Ooh, ooh. <laughs> so, Shiki has now realized the trap that he's in. If he goes to sleep, uppercase Shiki's gonna hurt himself. <laughs> and he feels it. If he stays awake, Roa tries to mind break him. That sucks. <laughs> it's a bad situation to be in. Mm-hmm. So the red voice, Roa, is trying to convince Shiki that, like, listen, 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 I'm not an invader. We're just the same person. This is just, we're, we just are one person, and you're just in denial about that. Uh, Shiki is luckily not convinced by this line of reasoning quite yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hisui shows up looking panicked because we find out, yeah, the bed is covered in blood. And there's mm-hmm. blood around his hands and thighs, which is places that Shiki stabbed himself. Uh-huh. And there's not... There again, there aren't any wounds. There's just blood. Just blood. And they have to give him a blood transfusion. So the blood is coming from his body. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they give him so many blood transfusions that he'd swell up like the blueberry girl from Willy Wonka. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like a mosquito. That's just what mosquitoes do. You don't have uh-huh. to <laughs> Listen. I will pull imagery from where I want, and I want to make it as bad as possible. (laughs) (laughs) You have a gift. Um, let's see. So, Hisui's were, like, protesting and worried about all this, and Kohaku's like, just just trust me. I know what I'm doing. I'm gonna give him some blood. Hisui's asks him what's going on. He's like, listen, I I I don't want to talk about this. He brushes her off. And it's like, Shiki, come on, you gotta... I know you think that you're crazy, but, like, you know that there's monsters in the Tono family. Talk to them about this. There's a chance that they'll understand you're dying. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Drives me crazy. It's like... It's it's relatable. Like, the thing that... I think the thing that's effective with it in this case is that I... I more than in a lot of other cases of anime protagonists refusing to talk to people, I can understand being... I think so thoroughly trapped in your consciousness and like pain and all this other stuff that you like feel like you can't communicate. I think it works better here than it does in other roots. And the fact that it comes so late here is what's bothering me about it. Right. That's yeah. like, I think it's well, like a fairly well done version of this, but I've seen him do this so many times at this point, which is the problem of playing a, a visual novel is that you end up playing it so many times and see so much repeated stuff so quickly that well done stuff later can still feel repetitive i think this for feels sure fundamentally different for me at least yeah uh than earlier because it's like i don't i even if he wanted to it feels like he's not in a place where he can like form full sentences mm-hmm. let alone like be like hmm. uh okay here's what's happening in enough detail for you to like actually understand i suppose you're I, I see that. I think he does a lot of talking in this state still. Yeah. When when it is time for him to talk. Yeah. But I, I, I get where you're coming from with that. I, I, I think the other thing is, like, we we understand what's happening because we've read it. Mm-hmm. Shiki still doesn't know who Shiki is, right? Like, there's a, you True. know, like, there, there's, there's that lack of information that I think is, like... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm unfair, unfairly, to an extent, harsh on this, because 
I've just been through this bit before. Well, and I think it's the problem that I know fate tends to have as well, where you're you're like, by the time Shiro does interesting things, you end up being sick of this shit. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> so deeply. I think the same thing is happening here. We're like, <laughs> I'm, you know. Yeah, I am very excited to replay Stay Night for that reason. Because mm. I'm interested in, like, okay, I already know how much Shiro sucks. And I know also that, like, interesting things do happen. I still say that people oversell how much he becomes not a misogynist, but mm. I am excited to like look at that and be like, okay, hey, what's up with this? Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Shiki is like, yeah, they're just going to think I'm crazy if I tell them about this. And Hisui's very worried about him. She's not doing okay watching him deteriorate. Poor Hisui. Um... And he basically tells her to get lost. And she's like, can I bring you a drink? And he's like, yeah, I am thirsty. So I must suck. <laughs> it says. Oh, jeez. Um, he wants someone in there. Someone in that head of his wants to drink her blood. And we get a flash of the gross uh, maid getting assaulted CG. Ugh. And he his hand whips up and he smacks himself in the head good yeah uh-huh uh he's so mad that for a second his willpower is enough to re- regain control of his body it seems mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. if only there was some sort of powerful vampire princess who could feed him a little bit of her blood and give him the strength to fight back oh satsuki <laughs> she tried she really did what do you mean ben who could you ever be talking about? A girl who doesn't exist in this route? She's just... She... she what is Arkweed doing? Just vibing. Sorry, who? Nothing but vibes <laughs> in that girl. Uh-huh. She's, she, she's already back asleep, right? She took care of chaos. Uh... Uh-huh. She got hit by a car, actually, and fell in love with the guy who ran her over. <laughs> Let's see. Hisui is, like, wanting to get closer because she's worried about him because she saw him hit himself. And he orders her to stay back. He's worried about what he'll do. Uh, and then he yells to her that he's not crazy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, eventually he's mean enough to her that she is hurt and leaves. And then Kohaku comes by. And uh, basically he reacts the same. He's very worried he's going to hurt one of the girls. Mm-hmm. But, of course, like we know, CL, when she was uh, 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 just a teen, tried to isolate herself from her family so she didn't hurt them, and it didn't exactly go her way, so... Hmm. Yeah, and also, the only thing that keeps Roa at bay while he's awake is having another person in the room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is... The, the game is very consistent about um, Shiki having other people around talking to him makes Shiki a better person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is just, yeah. So, he is cycling between a horrible sleep and a waking nightmare, and he's sure he's not going to last the night. And then, this like kind of somber piano music plays while he's in a haze, and someone comes into the room. He can't tell who, but we can tell it's a Kiha. Mm -hmm. She says that she's feeling helpless, but she can do something. And she holds his hand, and he feels heat coming through her palm into his body. And she says that he just has to hold on and that she'll save him soon. 
and whatever the the energy she transferred into him is enough to get him through the night. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Hmm. That's day ten. Day eleven. Day 11. What? Day eleven. Burning body three. October thirty first. Sunday. Happy, Happy Halloween. Halloween. Happy Halloween. What's Shiki's costume? Oh gods. I mean, let's see. Is it the jeans? <laughs> Shiki goes out dressed in his sex pajamas. Ugh. I feel like I want to see. Okay, Shiki wears a uh, like convenience store uniform. Mm-hmm. Arkui dresses up as Neko Arc. Uh-huh. Oh, what does Ciel dress up as? Ciel dresses <laughs> up as, as a croissant. <laughs> I could also see her just wearing her out, her like executioner outfit. Uh huh. That's also very uh, good. Uh, he sweet wears a maid costume. What does Kohaku wear? Kohaku oh, she, wears she, like she, a witch outfit. Ooh. A witch outfit. Kohaku has several. Was... Mel- Y'all aren't ready for Melty Plug. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like a, a Jason Voorhees like mask <laughs> and like a big fake bloody machete for Kohaku. God, I I am ready for Melty Blood. Is the thing. Uh huh. I'm very ready for Melty Blood. Kohaku Justin Tamamo cosplay. So the the day background has even more red lights on it this time. Uh-huh. Uh Shiki wakes up kind of he's sort of like floating in and out of consciousness. Hisui comes to say good morning and bring him a drink. He just kind of stares longingly at the drink cuz he can't move even more so than before. She leaves the drink by his bedside and stands by the wall and he starts he does get some water down but it's not really helping and he starts to get mad at Hisui for being able to move freely, and he doesn't want to look at her anymore. I understand why she yeah. is doing this. I will still never forgive him for being mean to Hisui. Oh, yeah, she's she's pretty hurt and gets out, but she keeps coming back every hour, and every hour he yells at her to get out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then... Some amount of time later, the background turns, like, a weird, like, yellow. We don't usually see, like, stained yellow as a color. Yeah! New filters this round. New filters. Let's see. He is waking up because he was asleep and Shiki stabbed himself in the arm again. Uh, Our Shiki punches the wall, wondering if he has to kill the basement dweller himself to get out of it. And he realizes that he can move. Mm-hmm. Ooh. He's excited to, that he's finally better. He jumps up and his forearm falls to the floor with a thump. Uh-huh. That's unfortunate. <laughs> and then the room is back to the normal color. His arm's fine and he can't move. Hmm. That's, uh, weird. Hisui comes back. Um, and she's like, you gotta lie down. I think he must be must have propped himself up at some point. Uh, she's like, doctor, the doctor says you need to lay down. He's like, fuck doctors, I'm dying. Doctor's done shit for me. She, uh, he sweet changes his ID. Uh, sorry, his ID, his IV. Uh, changing the sheets is Kohaku's job. He sweet kind of nervously asks if his body is hurting, if he's in pain. And he like tries not to yell at her 
And he says that he can't tell anymore, that he's numb, but also he feels like he's being burned to death. And Hisui quietly says, I cannot stand seeing you like this any longer. And he gets a strong impulse to attack her. And she's trying to clarify what she meant by that, but he starts yelling at her for looking at him. And he throws the IV bag at her, and she's, her sprite is suddenly splattered with blood. Not 0% a funny scene. Um, no. But also, Hisui definitely has strong Yumizuka energy with the sprite. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, she, does, she doesn't react. She, it's her default, like, expressionless face, just, like, splattered with blood. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you shouldn't strain yourself. And he's getting angrier and angrier. And she just, like, calmly lets him get mad. He starts insulting her, saying that she doesn't care about him. uh, And tells her to leave. And as she leaves, he notices that her fists are clenched so tight that she might break the skin with her nails. And he realizes that, like, she's been holding back, like, everything just to let him have a punching bag. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he said at some point he didn't want her to pity him, so she just went dead while he vented. Y'all, I would <sighs> love to never see the image of Maid getting sexually assaulted again in my life. That it keeps was... happening. Unfortunately. There, if you play the clean version, it's all edited out, and it's a lot better. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. I, I have heard tell that there's a clean version somewhere. I don't know where people got that. Mira, Mira Moon made an ed, like there there was a setting I think in like one of their early patches that th- okay. just like yeah the most anytime patch... a scene starts it fades to black yeah okay the most mm. recent patch does not have um, well I think you have to like there's there's like add on options I think because like the version I played also had the the other soundtrack which I haven't even talked about yet but mm. yeah there's right. yeah that's interesting at least the current the the place that I downloaded the current patch doesn't link to any other pages and doesn't say like hey if you want a clean version here's where to go yeah i think that there's a lot of like reorganization of the wikis and i mean it's old right yeah mm-hmm. i don't yeah <laughs> it's probably on like some forum somewhere with details shiki realizes that he was getting like weirdly horny while yelling at her and uh rawa the red voice is like yeah that's because we're horny horrible monster people and he slams his head into the wall to shut the voice up, falls unconscious, and he's back in uppercase Shiki's head. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cut to later in the evening. Kohaku does her business and leaves. Hisui hasn't come back in a while. and He's like, she's never going to come back. And that's okay, because I'm just going to hurt her again. And of course, Hisui walks into the room immediately. Uh-huh. She's brought water. She's keeping up that emotionless front again, but her hands are shaking. And he's like, it's okay, you could just avoid me. And she she refuses to avoid him. He apologizes for being an asshole. And she's just upset that she can't do anything more to help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she doesn't blame him for being, like, frustrated. Even if it hurts. He asks her for help drinking the water. And she says she's been waiting for that. And she gently wraps her arms around him and holds him upright to help him drink the water. So she touches him. That's interesting. Of her own volition for the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She puts the glass down and touches his forehead to check his temperature. 
Uh, and he his he says his heart is pounding, but it doesn't seem to be like the gross Roa horny. He's just like, well, he likes her. He actually likes her. Uh-huh. Is the thing. Mm. Let's see. She's bl- she's blushing the whole time and trying not to get distracted by how much she likes him. That's cute. Mm-hmm. I, he doesn't okay. have a fever. It is cute. Also, I have a lot of feelings about like the. Yeah, I'll talk about this more in the endings, but the game mm-hmm. paints her as a victim of trauma, and then it's like, well, okay, but all it really took to, for her to get over it is a will and uh, him saying sorry, and now she can touch him magically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this is, it's reframed exactly why she was not touching him later, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, we get more mm-hmm. details later, but at this point, I was like... Yeah, at this point, I was like a little, con- like, wow, really? Huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Like, yeah. It, th- this is the biggest issue I have with this entire sequence, Is her touching him? Not not, not that specific thing. It's mostly what comes later, too. Mm-hmm. It's it's the, the idea that, like, if you are anxious the way that she is in these days about sex and sexuality and like mm-hmm. impulses of that nature like I would tell you someone was raised Catholic and like went through puberty like I this is not like an unfamiliar kind of like mm-hmm. self-loathing and what is surprising to me is how quickly that gets sidelined mm-hmm. when they want to do the cute oh like connection with he sweet moment I'm like it's not that yeah. simple like it's it's extremely not that simple like like it it is extremely a like at some point the way that shiki has been feeling makes me want them to write that he does not want to touch isui because Mm -hmm. i think that's the actual reality of what that feels like and and it it feels like you said kind of like either Uh uh, like like in both directions right like it ends up coming from both directions and i'm like you you can't just have this be a cutesy visual novel like Uh when when it's convenient right when you're dealing with these heavy topics yeah i think i think that this part works better for me than say uh a sex scene that we will get later right i mean and that's kind of but you can tell that it's building to that and that's also the frustration i had was like oh you're gonna try to make me think this is good and it's just it can't Uh be yeah like (laughs) The the idea that she's pushing herself as hard as she can because she wants to help and, like, manages to do this is fine. I, I think it's fine, but it is building up to a sex scene where she will no longer have a problem touching people. Mm-hmm. And with the framing we've gotten so far, it just feels a little, like, weirdly convenient, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> nothing falls- is less sexy than being extremely, extremely ill is kind of uh-huh. like, That's also, right? yeah. That's the thing that's hanging over all of this to me. And like, yeah. The same energy as the uh, fucking, he, the ridiculous all-nighter that he pulled during the Akiha route and then has sex for like an hour. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, But yeah, like... It's sort of, this falls into the same category uh, to me, her suddenly not having a problem touching him with like CL kind of forgetting that she's traumatized towards the Mm -hmm, end of her route, Uh right? Like when you're on the girl's route, a lot of their problems kind of vanish, you know what I mean? As they become softer to be the romantic uh, partner at the end, right? 
Mm-hmm. I just I I think that the the characters tend to be underserved by their own roots. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of this is reframed at the end, so we should have a yeah. more in-depth discussion. Keep talking, then, yeah. But... Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So he asks uh, her to keep her hand on his head for a little bit longer. Uh, the headache is going away for, or like receding at least. He sort of has this half realization that she might be the cheerful girl, uh, and then falls asleep. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time he slept peacefully in days. Cut to midnight. He has finally made Hisui go get some rest after waking up, uh, but he's terrified things are going to start going worse again. We get another flicker of the sexual assault CG. Uh, It lasts a little longer every single time. Like, on screen, so that you can tell more clearly what it is. Mm -hmm. His head's hurting, his body is frozen, he's having trouble breathing ever since Shiki started stabbing his own throat when he was... Well, ever since uppercase Shiki started stabbing his own throat in the dreams. And he's like, I might be done for. Uh, but also, I'm still not convinced I'm not the uh, serial killer, so maybe it's for the best if I die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, he thinks about the, the maid he saw get sexually assaulted, and for some reason he's very sure it's Hisui. Probably because of the, the like doll-like quality mm-hmm. that was emphasized. Even though he's already realized that she's not just a doll. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. And even though the visual novel has been having Kohaku call herself a doll over and over in the fucking... Yeah. Didn't, did she do that more than once? <laughs> I think it's just so the fun. once, but it's pretty unsubtle in the one time it happens, right? Yeah, yeah, that was that was a lot. Uh-huh. Like freshman English class, like foreshadowing is a literary technique in which... yeah. <laughs> I do like how su- sudden that is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that I like the doll, like a doll line, but I think they could have just had her say half of that speech and yes. it would have been a little more uh, mysterious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that by cutting from that so suddenly to a bigger scene uh, of like the, that's very distracting, they're trying to like bury that and make you forget about it a little bit if you weren't right. uh-huh. taking... 30k notes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Shiki is just happy he can't hurt anyone. Uh and that's the end. Uh, yeah. that's the end of Halloween. And Shiki's like, it's fine. I couldn't kill anyone even if I wanted to. <laughs> Everything's great. Day 12. Daydream. November 1st, Monday. More like day nightmare. Day nightmare. Uh, I was like, oh, it's no longer burning body. Uh, will Shiki be able to get out of bed? Wheeze, 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 wheeze. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh-huh. Hisui finds him, uh, like, in bad shape uh, and wakes him, gets him to wake up. He's like, what's, what's up? She looks very stressed. Oh, yeah, it takes him a little while to realize that he's the one making the horrible wheezing sound. Uh-huh. Terrifying. Uh-huh. God, yeah, this is, like, the, like, crestfallen way that Hisui looks at him, like, as he deteriorates is so much. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's like, hey, just, it's okay, could you just smile? I'll feel better if you just don't look so sad. And she, like, kind of scrunches her brow and gives him a serious face and is like, is this close enough? It's cute. 
She can't. She can't do it. And he thinks it's cute. She lifts him so that he can take a drink, but then the weird, like, blood sex lust starts to happen, and he shoves her away. Uh, she thinks that he's mad because she touched him without permission. And he's like, no, 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 no. It's, it's not your fault. But she goes. Uh, it's been about three three hours pass, but he says the clock looks distorted. Oh, he'd fucking kill that clock if he could get at it. Uh-huh. Fortunately, he can't. Fortunately for, for now. We're Clock Sama. <laughs> <laughs> New Hollow Life English member, Clock Sama. <laughs> I, real quick, I just appreciate yeah. that Wada Arco is, uh, I don't remember her name, but the, the Time Girl's Crony. biggest Crony. Name. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Wada Arco is a huge simp for the character that she drew. Big surprise. No one is surprised. Very on brand. Shoutouts. <sighs> Love Wada Arco. So, let's see. He's got another doctor's visit with the useless doctor uh, soon, but he's worried that his headaches are going to keep fucking him up. Hisui comes back with water and medicine, and then locks the door. Hmm. That is an interesting uh. detail. <laughs> I was like, huh. This is the part where I was like, you know, Hisui acts weird every time she brings him medicine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She says to let her help him drink or get like or to pick himself up so that he can drink. He's like, I'm not thirsty. I need alone time. And then she grabs his shoulders uh, and pulls him up and starts forcing him to take the medicine. It's a special medicine that Kohaku made, is what she says. Hmm. Shiki's a little taken aback by this forcefulness. And she like pours water down his throat so that he swallows the pill she moves like a precise, flexible doll without a will of her own. That's what he says. I, yeah. Shiki using doll to describe any, either of the maids, really, uh, when we saw uh, other Shiki doing the same makes me deeply uncomfortable. Uh, let's see. He complains about being treated roughly, but, you know, he's been an asshole, so he's not that surprised. Uh-huh. And then he collapses. He's even weaker than usual, but for some reason, heat is rising inside of him, and suddenly he feels like his body is alive again. But he still can't move. Which is weird. Uh-huh. Uh, he's like, maybe I could... I, I might be strong enough to walk, which is interesting. And he's, he's like, nope. You need to not move so that you can slowly regain control of your body as this medicine works. Which is interesting. And then Hisui says she's going to take care of his body now. Uh-oh. I... <laughs> I hate uh, this. This is the part where, like, you would you would get the fade to black and it would be done and you wouldn't have to see any of it. And I w am sad that I can't go back to the reality where that's the only version of this that I knew. I have mixed feelings about the sex scenes because I think that things happen in them that are interesting and useful for... Not all of them, maybe... But a lot of them have stuff that is interesting and useful for how the story plays out. But I'm I'm always the person who's going to not be happy that they've removed them completely. You know what I mean? This is the I I, I think that that can be true for some of them. This mm -hmm. one in particular for me, absolutely not one of them. I think that I wasn't sure who this was. Right. Mm-hmm. So that part is interesting to me. 
maybe there's a a way there's that a, this gets redeemed in future episodes. There is a second yeah. half of this scene that I could do without. Is what uh, I'll say. I didn't. I don't. I I did not even try to. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, Mercifully, yeah. it is a choice that I was allowed not to make. Yeah. Uh, I have to. I have to. I. I cannot not. I knew. Look I at knew. It. I could count on you to inform. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she touches him with her cold hands. Cold he sweet theory. Oh. Um. Now we're talking. <laughs> he's like, hey, you could use my arm to check my pulse. As she like slides her fingers across his chest, and she's like, no, I want to feel your heartbeat. And she like sticks her hand in his shirt and touches his belly. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he he sweet. <laughs> and she's like, don't don't move. You're gonna make the medicine dissolve too quickly, and it won't work to bring you back to life. And there's a series of black flickers, and Hisui's eyes have taken on that dull tone suddenly. Uh, I, like, I had a shred of hope. Uh, my first note on this scene, like, as soon as it's like, oh, she's touching his chest, I was like, uh, fuck all the way off? How is this a mm-hmm. reason for a sex scene? And then Hisui's eyes going blank was like, probably not a good thing, but maybe mm-hmm. it means that we've avoided this scene. <laughs> And Maybe she's just killing him and it's all gonna be okay. Maybe she just murders Shiki and that's the end of this route. And unfortunately that is not the case. Uh-huh. Yeah, she says that his temperature is consistent and he'll be able to think about anything difficult for a while, which is interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, he says, what are you saying right now, Hisui, in like a really broken up way, and the boss fight music plays. <laughs> It's been so long since we've heard the boss fight music, I feel like. Uh-huh. I love that track. Note to future me, I should put that in here, because I don't think we've... For people not playing along with us, I don't know that we've included that anywhere. Oh, it's our it's our outro. Oh, is it the outro? Yeah, that's the music I'm talking oh, about. Oh, okay. Wait, that's the... Wait, hold on. The The, like, chanting? chanting. Yeah. Oh, ba-ba. Dun-dun. Yeah, that's the music that always plays when there's a boss fight or something, like, really wild happening, like him killing Arkweed. Mm-hmm. It's vampire lore music. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's, one of, yeah. it's probably my favorite song in the game. The remix version that I had in, in, in my version of this back in the day was, like, different. It was, it's, yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. So, she says that the it, the medicine, will take more time, so they should pass the time by talking. And she's like, why don't you tell me all about our childhood together? Mm-hmm. And she's looking down at me as if she was staring at a dead body in a coffin. <laughs> so she starts this spiel where she's talking about how she was uh, she was always in the mansion and how Shiki would always look up at her window and she looked forward to seeing him since no one else in the mansion acknowledged her. And she goes on to talk about how he it always looked like he was asking her to play with his eyes. You know what I mean? To like come out. Mm-hmm. And she didn't know how. And Shiki's like, wow, she sounds fucking scary right now. This is this is where I had a moment of like, oh shit, am I wrong? Or did they like pull a double blind on me? Is this actually is Hisui actually the girl in the window and they've just been trying to convince me that she's not? And then I had a moment later, a, a, a bit later, where I was like, wait, is this Kohaku? The eyes were what made this difficult for me. The fact that she has the the blue eyes. Uh-huh. I think this is... I'm still fully in, like, there is one made. 
The other theory I had, uh, Mono Maid theory, is that it is Hisui's body and Kahaku's consciousness. That would have been like wild. Ugh. No, I'm pretty sure this is just like I have a huh. note at the end of it when it is more. I feel like something came up and it was like obvious to me what had happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the thing is, I can't really imagine Kohaku doing this to Hisui's body. No. Yeah, and like yes, th- this is not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Mono I think what I theory is very uh, sick, though. I want to say. I think what I actually thought at this point was that was not that there was any direct controlling or whatever, but that, like, this is a script that Tisui had been given by Kohaku. Like, I I knew Mm -hmm. something was happening in which, like, something was being scripted to be not very uh, Uh Tisui-esque. Tisui continues her story and says that she was not looking out the window for any other reason than that that spot by that window was the only place Outside of Makihisa's bedroom, she was allowed to be. Ugh. Uh-huh. Yuck. Yeah, this is, uh, they're going for it, and it's gonna be gross. Uh, she used to watch, she said she used to watch Shiki, uppercase, and, uh, Akiha playing, but something about Shiki, lowercase, made her yearn for more than just to watch them play. Yeah. If you had never noticed me, I would have been fine. If you hadn't waved or called out to me... Who knows how I would have turned out. The way I am now, everything is because of you. And we get the sickest, horrifying smile sprite. It it sucks, and I say that in the, like, I love it. Um, it She's, like, leaning, like, her shoulders are a little bit, like, she's, like, leaning weird. Her eyes are, like, open at slightly different amounts Mm -hmm. and she's like got this horrible smile on her face and her eyes are dead Uh uh-huh this is when i was like oh this isn't hisui yeah yeah for sure she says that she only noticed that she had legs that could take her outside because of him and she always wanted to talk to him like this and shiki comments that there's something up with her mouth looks distorted Mm mm-hmm uh, happy. Her lips make the shape of a smile as if she is having fun. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Uh, she thinks it would have been better to have never known hope so that she wouldn't understand how bad her situation was. Uh, Shiki can't move, he can barely hear, but she just keeps talking. And now the medicine kicks in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he feels like he's burning up from the inside. And he's like, what's happening? And she says that his energy is being drained faster than it can be restored. Um, but yeah, uh, the, it works for her purposes, which is to give him an erection so that she can sexually assault him. Yikes. Uh-huh. Yikes. I, Yikes. Uh, yes. Sorry. To back up for a second, it mm-hmm. is interesting that other Shiki is taking energy from Shiki. Mm-hmm. This is, like, hinted at in Akiha's... I can't remember if it's ever stated explicitly. Yeah, it is. It's mentioned enough that they share... Oh, it's a it's a CL's root. They're sharing one life force. Okay, right. But it's never like a, oh, suddenly Shiki can't move because other Shiki uh-huh. is, like, able to drain so much from him. It's only in that one scene where CL is pinned down with the knives in the tea ceremony room. 
Yeah, that he he collapses right. yeah. because Shiki's stealing the life force. Yeah, this is a much like more expanded version of that idea. Hmm. Hmm. Well, oh, huh. Okay. Saying that, I'm now realizing this is also the route where Shiki is the weakest in terms of like he has not spent very much time around supernatural beings. Hmm. And hasn't like pushed himself at all. Uh huh. He's. Like a lowly level two, uh, lowly level two Shiki going up against um, she killer class. Uh huh. Anyway, yeah, no, that's interesting. She uh, unzips his pants and pulls out his dick and says that she's going to take care of him. Uh huh. And uh, Shiki is panicking because of his like horrible feelings about wanting to attack the maids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, okay. She says, she starts giving him a hand job and says, if we can receive some of your bodily fluids, we can help just a bit. Now, this is monomade theory for a minute there. Yeah. What? What's the note I write down? Hmm. Okay, we're finally getting it. Hisui's using we to refer to herself and Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> I was... Hisui and Knuckles theory. Uh-huh. I was so sure at this point. I was like, oh, okay. They're... There are two bodies and one maid. <laughs> Kohaku shows up at the Halloween party dressed up as Knuckles Theory. Ooh. I love this. So, yeah, this is where I realized the twins are the synchronizers. Mm-hmm. That Makihisa's diary mentioned. Hisui starts giving him a blowjob. Well, right. uh, Did... Oh, yes. Um, Yeah, it's interesting that... Yeah, the energy transfer is fascinating. It's mana transfer, baby. Uh-huh. Love to transfer this mana. Is, this is the most mana transfer-ass, like, concept behind sex scenes in this route of them all. I, I have a note that is just, this is just mana transfer again, dot, dot, dot. Which, uh-huh. I guess it's not again. Mana transfer is just this again. Yeah, um, uh-huh. Based on release date. But in, in terms of thing, yeah, order of me playing them. Also, real quick... Yeah. Why is every girl freezing cold except for her breath? <laughs> I just want some cold girls. Arcoid is cold except for her breath. Yumizuka is like, like frigid except for her breath. Hisui's fingers are cold except that her breath is really warm. I'm just... Uh-huh. Well, Yumizuka's like... insides are warm because it's full of fresh blood what she just drank. Oh, like mosquitoes, yeah. Uh-huh. Again. Like your girls, like you like your floors, huh? Uh-huh. Cold and... <laughs> so there are two cgs in this scene one of her uh kind of they and they alternate them in a way to make it look to like give it almost an animation quality of her uh giving him a blowjob uh-huh. <laughs> a two two frames per second uh blowjob scene with the i the only note i have for this is this is the most horrific VJ sequence I've ever read. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he goes a shockingly long time without calling his dick a hellish tower of meat <laughs> or something. Yeah. Which, and like, now I'm reading your notes on this, and I'm just like, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe if I had actually gone and done the seal route. <laughs> it's, this This scene, at least, is remarkably free of, like, absolutely the worst descriptions 
in a in a uh, sexual scene that I've ever heard yeah. of. I mean, it's Akiha. Hell Akiha yeah. has to take the. Akiha the cake takes on this. the cake. I think Akiha definitely takes the cake in terms of like context. Doesn't CL just give him the worst blowjob of his life to the point where even Roa doesn't think it's hot? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I I love CL. <laughs> I mean, listen, ca- yeah, when, you're deep, when you're deep in that Catholic shit. It is also very funny that Hisui has to keep her, uh, or, yeah, this maid has to keep her maid outfit on. Uh-huh. <laughs> Takeuchi was about to completely abandon the project otherwise, right? Uh-huh. So, basically, Shiki gains enough motion to, uh, force her further on down further onto her, his dick so it, they managed to violate each other's consent here i in a lot of horrible ways i love to be a sexual assault survivor and have my partners treat me roughly uh-huh is what i'll say uh, it's so bad it's like ugh. yeah this is <sighs> it's gonna be bad it's gonna keep being bad i mean no one at this point if you've made it this far in this podcast you you already know it's gonna be bad right uh-huh but, it hurts, yeah, all of the stuff with Makihisa that we get uh-huh. context for this time around makes all of this, that extra, like, layer mm-hmm. of disgusting. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, and it's also just wild that it is story relevant and going to come up that he comes in her mouth. Ah! Is I'm it? sorry. Yeah, because she needs the fluids. Okay. Or it doesn't count. Right. Oh, that's what you oh. meant. Uh-huh. I thought you were talking about some, like, like learning how to cook pancakes better shit or something. Wow. I just completely what? skipped over. <gasps> Wait, does... When does Kahaku ever... Oh, we're well, cutting this part, because I'm just... Fully, uh, <laughs> uh, well, it's gonna come up again in the Hisui sex scene. Yeah. When he doesn't come inside, and they have to have a sex again. Oh, the mana didn't transfer right. You gotta uh-huh. listen. You you didn't you didn't click eject on the USB drive before. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I so, meant yeah. I meant this. Like yes, that that piece of lore is going to come back. Kahaku uh-huh. never synchronizes with Shiki, right? Or like, well, she is now. This is why she's yes. Doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's gonna. We are going to help. She said. Uh-huh. So <sighs> this would be so good if she just fucking murked him. Is what kills God. me. Like the setup to everything up until it turns into the up until the point it turns into an ashy blowjob in my mouth is like, <laughs> <laughs> like Like it's great, like if this was just a murder sequence or something, right? Like uh-huh. that would that would fit with character motivation, with tone, with everything, right? You can't just take that. I f- oh god, what a straight move to make to take uh-huh. that and try to make it sexy. It's like, no, you don't understand why uh-huh. murder is sexy when you do that. <laughs> like, you really don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, god, can you imagine if Hisui walked in while she was, like, threatening him <laughs> and forcing him to take meds? Like, if you want to do a, like, Lucia de Lammermoor, like, you know, like, you want to do, like, the cool, like, Satsuki covered in blood sequence with some of this. Like, that's a different... Mm-hmm. This is not the way. This is not how you do that. Uh-huh. You uh. didn't play the rest of the scene, because we have a choice. Choice one for the day. Shiki's still horny. He wants to do more stuff. 
Uh, or he can just thank her for her time. Oh, I definitely didn't. I mean, yeah, the choice here was not a choice for me. This is a thank you. for <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Please leave. <laughs> so, you know what we said about how uncomfortable it is to have uh, Shiki violating the consent of a sexual assault survivor? Um, <laughs> it's time for the zero ambiguity Shiki sexually assaults her scene. What if we, the, the writers, gave you, the reader, the opportunity to actually choose to be the worst type of person in the world? I, uh-huh. Okay. The, the best I can say about this scene is that at least the worst of the rape is behind a choice this time. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to put it in, I don't know, like, if, yeah, if you're going to put it in and, and it... Yeah, it is kind uh, of it's, dealt the, it's with doing the bare minimum. Arcoid's route, but not really. Like if you're gonna put it in and not have it be a thing that is dealt with later, uh, please, uh, yeah, please put it behind mm-hmm. the choice so that at least I don't have to feel like that's the canonical thing that happened, and then just everyone was yeah. fine with it. Like, because yeah. it is true that like I chose not to opt into that, and that mm-hmm. was better. Like, my experience was better for it, right? Yeah. It's upsetting to know that it's still there, and like, uh huh. Because it, it just forces me the... to reconcile it with like the type of person who would choose that, and it's uh-huh. like, this is always the worst stuff in sex scenes and games like this. Is that it seems like no one ever wants to fucking have sex, so they have to be cajoled or forced by circumstances or forced by a partner into having sex. Yeah. And what's upsetting to me People as like, like someone have sex. Not everyone, I, but like fuck. I mean like, like as someone with a lot of anxiety around that explicit thing and I I took notes on this basically where like they set it up where like I think you could say something about someone's unwillingness to do things even with like mutual attraction that is like meaningful and like has depth and like gets at some of like like Shiki not being able to trust his impulses mm-hmm. and like what that means and like how do you and like this is the worst like the this most... is how you get trauma around those things is uh-huh. like diving in the way that like these scenes do and it like you know having lived through some things like that before it's like very upsetting to have mm-hmm. to like to to understand and read it happen and then realize that you're not going to get any critical analysis of it afterward mm-hmm. it's just it sucks because it's just like you don't know what you're talking about, my guy. Like Ugh. Nasu, please sit down. I think the, what was my note for this? Nerds shouldn't just write this shit on their own. To be honest, <laughs> uh-huh. I, like they- I said, you know, maybe if you had like a consultant and could like take any sort of delicacy around these themes, there's a way to make it as as a believable like fuck up of youth type of like mm-hmm. learning experience. But that's just not what that's just not what Sugihime is. The most generous I can be to the first half of this scene, the blowjob bit, is that Kohaku has a complete, for reasons we'll discuss later, has a complete lack of understanding of what boundaries are okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I And okay. so she's Real helping. Quick, ben. Sorry. Yeah, what? I just, I guess, are we just saying that, that that's Kohaku now? Because I didn't figure that out until way mm-hmm. later. We can cut my, my bit here, because I am going to talk about this later, right? Mm-hmm. Or we could just have this discussion later and keep moving. It was like, I mean, it was literally the end of the game when I was like, oh, oh, or yeah, I, I was still a little up and down about it for a while, for a while, because I was worried, I was thinking that maybe they were pulling a, a, a double twist on me and that you were just egging me on. Uh-huh. Um, but I was pretty sure 
at this point that it was Kohaku. It's fine if we want to say that. I just we can just not say that. But we'll have the conversation about the way that it treats Kohaku in the sex scenes. Yeah. Uh, in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, it's got the, like, scary, something horrible music happening, and he uh, penetrates her and uh, sexually assaults her. And it's doing the, like, oh, she's saying no, but her body's saying yes thing. Yeah. That yeah. It, yeah. It, Straight people go to therapy, please. Uh-huh. Yeah, he it's, makes some gross uh, comments quick, on her insides. People that need to well, okay, fair, 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 fair. Like I just feel please. like it's so it's such an endemic writing style in like a game made mm-hmm. within that framework. Like for lack of a better it's, shorthand. Yeah, it is useful to it's not just games. Like this is this is uh most of the fanfic that I read when I was younger, and also mm-hmm. like one of my least favorite parts about a lot of the uh Yuri that I read is like very often is a like Oh well, I assaulted you, but it's fine because we like each other. Oh, ugh, okay. Well, um, that shows you how much I know. Clearly, is, everyone needs to just go to therapy. From what I understand, also <laughs> extremely prevalent in straight manga, uh, mm-hmm. or like straight romance stuff. Um, yeah, it. Everyone it's, needs. It's to just... what happens when there's like a stigma around sex being something that's okay. Yeah. When people mm-hmm. get squicked yeah. out about sex, they start like. The, the stuff that they consume has to come up with reasons for why you'd be willing to have sex. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just. Well, yeah, that's like explicitly what I felt this route was building in a way that I was hopeful could be interesting. And just mm-hmm. it does. Instead of examining that impulse mm-hmm. in the context of those scenes, it just does what all of these other like unexamined, mm-hmm. you know frameworks do and and tries to make it like well you're never gonna feel okay about sex and so that means we have to redefine what is and is not consensual and it's like no Uh that's not what you should do yeah that's that's why i keep coming back to the one the actual arcoid sex scene right is because that's the one sex scene that doesn't have an excuse for why it exists and it's just that they love each other yeah they're, they're they're running out of time to have this possibility to be that close to each other and even though i think it's badly written and it does the same thing where he's like not gentle to someone who asks him to be gentle the like framing of it is good i like that i like that part i like the way it's framed every other route they feel like they have to come up with a mana transfer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. except for (laughs) akiha i guess they just have sex but that's bad for other reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Akiha is actually they they have sex there for the same reason, which is that she's she thinks that they're never never going to be together. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, maybe that would have been for the best. Definitely, given those <laughs> endings, I feel like it's best for both of them to stay the fuck away from each other. Uh-huh. Uh. <sighs> anyway. Uh, let's see. He is very obviously being influenced by Roa here. Uh, there's a lot of red text panting. Uh, it's very like, it is very like the scene with Arcuid at the beginning where you choose to continue assaulting Arcuid, but that leads to a bad end. This doesn't. Uh-huh. Notably. It's also, uh, a, there's a lot of 
time spent on sex scenes in this route. Mm-hmm. God. He's be or Kohaku gets sexually assaulted so many times in this fucking game. This even happens he even does something like this to her in another route. Earlier. Remember? Uh-huh. What was that? CL's route. Yes. Oh. I think we can cut that bit because we're not saying it yet. Yeah. I'm just frustrated. So Shiki is sexually assaulting her and thinking to himself that he's not as bad as the red text that is telling him that he's sexually assaulting, like that he's having fun, you know what I mean? Uh... And Hisui is begging him to stop. And the red text is laughing. Uh, she asks, she begs for forgiveness. I would call this the worst sex scene in the game, honestly. I mean, I would hope there's not anything worse than it. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I, we'll you know, see. I've been I've wrong. I've clearly been wrong before, right? Like. <sighs> so, uh, Shiki pulls out and comes on her face, uh, yelling that she loves this. Yeah. Sorry. That's what happens. I hate it. Uh, and she collapses into, like, inactivity. Ugh. Mm-hmm. And then Shiki falls over and also can't move. She gets up, blushing, fixes her clothes, and tells him to forget about everything that just happened. Uh, at this point, I was like, okay, it's over. I'm just gonna go back and for my canonical run-through here, not choose this. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. better. Yeah, it's not great, but it's it just it just skips that, so that's great. Uh-huh. Yeah, either way, uh-huh. she says, don't tell anyone, not even me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also, I just... she say not even me? Oh, that's great. I didn't realize that. I didn't write that down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, which is an interesting thing to say. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that kills me, too, is, like, it, at some point, I think Shiki also says, like, oh, that's something both parties should agree to, like, during mm-hmm. this sequence. I'm just like, yeah, fucking... So you know that this exists as a concept, Nasu. Like, <laughs> it's just, it sucks. It sucks. So. I was furious. She leaves. And then cut to two o'clock. And Shiki's like, well, yeah, I'm never going to he- see Hisui again. Again. He always <laughs> thinks this. He can move his body a little bit better, but his headache is starting to get worse again. Uh, and then Hisui arrives as if nothing had happened. Doing her usual rounds. Neither of them say anything. Uh, she asks how his body is doing, and he, even though she said, do not ever mention that again, starts talking about what happened earlier and apologizes for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she tells him that she's sorry for doing something to him without asking. I, mm-hmm. this part broke my heart because, like, she's genuinely happy and smiling and is like, Ah, yeah, everything's fine. And I'm like, I... You... I mean, like, yeah. I had, I just had to go through Shiki assaulting you. I don't... <laughs> I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. She's just very adorable and doesn't at all deserve what happens to her. Is I guess what I'm uh-huh. trying to say. God, do you remember that bit from after what happens with Arcoid? Where they, she shows up, he shows up the next night, and she's like smiling and chatting, and he like brings it up, and she's just heartbroken. Uh huh. <sighs> anyway, I, this is a this is a moment 
where Shiki's like, you you should be criticizing and getting mad with, at me. And I'm like, yes, please do. I can't, I mm-hmm. cannot deal with you just being happy and go lucky and like doing yeah. fine. She's got that this like cute new sprite smile on her face, and we get like a flash of her earlier like very creepy smile that she did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now he's like he says he's scared of her smile. Right. One more thing is that like yeah, he's be saying don't tell anyone, not even me. Read to me as like not not only like I'm kind of ashamed of what I did, but also uh-huh. like hey. I don't want you to constantly be bringing up a traumatic experience. Yeah. <laughs> please uh-huh. don't, like, I, I still have to take care of you. That's fine. But, like, please don't just constantly remind me. She's such a badgerer about things. Uh-huh. So, let's see. He thanks her for helping him since he see, feels better. And she says something about it being a, not a big deal, but she's happy she was able to help. Uh, he says that he feels bad and she shouldn't have had to go that far for him. And she's like, I'll ask first before I do it again. Anyway, can we stop talking about this? I, I'm, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Shiki feels like there's something wrong. There's just something off that he's not quite getting. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it's nighttime now. The uh, the room looks kind of weird. Some, there's some filter on the background that makes it look eerie. Shiki doesn't remember falling asleep. He's hot. He's thirsty. He's Shiki. Love to be uh, thirsty. <laughs> but, like, for water, actually. Uh-huh. He can't yell for help, and he's like... He says something about not remembering this bedroom, and it doesn't feel like his bedroom. Do y'all think that, like, after the the events of Tsukihime, Shiki gets a different bedroom, or does he just stay in this bedroom? I hope he gets a different bedroom. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. He had an opportunity. At the very beginning of the game, Hisui's like, would you like a different room? And he's like, no, 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 no. This is fine. And it's like, Whoa. yeah, you, you didn't know how bad. <laughs> you should have just taken that. Oh, yeah, the room colors are inverted. He stumbles out into the hallway. He's looking for water. And he makes it to the courtyard, where, of course, there is no water. Uh-huh. And now he's in the woods. And now he's in the detached house. And someone's inside the detached house. What does he see? Who else but Akiha and Kahaku? What are they getting up to, those gal pals? I Ben, Akiha has the best pillow talk. <laughs> <laughs> the only good part of that sex scene is the middle of it, where Akiha's like, so you're going to have to kill me. You kill uh- me. <laughs> You're going to do it with your own hands because you love me. Uh-huh. And here, uh, Akiha's sucking Kahaku's blood while also talking about, like, hey, so about that killer. <laughs> about that serial killer. Who do you think that is? Let's see. I think that there can be no mistake that it is the work of Shiki-sama. Oh, what? That, that's Shiki thinking. I, I suppose I have no idea how he can walk around with that body, but we can't leave him alone. The impurity of the Tono blood that has awakened must be cleansed by those of the Tono blood. Just, what are they saying? Um, I just love the, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a That's really- That's Kohaku saying that bit, right? It's, uh, I think the, the- Or does she just say the first bit where she thinks it's Shiki, uppercase Shiki? She just says, uh, she thinks it's uppercase Shiki. I think it's Akiha saying- Akiha's like, 
yeah, the impurity of the tone of blood that has been awakened must be cleansed by those of the tone of blood. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's fascinating. So, we haven't made a p- heard yeah. these two ever talk about either knowing that Shiki is alive, other Shiki is alive, or at definitely not like, oh, we should go kill him. Yeah. Yeah, Akiha has said something about her responsibility to put down Tonos who go bad, right? Uh-huh. But she, we've never got the indication that she has any capability to do that whatsoever, or an interest in actually doing it. Yeah. So this is sick. <laughs> I love Chad Akiha. Uh-huh. The best. <laughs> That's the best version of Akiha, yeah. Shiki is as dense as ever. Yeah, he thinks he's there talking about him. Yeah, he's like, oh, they're gonna kill me. I'm 99% sure that Akiha uses a different brother. Like, she uses Onisan for Shiki. Oh. And something else. Like, it is translated as brother when she's talking about other Shiki. Mm-hmm. So, they're gonna tell Ki- uh, Hisui that they're going to go take care of this, just the two of them. Uh, and that since uppercase Shiki can't move around normally, I guess they figured out that he's a vampire. Um, that two of them will be enough. Uh, Akiha also set to s- tells Kohaku not to, to let Shiki know, our Shiki know what's happening, so he doesn't have to worry about it. Big mistake. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is great. I love Akiha just, like, sipping Kohaku's blood and then coming up with battle plans to kill a vampire. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's very good. Uh-huh. So, Shiki runs away before they find him there and kill him, he thinks. He's like, this has got to be a bad dream or something, right? Must be. He makes it back to bed. Uh, Hisui's waiting for him. She's mad. And... Let's see. Oh, right, right. He kind of just shoves her out of the room and then locks the door behind her. As if a door, a locked door in the mansion that he lives where someone else has the key to that door will protect him from the owner of the mansion trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at this point I was like, do you think Shiki could kill the metaphysical connection between him and Shiki? He, I think... Yeah, where, where, where its death point is, is, I think, the question there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly halfway between the two of them. Or, like, in the clearing or something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting. I bet that he could. I think he just needs to find it. Mm-hmm. And know that know enough to be like, oh, yes, here's... Oh, I guess, yeah, here's where he realizes <laughs> exactly what's yeah, going there's on. Yeah, there's a... there's Time a, for a pixel hunt. Yeah, like, basically, like, this is established in other works relating to, like, the Mystic Eyes, but it's you have to be a high enough level of, like, wielder to really mm-hmm. key into those types of things. Uh-huh. I mean, it'll... We'll, we'll get, this Shiki couldn't we'll kill... This Shiki couldn't kill the world. This Shiki could not. The, the current current Shiki is too, like, compromised and wild and out to mm-hmm. have that kind of uh, lucidity. So, let's see. Yeah, Shiki is realizing that all his life force is being drained by the other person and that the drugs and nutrients and the IV and everything is just barely keeping him alive. He, he thinks that he could probably, for whatever reason, uh, Hisui can help him if he has sex with her, which is great. Yeah. Uh, someone's knocking on the door. It's Akiha. She's begging to be let in. Uh, Shiki 
is uh, dazed and confused, and we get choice two. Mm -hmm. Do we unlock the door, or does Shiki try to remember why the door was even locked? So, in an audio format, these two scenes are basically identical, because the only real difference is that uh, one of them has a keyhole sprites and the other one doesn't. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Uh, If he unlocks the door, they just come in and talk to him. Oh, uh, we know Ko... In the one where they come in, we realize that Kohaku is here too. Okay. She doesn't say anything. It isn't mentioned in the door locked yeah. one. But presumably she's there. Basically, Akiha wants to give him, have him given his IV, and she's like, do you want to die? And he's like, shut up. She's hurt. He says he's not coming out because he doesn't want her to kill him. Mm-hmm. And Akiha's like, who the fuck told you I was going to kill you? Uh, he insists he's not the killer and that she doesn't need to kill him. Yeah, he insists that he's not the killer, and her immediate response is, oh, I didn't know you were being pulled in this much already. Uh-huh. Which he takes to being, like, you've been pulled in by the Tono blood, but what she means is you're being synchronized with, well, synchronized is not, maybe not the right term, but you're being influenced by uppercase cheeky. Which, of mm-hmm. course, Akiha doesn't try to explain to him. Uh-huh. So yeah, she has a pretty clear understanding of what's going on, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. The not talking about it thing clearly swings both ways in this, right? Like, yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. it's... <laughs> it runs in the family. Akiha even mm-hmm. says, like, she's like, okay, today I'll listen to you, tomorrow you'll listen to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tomorrow I will make you listen to me. Yeah, so they leave to go monster hunting, <laughs> which is great. Mm-hmm. What, a, what a monster hunting pair, Akiha and Kohaku. Great. Kohaku with the hunting horn. <laughs> <laughs> hunting horn, man. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, right. Some of the dialogue is done by Kohaku talking about the IV and whatnot. If the if you open the door, okay. But it's the same stuff. It's just who says what. Oh yeah! Wow, that's the end of day day twelve already. Mm-hmm. We're on the last day, but it's a doozy. Oh, it's, mm-hmm. there's a lot to talk about here. Day thirteen. <laughs> Golden Wait, I gotta turn off my AC. Okay. November 2nd, it's Tuesday. Wait, are you just gonna keep that in? Yeah. You know me, Ben. The, the AC, Day 13, AC Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel. Fen, you told me be- the day before I played Day 13 that you felt like the pacing of this route was really good. And I don't know how I feel about did that. Did I say the good or did route- I say better? Best. You said you called it the best uh, pacing of the game. That's a really low bar. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I don't know that I disagree, but it's not because the pacing is good as much as... It's fast. This route yeah. goes fast up to this yeah. point. Yeah, I think the thing for me is, like, the other routes, all of them... CLS is the worst at this. Yeah. Uh, I think Akihaz is also pretty bad. Um, Arcoids is, like, it... fine because it's the first yeah. time you're being introduced to everything. Exactly. Um, yeah. The the middle of the other three routes really drags. The thing about um the Akiha or the uh, Arcoid route is that it's the first time you're being introduced to everything and there's not a lot of like low energy school and mansion stuff. Uh-huh. It just kind of does keep going to a certain extent so yeah. it doesn't feel as draggy. Yeah. But yeah. The other two routes, there is definitely a, like, oh, no, uh, <laughs> nothing's mm-hmm. happening. Uh, this route kind of feels like uh, Type Moon, or, yeah, Type Moon as a whole was like, 
Chroma Cat's coming up. We need to finish this thing. <laughs> That's something I'm extremely curious about because everything happening so fast and there being no choices. Kohaku has like no choices in it at all. Uh-huh. And yeah, that does feel very much like a, well, we got a story we want to tell, but also we really don't have time for this. So we're just going to like cut out a lot of the extra stuff that would normally be here. Yeah. Interesting. Day 13 oh, starts I, I off with that... a bad end. Wait, what? Day 13 starts off with a bad end. Or can. You mean that? Oh, it can? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see this. It must have been a repeated bad. Uh, or it doesn't it's... lead to a new lesson or something yeah, like that. Yeah, no, it's the same lesson. Uh, I think it, it might be a unique lesson. The thing with um the bad ends, the CL lessons in this, is that even though they are technically different lessons and maybe change slightly, the bulk of what they're about is repeated. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you repeat the she-killer bit, even though it's, like, a different thing happening, and it has a different number, etc., etc. Uh-huh. But it also feels like uh, we don't have time for this. So what happens in that bad end? Well, uh, we'll get to the point where things actually diverge. Oh. Um, oh, is this the very, very long bad end? No, it's super short. Uh, the one that takes a long time to set up. Yes. This is That's the, it. Okay, the yeah, I knew that was bad coming. end is Hisui doesn't like you enough. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the most literal that I've ever seen. Anyway, we'll get there. So, I was like, I have no idea how this is all going to get wrapped up in one day. Anyway, someone's knocking on his door. Knock, 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 over and over and over again. Shiki can't move. Uh, he says, I bet if I look at myself in the mirror, I would look like a puppet with its strings cut. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hisui asks if he's awake. She wants him to eat. She leaves food for him. Uh, she wonders if maybe she's not trying to kill him. You know what I mean? Because she wasn't one of the ones discussing killing him. Sorry. Shiki wonders. Yeah. Shiki, yeah. You said she wonders. Oh, I think she's I not one of those either. vicious evil lesbians trying to suck my blood. <laughs> like my sister and her babe. Uh, he won't go get the food. He's too paranoid. Hisui returns. The food is cold. She says that Akiha and Kwaku are out for the day and she's trying to get him to let her in. They must have said that he's being like weird about them or something because she's trying to be like, hey, they're not around. Like, please mm-hmm. trust me. He yells at her to shut up and go away. She's surprised that he talks to her, is talking to her this way, but keeps knocking and keeps coming back and et cetera, et cetera. And we get a memory, a yellow tinged memory of the detached house. Hmm. Huh. It's very similar to a memory we had much earlier in the game. Yeah. Except there's something weird about it. It's the, the scene where the girl kept visiting over and over again to get him to leave the house, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the detached house that he locked himself away in. Yeah. Uh, we get the same line, the Shiki-chan, let's play, you'll get moldy if you stay in a place like that. Except for this time, the Shiki is uppercase. That feels like just a mistake? Hmm, I, I think that this one's just, like, weird mind-melding, everything's falling apart, is what I what I mm-hmm. felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She keeps calling him she uppercase Shiki the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's scared. He's too scared to leave the house because he remembers the time his father let his guard down and was killed by Makihisa. And he's convinced that it's better to be alone and to trick yourself than to be tricked by someone else and killed. The girl says, geez, I understand. So you can bleep me. Then you can come outside, right? 
it's trust is the line that she says, but uh-huh. it's uh, he can't hear it when she says it this time. Okay, thank God. I like I've been. It's I played, five I played too much near automata to like know how I'm supposed to read a thing like that. <laughs> I immediately I thought the same exact thing. I was like, "Is this what?" But then I counted in its five letters and I checked it to the original scene and it's trust, which is five letters. Okay, okay. Uh the the thing is that he doesn't remember that he's supposed to trust her. Right. Yeah, that was literally the first thing that I counted. I was like, "Okay, five letters." Were uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't go back and check what the original line was, but you know. I was just like, F-O-N-D-L-E. No, oh, God. Ew, no. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he comes back to reality and he's still there knocking and she stops knocking, but he can tell that she hasn't walked away this time. She's just standing on the other side of the door. And then she quietly asked why he's locked himself up. He says he can't trust anyone, but also that he's isolating so he can't hurt anyone. Uh, there, This was another moment where he, it like, it does this thing where it trails off from quoted dialogue to non-quoted like thoughts you know what i mean mm-hmm. but he sweet responds to the thought i think i think that line is just blurrier than i thought it was because i thought they were they may be teasing that she could read minds <laughs> that was the theory i was still hanging on to i think i brought this up at some point previously that is often <laughs> a stylistic choice to like uh it seems like to indicate kind of a person trailing off yeah um, uh-huh. is to close the quotation marks and then have the they actually do say what follows the quotation marks the closing mm-hmm. quote but it's like kind of like softer or whatever yeah i think sometimes it's like a uh they don't say it but it's understood between the two yeah. and then sometimes it's like they actually do kind of softly say it yeah. uh i was wondering if they were fucking with me though hmm <laughs> She asks if there's really no one that he can trust, and he tells her to go away. Uh, and then she says, Shiki-sama, if you say you cannot believe in anyone, please believe in me. Which is basically what she said when they were kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And shout she's crying. Shout-outs to Gurren Lagann. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. He still hasn't put it together, somehow. Not quite yet. He's getting there, but he hasn't quite figured out who the cheerful girl is for another minute. Uh-huh. She, he asks what what it is exactly he's supposed to believe in, and she's like, she she just likes him and wants to help, and that's why she's trying so hard. And finally... Well, we, real quick. Hmm? So this is where the two endings diverge, or, oh. or where the bad end splits off. Um, She doesn't tell him that she likes him in the bad end. Uh, uh, and so he never opens the door and he's just left alone there by himself as he like slowly dies. Uh-huh. He says something in that bad end about how no one will ever kill him and he'll live forever because he'll never leave the room. Yes. Uh-huh. 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 So yeah, that's a is there anything interesting in that CL Sensei lesson? I think it's literally just hey, you have to start from like day 6 or something. Yeah. Yeah, it is like wow. You got so close and fucked it up still, man. This maid is so cute. What are you doing? She's so cute. So, instead, she says that she likes him. He And he has a flash of the cheerful girl, CG, uh-huh. as she begs him to open the door. And, ooh, ooh, a good line. Why are you acting like back then? You promised that when you came back, you would play with everyone, so why? And yeah. 
He finally figures it out. And the, the CG of the cheerful girl fades into color, and we see that energetic, smiling face with, of a girl with big blue eyes. Uh-huh. It's really good. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. The poignant music plays. He forces himself to stand up, calls her name, and heads to the door. He takes a minute to fumble with the lock. And there's a very, very cute CG of Hisui, like, lit with this ethereal light, uh, sobbing and, like, looking up at him. Uh-huh, it's... With, like, tears in her eyes. Hisui is perfect, and this scene, or this, yeah, that CG is, like, she has big tears welling up in her eyes, and she's smiling, and she's just so happy that he finally listened that to That is the most lovingly crafted drawing in this uh-huh. <laughs> game. Oh god. The glow. The fact that she's like glowing in the light is a great touch. She tells him that he looks terrible. And he's like, have you been the cheerful girl this whole time? And he he says that yesterday she told him that she was the child in the mansion. And she says, Shiki-sama, that was not me. I think Nesan was helping you out since you were so weak. Horrible moment. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I like, I like knew it, but also was kind of like maybe I'm wrong, like doubting myself, and then just like, oh god. Ugh. Yeah. So he confirms 100. percent He sweep as the cheerful girl. Kohaku was the girl in the window. He asks why they switched on him, and she's like, "We didn't mean to. I, I just got calmer after you were taken in by the Adimas and." Kohaku began to play act being happy to cheer her up, and eventually they just completely swapped places. We do eventually get, like, a tad more, uh, depth to this, but at this point I was like, oh, come on! Like, really just the writer wanting to have fun with the reader, and Mm -hmm. you couldn't come up with a better reason than this? Anyway, it's fine. I was just- I think- I think that they do have a better reason for it later. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. It does get better, but, but at, at the this moment, point, I was it's... like, come on. You you could come up with a real reason, and inside you're just like, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's a little confused of how she's changed so much, and she's like, I really wasn't that, like, energetic before. I was just kind of following you around. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Now, he had a lot of energy when he was a kid. And... We find out that she is the one who took him out to the garden where he had his accident, and that he died in front of her. That sucks. <laughs> Just, every now and then we get another person added to that sparse scene, you know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, first it was just him and Shiki, then it was him and Akiha and Shiki, and then... <laughs> Hisui's there, and now Kohaku's gonna be there too, and then you know what, CL was there too, actually, as it turns out. I mean, in a roundabout sort of way, I guess. <laughs> Neko Arc, the family cat, was there. <laughs> uh, she's all fucked up about his death in that moment and how helpless she was. And she said that she's un- became unable to understand herself or how to act or smile. Uh-huh. When you were dying, I could not do anything. I could only watch. It was as if I was just a doll. So I thought that maybe it would be better if I just if I was just a doll. Huh. It sounds like someone we know. Uh-huh. And then she said that she says that it was like she cursed herself. She started to become silent like Kohaku. Kohaku began to do the like social the like um emotional work of being the cheerful one. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then Shiki's like, wait, I died in the courtyard? 
And she explains what happened, and he remembers standing over a bloody body, and he's like, wait, I did the killing, though. And he falls over, he sweet catches him, and they hug. There's like a moment of where it come the like her being feeling weird about having to touch a guy like comes back up. She's like very trembling and hesitant, but you know, she manages to hug him and he says, he's sweet. Finally, we meet again. That's so yeah, that, that ribbon is Kohaku's. Uh-huh. Hmm. Interesting. We should give back that ribbon next route. I'm really excited to see what happens. She walks him back to bed. She gives him clean sheet fetches some water he uh drinks some water that he brings her or she brings him and now he's ready for sex <laughs> that that boy's turgid now <laughs> fully erect half dead boyfriend <laughs> i had i i was thinking like the the, the medicine that Kohaku's been slipping him is like <laughs> with, with the like bootleg Street Fighter uh, uh-huh. ED pill, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Kohaku doesn't need that bootleg stuff. Like she'll whip up her own bootleg. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah, oh. Kohaku definitely plays uh plays like Guilty Gear. She's got like a like a. <laughs> Jacked O or something like that. Uh-huh. Just <laughs> Kahaku doing the Jacko pose. <laughs> I I just want to say most of this is cute. It would be most of it's cute. I was I was like cool. We've had our sex scene already. That's fine. Let's go. Like this is just cute and adorable. Oh God, did you really think they would let us get away without an actual he to be sexy? Now that they've revealed that wasn't. I was hopeful. <laughs> At least, uh, at least my notes on this one are a lot less bad. <laughs> uh-huh. It goes on for too long, though. Oh, it's so long. I blame Takeuchi. Yeah, definitely. He was like, hey, can we just do, like, a little more? <laughs> give, me, give, me, give me just another hit of Hisui. He feels shitty about how he treated uh, Kohaku now. Mm-hmm. And he thinks about the the CG of the maid being sexually assaulted again. And for some reason, he still thinks that's Hisui. I, I didn't know who it was. It's just like, I don't know. I, I was pretty sure that that was Kohaku. Just from the start, because Kohaku was missing. Yeah. And she's the one described as the doll in the sea. Like, everything mm-hmm. about it to me is very clearly... Like they want you to think it's Hisui, but yeah, the the but eyes she, being more yeah. blue made me think it was Hisui for a long time. Yeah, they're playing fast and loose with those, with those eyes. Fate, listen, Tight Moon and, and eyes. There's a lot going on there. Mm-hmm. Can't trust it. Realize, realize. <laughs> Made disguise. Okay, what? <laughs> so. Shiggy finally starts to explain his dreams, and he's about being worried that he's turning into Makihisa. Hisui doesn't really buy it, and he starts being like, okay, I have to tell you this horrible secret of the Tono bloodline, and that the Tonos are monsters and all this stuff. And Hisui's like, yeah, I knew that from, like, day one of Mansion Time. (laughs) (laughs) My guy, it's in the notes. (laughs) Like, that's Uh why we were adopted. Get with it. 
So yeah, she explains that the, her and Kohaku are synchronizers. Mm-hmm. Mm. And she also says, like, you are closer to me and Kohaku as a person with a special ability than the Tono family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't say it outright yet. Mm. He's he's kind of following her on the fact that he's not like the Tonos, but he's like, well, I still got <laughs> I still got horny Roa disease, so. <laughs> Right, yeah, and then it just starts leading up to the sex scene where she's like kind of like shyly like laying the groundwork for them to have sex. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Uh, she's like, Don't you like us? Both of us? What? He says that it's he does like them, but he feels weird kind of le- being horny for both of them. And she says it's a bit dangerous, but. <laughs> right, right, right. So let's see. What else? <laughs> god he's like he's like i want you to stay in the room with me and i'll just hold myself back and i won't do anything weird to you and she's like well well my tits are unconventional (laughs) i like the bit where it's like she's staring at the ground and it says that she's peeking up at him occasionally with a difficult expression Uh god nervous girl she's really cute i i deeply relate to this as someone who gets extremely nervous around any crush that I've ever had. So he sweet drops that he's going to die probably tonight. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And time time he, to get busy living, Chikisama. <laughs> he goes through like all of the stages of mourning himself in like 10 seconds. Uh, and then she's like, whoa, 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 no, 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 it's okay. Akiha and Kohaku went to go save you. And he's like, I have no idea how they're going to do that. But I'm going to die soon, so maybe they won't get back. And she's like, there's one way for you to have enough energy to last until they save the day. And it is banging. Uh-huh. Love. Love mana transfer. <laughs> well, okay. What she says is... Uh-huh. Uh, wait, does she say? One sec. Okay, yes. All she does is kiss him. And I was like, this is really cute. Just like Akiha mm-hmm. getting snuggles is enough for her to, like, power up. All, uh, uh, all Hisui really needs is just a kiss. That's cute. He, he does grab her and kind of force his tongue into her mouth a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then she's like, well, I that needed to happen for it to work because it's fluid transfer, but I was too shy to do it myself. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway. She pulls away from the kiss. <laughs> Sorry, you have a note yes. about Hisui has a sticky mouth theory. <laughs> uh, the red tangled tongues continue their dance. Even though our lips separate, our tongues have become one. This isn't some sort of metaphor. Our tongues are stuck together with all of our saliva. Is this when they talk about like the birds and the bees? I know is like that's basically like the bees part, right? Like the. Flowers are sticky, and then you get the... It really just feels like Nasu read a book uh, describing what kissing is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And just tried to... It's so... I'm just... I just want to understand. Nasu doesn't have time to kiss anyone. He's too busy writing. <laughs> like, how do you get a sticky map? I, I can't overthink this. I'm holding us. I'm sorry. I just... Hisui's sticky mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Hisui, as it turns out, is actually a Venus flytrap. 
cold sticky. <laughs> I was what I was saying is like she's the homunculus, but she's like a plant grown by Kohaku in a lab. Uh-huh, in Kohaku's secret laboratory. Johnny is Hisui's older brother. Oh. That's a Melty Blood reference. You'll <laughs> I'm here for this. <laughs> God. See, I know about the only reason that I know anything about Johnny is because I know about the like cross uh fighting game Johnny joke. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Which is hard to explain, especially because I don't know what game that Johnny is from. It's easier to explain than any of these sex scenes. <laughs> sticky, <laughs> sticky sex scenes. Uh, so, uh. she pulls away from the kiss, adjusts her uniform, can't look him in the eye, and she like, explains that, they, that she, they transfer energy by pressing their bodies against other people, and that if they exchange bodily fluids, they are able to recognize that person as someone like us, and it lets us share our energy and amplify their powers. Does that mean that Kohaku and Hisui can just share energy wirelessly? So that's what I was going to say, is that this makes it sound like uh, they are a like a USB-C plug, but then mm-hmm. if, you swap, uh, if you swap spit, they become like a wireless charger. Uh-huh. Which is very cute. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I, I just thought it was funny that, like, this is, like some of the only magic Shiki gets a look at this route, and it's make other magic stronger. Mm-hmm. And he has no grasp on what other magic is like. Well, yeah, it's vague. It seems like it's... It seems like it's more just, hey, I can give you mana. Mm-hmm. Than, like, amplifying? I don't know. I it's unclear. Yes, but it does... Okay, we're gonna talk about it, because it's gonna come up in a little bit, too. Anyway, she explains that Makihisa got a hold of them to keep himself in check by transferring energy into him so that he could resist the urge to give into the tonal blood better. Okay, yeah, never mind. I'm mm-hmm. literally contradicted right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She says they're, they're, that Kohaku and Hisui's particular ability is better suited for amp- amplification than for energy transfer. So though that even though Makihisa was synchronizing with Kohaku, which is a fucking polite way to put it, it was still only barely enough to keep him in one piece. Uh-huh. Fucker. Shiki, eyes glazed over, is like, so it's like your medicine? And she's like, yeah, okay, sure. A medicine. Medicine for a sick Shiki. Hit, hit Toho character medicine. <laughs> <laughs> um... She says that normally she wouldn't be able to transfer enough energy to really help at all, but he's so weak that by comparison, she's giving him a lot of power. Okay. She's like, this is going to run out and you're going to go back to the way you were before soon. He's like, he's like, oh God. And she's like, we can pump, bump that timer up a little further if we do a little more. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and one of the few, one of those moments of Shiki credits, he's like, I don't want to have sex with you just so that I can keep myself alive. It doesn't feel right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. She takes this as, I don't want to have sex with you. That's gross. I wouldn't even do it to save my own life. God. <sighs> Love it. Just... I mean, this is more... Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I know these vibes. <laughs> so, yeah, she's like, please, please, if you like me at all, let's just do this. And I will, if you, 
if we just do this, I promise I will not regret this, because I just want to keep you alive. Mm -hmm. And, uh... Yeah. It's sex time. Sex scene round two. Mm. At least they've kind of established some form of consent this time. Yep. Uh, they confirm that Hisui is a virgin. <laughs> oh, classic. They have always have to either act like some somehow virginal or actually say it out loud. Uh-huh. Sinking for the very first time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that virgins have more pure magical energy. Is the thing. <sighs> Uh, Hisui doesn't want to take her clothes off, and he's like, come on, let's just t- take your outfit off. And he's trying, he's like fiddling, trying to find, like, a clasp or something. But no, she just has to get into the whole thing in one piece. That's a maid outfit. <laughs> that, there uh-huh. are, I mean, there are probably, like, 17 pieces of that, but there's no easy way to start taking it off. Takeuchi's uh-huh. only ever seen one of those cosplay made outfits that are pullovers. He's oh, never yeah, actually yeah. got. Yeah, he doesn't understand the clasps that go into the classical. Uh huh. So yeah, he finally convinces her to strip, and she wants the lights off, and he's grumpy, and she's like, "I'm gonna hate you if you don't let me fucking turn the lights off." Just a minute ago, he was like, "Oh, I don't want to push you," and now he's like, "What I want it the way I want it." Uh huh. Ugh. Um, let's see, we get a CG of her naked, clutching her dress to her chest, and yes, in case you were wondering, she is still wearing the little maid cap. Uh. The maid cap stays on during sex. <laughs> it absolutely does. It does not come off. It, this is, it's not even like you can have, you can have the glasses on or off. It's like, no, the hat stays on. The maid cap stays on during sex. If you want to have, if you want to have sex without her having a maid cap on, play a different goddamn route. <laughs> I was half convinced that uh, she was going to keep her whole outfit on. <laughs> yeah, but they got that scene earlier. Yeah. Bleh. Anyway, the the background for these CGs is a different angle of that same of his bedroom, and it breaks my brain because it reminds me that that bedroom is a real place. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. These are like kind of painted over photographs right that i said that in the first episode that is what they look like i can't imagine that they're that they're drawings no these are processed backgrounds like these are these are processed photos that's very common Uh um so the idea remembering that someone was standing in the this in a real room somewhere in the world that would become shiki's bedroom it just like makes my brain explode (laughs) I don't know what it is. It just drives me fucking uh, feral. Mm-hmm. He talks about her boobs for a little bit, compliments her, and she's like very shy and mumbling that she doesn't know what to do whenever she he asks her to do something. Mm. God, I hate reading through this and reliving all. Like the setup is better, but the se- it's still just bad. Uh huh. Like just just not not gross bad the same way that the other ones were. Just technically bad awful cg of him like licking her nipple with a weirdly square tongue (laughs) which is like holding his head at the most bizarre angle so that they don't have to like show any of the features of his face it's the kind of tongue that would try to lecture you about what a taylor series is (laughs) it's so funny how positions are dictated by how can takeuchi not draw uh Uh shiki's face Mm mm-hmm 
Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a great bit where she's, like, very frozen and tense, and he's like, hey, just relax a little bit. And she says, relaxed, out loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a weird aside where they, like, talk about how she's not actually hypersensitive, like, they, like, implied once earlier in the game, and how she's, it's just her nipples are sensitive, because that's how nipples work, and it's such a weird aside. <laughs> Oh, God. I can't read this. Uh, I wrote this section down. I can't read this. It's so... Well, we, there's one line about uh, honey. I think that just further confirms sticky he-sweet theory. <laughs> Her red flower oh. bud. Uh, it's birds... It's literally just like how to flat... Like, people are like flowers, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Um... Sometimes I realize, like, just how much terrible porn I've read in my life. When I'm like, oh, that that's all? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> a lot of this doesn't register. A lot of this scene actually just didn't register for me. Because uh, mm-hmm. I think I've I have read worse. Not uh-huh. that's not a badge of honor. Just like Yeah. <gasps> yup. None of it's uh-huh. good. I, I that is also none of this is good. But uh it is better than the worst stuff that I've read. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> saying much. to be to be fair, it is true that I'm pretty sure I read some fanfic when I was like 15 and didn't know how anything works. <laughs> and I was on fanfiction.net browsing wow. through tags for JRPG games I really liked. I guarantee that it was just as bad as this. Uh-huh. Shoutouts to fanfic.net. <laughs> At the same time, friend of the show. I don't the know bar being the floor exist, is but... yeah no I think they're all I think they got shut down and archive of our own is like the new yeah. de facto yeah um yeah just a lot of very bizarre analogies in those days for an- anatomy that people really didn't understand in retrospect <laughs> Shigi's trying to lick all like Hisui's entire body he's, it seems like he's a cat and thinks that Dude. the only way to bathe people is with his tongue. Uh-huh. Hisui can't cook, but that doesn't mean she's not a dick. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I don't know. This is some weird food. I'm just trying to make sense of this, you know? Like, maybe somewhere in <laughs> some We're all in this together. <laughs> um, uh, it's so bad. Like, they... <laughs> oh, I absolutely called that she was never going to stop calling him Shigisama through the sex scene. Uh-huh, of course. I mean, the hat stayed on. That's basically par on. for the course, yeah. He's wearing the fucking jeans. I. Uh-huh. He has the sex pajamas shirt on, but he loses it at some point, and he's just, like, fucking chiseled. It's so funny. God. Yeah, I also, at this point, I was like, when was the last time Shiki bathed when is the last time shiki received a towel bath uh-huh hmm. probably that one scene which was like two days ago and he's just been sweaty and covered in blood since let's let's not kink shame he's sweet here god <laughs> musk fetish he's sweet theory <laughs> come out of the room you're gonna get moldy sitting in there <laughs> oh god um, it's moldy shiki theory that hmm? now that we have a guest you're too embarrassed to read most of these lines <laughs> I don't want to punish Peregrine like that I do this, this is hilarious are you fair. kidding me this is I've had 
Oh, it's bad enough that I like played through a version of this game without any of these scenes, and then I redid this route mm-hmm. and I had to read them, and it's like, oh, this is worse than I thought it was. So Shiki's manhood is sticking out of his pants urgently. <laughs> Everything is either like a plant or a fungus. <laughs> or like a it, it's just or a towering meat rod or something like that like a people who write about monster like <laughs> like the monster fic community is better at this than us uh-huh. which is very funny because these are supposed to be people <laughs> uh-huh. well there's a way to write things sexy and there's a way to write things not sexy and i'm convinced that nasu's doing this on purpose <laughs> like this is this is absolutely like punishment this is absolutely like Someone was like, you, oh, you have to have these scenes. And it's like a, I do, and you will suffer for it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Uh, I will talk about this again when we get to Stay Night. Uh, someone make a compilation of every time I've said that, please. Uh, I'm curious. <laughs> but yes, the the replacement scenes in Reltanua feel like Nasu <laughs> sitting down and going, I hated writing those sex scenes so much. That I am going to write, like, the best and prettiest prose that I've ever written. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, it feels uh-huh. like, this feels like, listen, you like, you want to, I guess, look at Takeuchi's art? Mm-hmm. Fuck you. I'm gonna make this hell for you. It's so, it, I forgot how long this is. So, so uh-huh. context, Ben, you have... Three pages, basically. Yes. You've managed to include the word enchilada, which I respect. <laughs> um, I don't even think we need to go over this, to be honest. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's do the greatest hits, right? Like, the there's a, mm-hmm. a finger-sucking moment, which is kind of like... I thought that part was the only cute part. <laughs> it was! No, it was like, uh, that's the one part where I cheered for Hisui, you know? Good on good you for, for her. knowing what you... <laughs> I like the sprite where she's, like, balling up her hands uh, and crying, and uh, it looks like her arms are, like, weirdly long. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the way her elbows are cropped out of frame, it makes them look like they're, like, a foot longer than they should be. Uh Hisui, the lanky Kong of the bunch. Uh, Let's see, what else? Hot white fluid sprays over her belly. (laughs) This is relevant because... uh, she then tells him that they have to have sex again because he has to come inside. <laughs> fluid exchange. Yeah, you gotta... The fluid exchange. Mm-hmm. You, you, you... <laughs> this goes on forever. Yeah, it, there's like three... It, there's three sequences, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, God. yeah. I, also, I love this the CG where, like, her face is just perfectly in position to obscure his face, <laughs> except for his hair. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, you have written down this. Po- uh, this has real uh, potted plant is perfectly placed to cover up a dick energy. Uh-huh. Thank you, thank you, Johnny. The ways, the <laughs> ways you, in which uh, Takeuchi gets away with not drawing Shiki's face are hilarious to Increasingly me. Increasingly funny every yes. time. They're like they're like the a personal favorite of mine is like most of Shiki's face being just out of frame. <laughs> Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yes, I see his jaw and his body. No, none of the rest of him. Um, now, what do we feel about this line? <laughs> I feel like I'm rubbing against the sweetest jam in existence. It sounds like a psalm verse. 
<laughs> he's sweet sticky rem- theory. Is he sweet made of jello? Slime girl, he's sweet theory. Oh. You you did skip over uh calmly our bodies meet like puppies <laughs> right. licking and greeting each other, which is just <laughs> I don't <laughs> Mm-hmm. That that's a phrase, not in a disgusting way. At least mm-hmm. for me, at least. Uh huh. It's just like I just like the image of two puppies, uh, <laughs> greeting each other by licking each other. That's cute. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call that calm, but no, but adorable. Not yeah. I guess adorable outside of the context of the scene because I'm just imagining two puppies. Uh, it's 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 fun when you juxtapose it with a later quote that I love uh, about a column of flesh swollen with blood that is on fire. <laughs> uh, there's a bit where he's, he's actually enjoying the sex, so of course he only like does that for a second before continuing to penetrate and hurt her. Mm-hmm. Of Ugh. course, uh, <laughs> there's a bit where his dick is hovering ominously behind the text <laughs> in the corner of the screen. <laughs> so to read the text, you have to be staring at his, like, censored-out dick. Uh, they both come. Good for them. Good for Hisui. She got Finally, it's it's reciprocal. Like, you know, at least at least The girl always comes at least once, I feel like. Uh-huh. In Tsukihime. Um... Let's see. This is the bit where she starts sucking on one of his fingers, which is really cute. It's He's kind of, like, confused. Adorable. <laughs> She's, like, su- chewing on his finger. Mm-hmm. The one genuinely, like, good part of any of these, uh-huh. I feel, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, she's talking to him, but she doesn't take the finger out of her mouth the whole time. So she, you just have to imagine that the whole time that she has dialogue, that she's talking through his finger. It's very funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think she blows on it like a little kazoo? <laughs> no, she just and like starts got her giggling mouth full. and just like, calm down to get back to the. No, this guy's fine. I just God. want Hisui to have fun, you know. Uh huh. She deserves to have fun. She looks exhausted, and I'm just like, she just wants to suck on your finger and fall asleep. That's fine. That would be um, adorable if that's all that happened. Unfortunately, Shiki's like, mm, okay. Can we just do it like but... one more time? What about round He's, three? His reasoning, I guess, is that um, they finally did it so that they did the fluid transfer or whatever, and he wants to have sex for no reason other than they want he wants to have sex with her. Because mm-hmm. he loves her. Uh-huh. Uh, she's a little, like, surprised and exhausted, and is like, okay, okay, we'll keep doing this. Let's see. He licks her back. <laughs> I... I mean, like, you do you. I can't imagine that being a pleasant experience. Uh-huh. He looks at a punch. Uh-huh. He really just goes to town on it. Uh, he's still wearing his sex jeans. <laughs> um. That's oh, God. true. Yeah, the, but so, yeah. Swollen the... with blood that is on fire. God. Oh. Hmm? Talk about demon god pillars, am I right? Um, I would, if if Nasu knew what demon god pillars were at this point, I w- it would be very funny if he described Shiki's dick as one of them. God, 
Uh, they both say that they love each other. They both come. One last CG of him uh, holding her from behind, holding a boob with one hand and sticking a finger in her mouth. Good for her. Good Calms for her down. She's crying. And he's like, oh shit, did I like hurt you again because I've been doing that this whole time? But no, she's scared because she's feeling happy. <laughs> and she's not felt this much emotion in a long time. Yeah, she's not, yeah, she's not let herself, like, mm -hmm. be this happy and forever. Ah, uh, and also then she apologized to, to Kahaku. And then she falls asleep. She curls up like a cat, falls asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> We're done. That was the sex scenes. Uh-huh. Freedom. Sorry, I'm still trying to figure out which demon god pillar I would use the name of for this. <laughs> what's the, I think Fornius is, is appropriate. Fornius, yeah. Fornius, uh -huh. yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> she's sleeping, but Shiki's got all sorts of energy now for some reason. Hmm. And uh, he's like, I'm, I'm practically cured, so you know what? I gotta go get myself into trouble. He pets her hair a little bit, apologizes, changes into a fresh set of sex pajamas, and leaves the room. Uh. He goes to Makisa's room, and he looks around, and there's a bunch more locked drawers like the one he found the thing he was looking for in last time, and he's like, no, those don't have anything in them. I'm looking for, like, a really convenient safe with more stuff in it. And then he finds the safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. We What's gotta go back to the safe. Wait, what? I was just gonna say, you gotta go back to the backtrack through Rapture to find the audio recording you missed uh -huh. that perfectly explains the origins of. Uh huh. Ugh. Yeah, this is this is a hell of a thing, a scene to have immediately after that one. I, uh, huh. Okay, I think CL and Arcoid have a good like go to sleep break. Both the key. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Akihai, Akihai, he sleeps after, right? Yeah, he does. But then, like, the next thing that happens is he gets stabbed with a sword or something. Yeah. I just mean, like, in terms of the other routes give you an off point that is like, mm -hmm. okay, it's bedtime now. You can go, like, do something else. And this route is like, okay, energy, let's go get He's a He's been laying around for so long. Lot. What's he find inside this safe? Uh, he finds a journal. A child's diary. Oh, wait. And some old letters. Okay, it's the old letters mm -hmm. that I'm yeah. reading then. Okay. The background turns yellow tinted again. Yeah. So, Shiki, uh, my son Shiki succumbed to his tono blood, killed the adopted son. Yeah, we get that the adopted son is the heir of Nanaya. I guess it is a blessing in all the unfortunate events that he isn't in the same family as the synchronizers, like Kahaku and Hisui. That's interesting. I'm not sure why, Yeah, but he does say that. And it's Makihisa being like, well, I have to put down Shiki, but I really don't want to, because he's my mm -hmm. son. Oh, this is where we get the Akiha's blood has an older origin. Yeah. I thought that was earlier. There's some wild stuff in here. Uh, it is, it is, at this point, it is truly a view into, like, Makisa's terrible. Real shithead of a dude, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, he goes through the whole thing with uppercase Shiki. Uh, he says something about how Shiki's powers are immortality and fusion, hmm. which is interesting. 
uh, immortality is the like, oh, you can chop off my arm and I'll keep living thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. He says that after Shiki, uppercase Shiki, survived Makihisa trying to kill him, that he regained his sum- sanity somewhat. Mm-hmm. And so Maka- Makihisa was like, I can't kill him. Uh, Makihisa had already written lower, like, our Shiki off as going to be dead, dead soon because he knew the whole time that uppercase Shiki had survived by, like, siphoning the life force out of lowercase Shiki. Which is a lot. Yeah. And then, uh, was like, okay, but our Shiki might be influencing, uh, other Shiki's mind. Yeah, he was worried that lowercase shiki could be turning uppercase shiki into a serial killer uh-huh which is hilarious but i get where he's coming from i guess because of the nania blood but like come on one of those two kids tried to kill akiha uh-huh so this is why he sent shiki to the Adimas, so that they could report back on him while keeping him away from the mansion mm-hmm mm-hmm uh, he was. He figured that Arashiki would die soon, but that there was a chance he would turn into a killer. So he had to keep an eye on him. And then he says that uppercase Shiki is mostly restored, but is still at risk of inverting. So he placed him in the care of a trusted servant. Hmm. Then it cuts to the letters are a year later. Shiki is still not fixed, which of course he's not. He's not just going to magically come back. I don't know why Makihisa is so fixated on him turning back to normal. Well, probably because Makihisa wants to return back to normal, right? And so if he admits that Shiki can't, then yeah. Shiki hasn't figured out quite which Shiki is which. And so he takes a moment to look at the child's diary. Uh Uh-huh. What's written in the child's diary? On every page, written in tiny letters, is help me. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, and then the final page? This is page? rough. Let's see. Yeah, he. there's a bit before that where he's, like, completely taken aback by the energy coming off of this book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's, like, the most horrible thing he's ever touched. Yeah, just every page is, like, help me, help me, help me. And then the final page. So it's better to just become a doll. Gradually, my body stopped generating a pulse. Blood vessels turned into tubes one by one. Blood vanished like vapor. My heart, everything, just crafted parts. See, that's why there will be no more pain. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He's scared of this book. And he knows that the person who wrote it uh, has been through something he can't under- like possibly comprehend. Yeah. And he puts it in the safe, and he thinks that Makihisa was probably scared of that book, too. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Whew. And, uh, yeah, this definitely elicited a powerful emotional reaction from me. It's rough. Uh-huh. We finally get out of Makihisa's cursed hell room. Shiki goes to the garden, looking for the spot in which he was killed before. He's still like, am I the killer? Was I the one who was killed? Etc. And he's like, I must have been the killer. And Hisui has arrived after her nap to tell him that he's, of course, wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She tells him flat out that uppercase Shiki killed him in, the, in that uh, clearing. And he finally realizes that he is the adopted Nania kid. Uh-huh. 
There's like a, a cascade of different CGs of the two maids. Oh, yeah, right. There's a bit where it explains that Hisui's family also hated non-humans. Yeah. The, the, the maid's family, which we never get the name of them, do we? No, we don't know which. We, all we know oh, is right. that Hisui's family is one of the other three uh, four families who who uh, who are enemies of mixed blood. Asagami, Fujio, Ryogi, and Nania. So I would assume it's Fujio. It's probably Fujio, yeah. Because yeah. the other ones are accounted for. Yeah. Ryogi is Shiki from Kara no Kyokai, right? Yes. Yogi Shiki. Asagami is also... Asagami no- Fujino is a four-star archer in Fate Grand Order and ca- big also- character in one of the Garden of Sinners. And movies. we've heard the name Asagami before because that's the school that uh, uh, Akiha goes to. Uh-huh. Yes. the same. I believe that is the same family name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but yeah, like they all have mystic eyes or abilities. So, mm-hmm. mm. Hisui says something interesting. She says that Makihisa brought him here to fend off something. Huh. Which is an interesting line. Uh, she says that he was the only survivor of the Nania being attacked. Chiki remembers seeing Makihisa. the The demon is cleared up to be Makihisa, cutting his family to pieces with his ba- with. Well, I don't know if it's bare hands, but he did it. Mm-hmm. There was no, there was no intermediary there. She says that his survival was a miracle, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he says that she that Hisui is a victim in all of this too, right? Yeah. And she's like, not compared to everyone else around me. Hey, <laughs> Akiha's got it fine compared to both of the maids. Tbh. I hmm. Akiha is not like her dad in that she is willing and able to recognize that she's going to die very young. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And so that thought haunts her. I think that Hisui is underselling how traumatized that she is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of her trauma is uh, secondhand. Things have happened to the people I love. Yes. Right. Like, Akiha knows that she's go- she is a monster and she's going to die, uh, probably by suicide, before she can hurt people. Uh-huh. Kohaku has been through something unimaginable and unspeakable. Uh-huh. Uh, Shiki was killed. <laughs> Hisui watched all of this happen. Uh-huh. Right? So, in a way, she's correct in that, of all the traumas that people have experienced, she has not had the most direct experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kohaku, I would say, has gotten the worst of it of all the Tsukihime girls, by far. By far. (laughs) CL's Mm. probably the closest, I guess. But uh, it's still... That's a gulf. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, so he confirms that Akiha knows that he's the adopted kid, etc., etc. He's the only one who didn't know all this stuff. Uh Uh-huh. She explains that as soon as Akiha found out about... what was happening to Kohaku, she was the she got Kohaku out of there, forced Makihisa to let her go. Uh, we don't get when when exactly that was in the timeline of events. Not soon enough. Let's see. Shiki says he's fine not being a Nania. He doesn't really care about the Nania. He'll still be Tonoshiki and all this stuff as long as Akiha's willing to treat him like Tonoshiki. And he is starting to feel bad again. Uppercase Shiki is killing him still. Uh-huh. She says that Uppercase Shiki is drawing this out to make him suffer as long as possible. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hisui says that she will protect Shiki and not let uppercase Shiki kill him another time. And our Shiki is ready to go kill uppercase Shiki, finally. He goes to get his knife, and when he gets back to the gate, Hisui is waiting for him. Or she's following him, actually. She followed him the whole time. Why? She insists on going. Why does she want to go? Uh, Hisui is, well, because Hisui is perfect and cares about him and doesn't want to see him fall apart. And also because now that they've uh, exchanged fluids, she's a battery pack for him. But, like, she has to have line of sight, so <laughs> she has to be nearby. Yep, yep. Is it line of sight, or is it just, like, I think it's just nearby, close? But uh-huh. it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a rate. There's a, there's a, it's, it's a channeling spell that needs to be within a, a certain distance. Very funny. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, like, <laughs> passing through walls and stuff, that the, the efficiency goes way down, so. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mobile so hotspot. Sh- Shiki's like, well, I guess you're coming. God damn it. School time. It's school time, time for our first substantial time spent at the school in a while. No. <laughs> but we get my favorite school, which is spooky as hell. Spooky school. They get to the school, and they both feel that someone is fighting in this in the school. And Hisui's like, oh shit, it's Akiha and Kohaku. And they both go running for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shiki does, has not seemed to realize that the thing that Akiha and Kohaku were doing was to go fight uppercase Shiki until this moment. Which he, like, starts freaking he, out. He was literally told that, but it's fine. Uh-huh. I mean, to be, in Shiki's defense, like, the, the, he found all of this information out when he was, like, going through some shit. So yeah, I'm not, fair. I'm a little not surprised uh-huh. that he's kind of, like, not put it together. He's convinced that Akiha can't win this fight. She thinks that uppercase Shiki is like a Tono monster when he's also a vampire and something else. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, she's going to lose. This is going to be horrible. Uppercase Shiki might not kill her, but he's going to do something to her. And uh, finally, oh, we hear some like horrible noises coming from upstairs as they're running up hallway after hallway uh-huh. to the fourth floor. Which is where uh, the showdown with Roa in the first route takes place, is the fourth floor hallway. What's happening on the fourth floor hallway? My favorite thing about about fate characters when you're not on their route, which is they get to be incredibly powerful. <laughs> Akiha is like, just hands on hips, not literally, but metaphorically hands on hips looking down at uppercase Shiki being like, is, is that all you've got? We've got this great new sprite of her with red hair, like holding one of her hands up, like like a like it's a claw. You know what I yes. mean? And her hair is red. It rules. And that horrible noise is her blasting uppercase Shiki with some kind of hellish heat beam. Mm-hmm. This rules. <laughs> She's got beams. <laughs> Shiki uppercase Shiki is a skeleton, basically, nearly dead, and Akiha's not even breathing heavy. Uh huh. This is the best shit. It rules. And I just love that Akiha and Shiki both have little portable maid batteries standing behind uh-huh. them. It's just really cute. That's a cute detail. Uh-huh. It took me a minute to realize that's why she is so powerful, is because she is connected to Kohaku in this moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone, Hisui and um, Shiki are both like stunned, and uppercase Shiki are all stunned that she's this strong. Uh-huh. Let's see. 
Shiki realizes that what Akiha is doing is, like, sucking the heat out of everything that she can see and turning it into, like, energy for a heat beam. Incredible. Very cool. This is something I thought, I was like, you know, she's supposed to, like, suck heat out of the air around her. Couldn't she, like, do something cool with that? Yeah, she can. As a she just needs fact, a little help. She extremely can. Oh, this is why all the maids are so cold, huh? Because <laughs> she's stealing all the heat from them. Yeah. God. So, she's about to kill Uppercase Shiki when Kohaku notices them, and Akiha and Kohaku are distracted long enough for Uppercase Shiki to make a move. Kohaku notices them and calls out Shiki's name. Yes. Which is enough to distract Akiha. This is where choice one, the only choice of the day would happen, which just determines our ending. But you don't, you can't get the good ending for the uh, the first time through. Mm-hmm. You have to do the true ending first. So, uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Right, right. Shiki, our Shiki calls out Akiha's name, and what happens? Although Shiki realizes that, or probably already knows, but realizes that one, Kahaku is uh, Akiha's battery, and two, Akiha is distracted. Therefore, if he can kill Kahaku, he maybe has a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so lunges at her. Akiha is having none of this. <laughs> yeah. Akiha jumps in the way to save Kohaku, and is speared through the chest with this really, like, go- like pretty gory CG. Mm-hmm. Of him with his hand through her chest and just, like, a spray of blood on Kohaku behind uh, Akiha. Mm -hmm. Akiha's, like, gritting her teeth, and Kohaku looks shocked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Her eyes are, like, really wide. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, this isn't... This isn't Akiha got scratched on the back pretty bad. This is Akiha's, uh, been punched through. Yeah. And other Shiki's like, that, uh, you weren't the one I meant to, ah, and runs away. Akiha's hair turns black and she falls over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just runs up uh, to the moonlight. Uppercase Shiki runs up to the roof, as it turns out, under the moon. Uh-huh. Kohaku has kind of deactivated. We get the first not-cheerful Kohaku sprite. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, she has been scolding and stuff previously, but I think this is the first time that we've seen her, like, not, like, legitimately unhappy. Mm Mm-hmm. She's covered in blood, and the saddest I've ever seen her is what I wrote down. Mm Mm-hmm. Shiki runs over to Akiha, uh, and he can see her death lines, like, overtaking her, even with his glasses on. If it wasn't for her tone of blood, she'd be dead. Like, instantly. But there's no... No saving her. He starts, like... He takes his shirt off and, like, is trying to, like, tie up her wound. But, like, it's pointless. His shirt is just soaked through and he's just kind of, like, moving it around her body. It feels a little less like a wound and more like a hole through her chest. Yeah. I guess... uh, Yeah, it's really gross and horrible. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, there's a CG of her looking up faintly with a bead of blood coming down from her lips that's very, like, heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, she asks why he's here. And he says, well, it's my school, so it's not strange for me to be here. 
while trying to choke back tears. And she softly says that she didn't think of that. And she starts to, like, uh, her body starts to cool down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She asks if he heard about them talking about, heard them talking about hunting down uppercase Shiki. He says yes, and she's like, you were the one person I didn't want to find out about this. She apologizes for lying to him and says this is her punishment for lying. And he's like, I already knew. Don't don't worry about that. And she gives a strange smile and says she didn't have to hold back then. Uh, this is the go play Kiha's route mm-hmm. bit. And it seems like she mouths the words to say that she loves him, but she dies. Before she can get it out. Hmm. Hmm. This is the true end, uh-huh. by the way. Mm-hmm. This isn't a bad end. Uh, she's not a true ancestor. She's not going to get a last-second power-up to bring her back to life. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, I did think, like, okay, okay. There is, like, a small chance that uppercase Shiki dying frees up enough energy for Akiha to get, like, a, a second wind, right? But I didn't see it. I was like, that's like, I would be insulted if they did that. It didn't, it doesn't seem like in this route she has that same connection with Shiki. I think generally that fact, the fact that that exists is the same, but because she, she did save him, right? And she can like share energy with him and all that stuff. Yeah. I think, can't, but can she only but share I just don't energy think, with him? Is that the thing? As far as I know. Yeah. Okay. She's never shown doing it to anyone else. She only takes from other people. Yeah. But either way, I was like, that's pro- that's not what's going to happen. Yeah. I was like, she's, Akiha's dead. Kohaku is the first one to, like, do it, like, come back to life after this. Uh, she's wearing a black turtleneck with a black skirt. Uh-huh. If, if Hisui was chosen to go on a, like, vampire hunting adventure, she would just wear that maid costume. In fact... She's here wearing that maid costume right now. Uh-huh. But Kohaku I mean, has a battle outfit. Change. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a one-piece maid costume. She could have just, like, pulled that off. Okay. And gotten into a black turtleneck or whatever. <laughs> Shiki. Our Shiki gets up. Oh, right, right. Kohaku says she's not smiling. She's covered in blood. And she says she wonders where uppercase Shiki went. Our Shiki gets up to go kill him. Mm-hmm. Hisui's like, no, 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 he'll he'll die on his own. Uh, Kiha burned him down to skeleton, mostly. Uh, but Shiki's like, I just I can't let this go. Uh, which also, he wouldn't die on his own because of his very specific power. Uh-huh. He would be fine. He tells the maids to take care of Akiha, and he uh, heads to the roof and faces off with Shiki under the moon, taking off his glasses. How's this go? This is, this is great. Let's see. Uppercase Shiki is having a time. Mm-hmm. I I get luck luckily his his Tono gift is immortality. Mm-hmm. I don't know if luckily is the right word there. It seems like he probably would have had a nicer time had he just died to Akiha's hands. Uh-huh. Shiki's like, uh, lol, uh, I can see a bunch of your skeleton. You're kind of, you're kind of not looking great, dude. And, uh, other Shiki's like, I, hmm. <laughs> Wordlessly screams and, right, yeah. 
and we get conf- she, huh? Shiki calls him ugly and he screams shut up uh-huh uh, really just throw like childhood insults at each other huh uh-huh and we get confirmation that uh their bond has been doing as much to other Shiki as it has been doing to our Shiki he hates it and we get one of the shortest fight scenes in the game Shiki runs it other Shiki runs at Arshiki and with a single stroke is dead. Yeah, he like is acting like uppercase Shiki is acting like he's doing the like powerful vampire charge and attack, but he's like barely able to move and just stumbles in and Shiki slices him in half easily. I couldn't tell if he was actually barely able to move or if that's just like Shiki's non yacht mm. senses going into overdrive, but it could be either. It could be either. That's how I read it. Either way, it. he's not able to do, like, vampire movement, which we yeah. know that Shiki is, has a hard time keeping up with. And as uppercase Shiki dies in his arms, he asks, who are you, actually? Yeah. What are you saying? I'm the Tono Shiki you were always targeting. Ah, I see. You're Shiki. Uppercase Shiki collapses to the ground. What's this? You look nothing like what I heard. Uh, uppercase Shiki collapses and his body disperses into the wind. Our Shiki looks up at the moon, uh, feeling that this is a pretty hollow victory, and also that there's just something wrong about all of this. Uh-huh. Those last words are really sticking in his head. Mm. This and had he just... Hmm? Real quick, this had me flashing back to, like, hmm, weird that uh, Makahisa killed him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah, I was really curious what what was up with this. Uh-huh. Anyway. Uh, Shiki stares at the moon until Hisui comes to collect him, and that's the end. Midday Moon, an epilogue. Yeah, this is the Hisui true ending epilogue. Okay, a week has passed, Akiha is still dead... Her body also turned to dust, which is wild detail. Shiki didn't die, which leads me to believe that if anything, Akiha was supplementing his energy, not like not sharing a connection the way that she did on her route. Mm-hmm. The uh, Ben and I talked about this off mic. Uh, we seemed very uh, ignorant of there's a bad end in Akiha's route where Shiki kills Akiha and like. And then lays down and dies. And I think mm-hmm. neither of us read it that way the first time, but listening back to it yeah. edited, I was like, oh, that's 100% what happens. Is that- Yeah, it seems pretty clear that that's what happens. I still, I don't think it changes my read of no. how I feel about that, but... Our feelings are the same, but I think we talk a lot about, like, that ending as if it was like Shiki was just sad and then got up and not mm-hmm. uh, Shiki dying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shiki's doing well. I mean, as well as he can. But, like, he goes to school. He lives at the mansion. He's head of the family now? Yeah. Sort of. Uh, He says it's, like, in name only. The transition of power isn't exactly smooth. I'm sure a lot... People must know that he's not the real Shiki, right? The real Tono Shiki. I don't know. Do they? I don't know. Um, Thankfully, Shiki also realizes that there's some questions left to address because i had a lot of questions coming out of there and shiki asks basically all of them Mm -hmm. 
Upper Keishiki hated Makihisa and thought that Makihisa was imprisoning him on purpose. But we know that Makihisa in his diaries was convinced that Upper Keishiki could come back to the mansion soon. He was always sure that that was going to happen. He believed in his son. Foolishly. Upper Keishiki hates Arshiki, but he never actually sought Arshiki out in this route at all, or even knew what he looked like. Mm-hmm. And also... What the fuck was up with that maid being sexually assaulted in one of those dreams? I'm sure curious about that. So what's he do? Okay, so he sends Hisui shopping? Uh-huh. Which later in this same bad end, she talks about it being the first time that she's left the mansion? This is not a bad end, though. I Sorry, the, the epilogue. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the epilogue, she's like, reticent to step outside because she hasn't mm-hmm. been outside in like 10 years or whatever mm-hmm. but yeah it says that he sent he's shopping kohaku's waiting for him under the big tree he leaves a note in kohaku's room saying that he wants to talk to her under that tree oh is that what happens yep i thought okay i thought that uh in the other epilogue, he gets a letter from Kahaku. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I it this was unclear enough that I was like, oh, why didn't you just tell me he got a letter from Kahaku in this in this ending too? Um Yeah. Okay. No, he's the one who seeks se- seeks her out. Yeah. Kahaku's being her usual self, smiling, being cheerful. And then she's like, You you must have realized. And he nods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says the thing that Ben and I realized at the beginning of this route that is that, like, Hisui, despite trying not to show emotion, has a lot of feelings and thoughts. Uh, Kahaku actually displays exactly one feeling for the entire route, and it's smiling. Uh-huh. And, yeah, he says that even when Akiha died, she still smiled, which is somewhat true. Her smile did break at the end. Mm-hmm. As it turns out, Kohaku is the mastermind between the entirety of the events of this game. <laughs> this route especially. This route especially, sure. But I I had a very strong visceral negative reaction to this uh, that was, as the scene goes on, as this is explained further, I'm, I've softened on a lot. Mm-hmm. But my first take was, oh, I see. Kohaku is this traumatized girl who's taking it out on the world and reproducing her trauma and then she's gonna die and that's it and then i was kind of like oh wait she does get her own route so that's not really what this is yeah right Mm. so keep going keep going we'll talk shiki asks if kahaku is the one that made uppercase shiki invert she says yes he asks if she was sharing her blood with a kiha to make a kiha less human wild i I, like yelled when i saw that yeah i was like excuse me (laughs) Kohaku says yes. He says, like, you lied to uppercase Shiki and made him kill innocent people. She says yes. I think he would have killed innocent people either way. I don't think she had to do that. I think, yeah. She wanted, she certainly wanted him to do more of it, I guess. He says, like, you're the girl in the window. She says yes. He says, you distracted Akiha on purpose when we were fighting uppercase Shiki. And she says yes. I yelled at this part too. Uh huh. Yeah. And then he says, and you suggested that 
or planned that I would kill Uppercase Shiki, and she says She yes. did say it. She said, I wonder where Uppercase Shiki went. And then he goes and does it. Yeah, but I mean, uh... like... She, like, draws the attention back, is what he's saying. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and he asks if it all went how, how she planned, and uh, Kahaku nods. <laughs> uh, her eyes go blank and soulless, and she says that this was all something that she wished, wished for. Shiki's like, ah, and... He feels a chill, and he, like, get, has to take a step away from her. Yeah. He asks why, and she says, you know. And he's like, revenge. Oh, yeah. Shiki says revenge, and she, and she... Yeah, Shiki says revenge. She just says she wanted every single Tono to die. Yeah. She definitely doesn't respond... Yeah. She responds, like, kind of obliquely to him asking if it was revenge. Mm-hmm. It's like, is it because you were, uh, your entire family was killed by Makahisa? And she's like, we're, <laughs> the two of us were orphans. We didn't know who our family was. And she's like, why then? What could you have possibly, what could the, the Tonos have possibly done to make you hate them this much? And this is the the clearest we've got. It, it is just said in, in plain letters that uh, Makisa abused her, uh, and that specifically that was the that was the sole reason that uh, she was adopted. Yeah, she she calls it sexual abuse. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And essentially goes on to say that he raped her pretty much daily, mm-hmm. and that of the two of them, she was chosen because she was quiet. And probably wouldn't resist. Is it the other ending where she says she protected Hisui? Um, yeah, I think she talks about that part more in the other ending. Okay. She says it here, too, in the notes. Oh, okay. Okay. She she was chosen originally. The thing is that uh, he was also going to start doing it to Hisui. Mm -hmm. And she got him to agree not to. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. She says she doesn't remember most of what happened and that her brain would explode if she tried to, but she does remember the very first time. So, this sucks. Yeah, this is really bad. Like, it's very this is explicit. The wild shit. I think yeah. The, yeah. I, personally, I can deal better with the abstract, here is a piece of my backstory. The description mm-hmm. of her being like, oh, it was my eighth birthday. I was so excited that I had a present, finally. Yeah, yeah, he had a present for her in his room, and then he she never left that room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yep. So, she... Yeah, yeah, okay, the bit where she got him to agree to not hurt Hisui as long as she would always stay in his room and be available. Mm-hmm. And eventually she stopped feeling at anything and gave up on the idea of escaping. She gives a similar, e- e- like, eerie smile to the one that she was doing... Uh, while pretending to be Hisui. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about how she became a doll and all of the horrible things he did to her stopped hurting. And then... Until... And then she saw Shiki out the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was afraid... She was afraid that seeing Shiki and, like, experiencing desire would turn her back into a human. Mm-hmm. And so, she hates Shiki. Or does she not say that yet? Does she, she doesn't say that, say that here. 
I don't think she says that till the the good ending. Oh, really? See, yeah, she says something about how she. It's not totally clear, but she says that she knew about or saw Shiki jumping in the way to protect Akiha from uppercase Shiki killing her. And that uh, knowing that he had everything taken from him from the, by the Tonos and still died to protect one, that was the moment she said that it was possible that she decided that it would suit Akiha to die the same way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right, yeah. When when Shiki lived and was going to be sent to the Arimas, uh, she knew that she had to do something and so gave him the ribbon. Which mm-hmm. was the only and possession she had. That yep. sucks. <laughs> and then later, Makihisa tasked Kohaku with looking after Uppercase Shiki. Uh-huh. And by look after, I mean he gave her to Uppercase Shiki to abuse the same way that he did. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And she was like, well, if the two of you are going to do this... I am going to make all of you cease to exist. She laughed for the first time in years when she realized what she was going to do. Mm-hmm. So, she started feeding Shiki her blood mm-hmm. and turning him against Makihisa. She says that she's been using a like, medicine made out of a hallucinogenic plant that she's been growing to uh, like mind control, like hypnotize people, basically. She can uh, she can cause the t- the person to hallucinate, inter- and then she can t- give them like commands, and they will internalize that and not be able to remember when they wake up. She's used it on both cheekies. And we yeah we finally mm-hmm. get clarity on like what the second medicine was, I guess. Uh huh. Yep. So she's able to set off uh, Shiki into a, a frenzy at any time. She got Akiha to check Makihisa's room while it, he was, it was, like, late, and she found out that, uh, what Makihisa was doing to her. And not to, not to get her out of there, but to use the guilt to control Akiha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Four years ago, uh, Akiha forced Makihisa to leave her alone. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She wasn't expecting to be free of that room that quickly. But uh, it didn't change her what she was doing. Uh, she set Shiki up, uppercase Shiki up, to kill Makihisa and escape. And she did it without Hisui finding. She did all this without Hisui finding out anything. Mm-hmm. Shiki's speechless. <laughs> uh huh. She really just kind of goes. She says she doesn't hate Akiha or uppercase Shiki. She didn't want to do any of this. She doesn't want anything. She's just a doll. Dolls can't move without a purpose. So she just did what she does. Uh-huh. And he's like, are you happy? And she's like, I don't feel, ex- like, motion- I don't feel emotions like that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he's, like, thinking, he's trying to process this, and she gives, like, a, a new sprite with, like, a slightly more genuine-looking, concerned smile. Uh, and she's like, there's one thing that threw me off a little bit. And it was Akiha sacrificing herself. To save her. Yeah. She knew that it was likely. She was like, I, I was planning for that and I was expecting that. But when it happened, I felt something I like something weird happened to me. And Cheeky's like, even though she's smiling, she looks really sad and that she like she might cry. Aww. 
Mm-hmm. Kohaku says she doesn't understand what she felt when, Aka- when Akiha died, but that every morning she brings tea to Akiha's room, and she can't stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Poor Kohaku. What happens next? We play <laughs> Komsuser Todd, and everything starts getting sadder. Uh-huh. She pulls something out of her kimono. Shiki tries to run to her, yelling her name, but um, Kaku's already stabbed herself. In the heart, presumably? Yeah, I think so. We get a CG of her with, like, blank eyes, smiling with a knife sticking out of her. Uh-huh. Shiki holds Kahaku, asking, Why? <laughs> Why did you kill yourself? And she's like, because revenge was the only thing I can do. And... I can only disappear when it's all over. I tried to find new springs, but I could never find one, and time ran out. He lost her purpose. Uh, She lost her purpose. He asks why another time, and she says, There was no reason. I just can't bear the sadness. And we get one more detail. Yeah. About a bet that Kohaku made with herself. She said that if Shiki noticed who she was that he noticed that the maids had swapped and gave her the ribbon back, that she would stop everything. She wouldn't go through with the plan. Uh Uh-huh. And Mm -hmm. Shiki is just sobbing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he is not... This is Heesui's route. Who is emotionally equipped to handle this? He... This is Heesui's route, but he really liked Kahaku as well. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, she's great. (sighs) And is like, more generally, is like, Hey, everything was your fault, but also I don't want you to die, and it kind of wasn't your fault. Yeah, this is that's an important thing to me about how this ending, how this is going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's crying, but he doesn't want her to die. She says that she's just a doll, and she doesn't feel pain or fear, so he shouldn't feel bad. Uh, she says that no one managed to save her; she couldn't escape. And she start, She repeats the words from the end of the diary. Which is, uh... Ugh, ah. <laughs> she calls herself a doll that's breaking again, and he says that she's human, and that the, blood, the fact that she's bleeding proves it. And she laughs. And he's like, no, 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 you're just like a normal girl, and you like to kiha, and you worry about Hisui, and you laugh at my jokes, and you don't need to die. Uh-huh. And... She's like, you're just like I imagined you would be, and I'm so glad I got to talk to you. I see. I guess it was only an illusion after all. In a tiny voice, she whispers, it hurts. That's why I wanted to be a doll. And then she dies, looking at the sky. She's not smiling anymore. Her face is very quiet and sad. And uh, that's not the end of the epilogue, completely. But that's the end of Kohaku. That's the end of uh, the trailer for Kohaku's route, I guess. <laughs> yep. Whew. That this was This is Hisui's route, so... <laughs> Let's have the happy ending. Well, it's not a super happy ending. Good end, good end is next, I guess. Uh-huh. Although I wouldn't really call... Hisui's endings are much more optimistic than maybe Akiha's are, but they're still not like... I feel like Happy. both of them are bittersweet in different yeah. ways. So part two of epi- of the true epilogue. What happens? It's winter break. 
Shiki's walking towards the gate as, or it's almost winter break, rather. Yes, it's been like a month. Hisui's seeing him off as she usually does. He's like, hey, Hisui, yeah, I want to go into town with you. Like, I want to go on a date or something and also a mm-hmm. trip. And like, you should decide where we're going on the trip. Mm-hmm. But uh, I want to like do coupley things with you. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Okay. She never leaves the mansion for herself. Uh huh. I th- I read it as she's never left the mansion. I feel like she says yeah. I've never left the mansion, but like I- she she does say that she never left the mansion at all for eight years. Okay. So I think that she's saying until now, until okay. like recently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Cheeky wants to make new memories with her to fight against the ocean of yeah bad memories and like pain. Mm-hmm. I. Th- they should just sell the mansion. Like, <laughs> there's nothing but bitter, like, bitter and sad memories I think, there. Well, I guess the thing is that if they try and sell the mansion, they're going to get into a legal battle with the Tono estate. I That's fair. Um, <laughs> She's nervous, but she's like, well, she kind of echoes what she said at the um after dinner scene where they talk about the New Year's trip, where she's mm-hmm. like, well, I'll, I'll go wherever you are. Mm hmm. Yeah, he tells her to get to like wait for him in like regular clothes, not uh-huh. to not to come out in her maid outfit. And then he's like, uh, "Some pain in the ass dude might follow me, but we'll deal with it if it comes up." <laughs> uh Hiko. And then we get a tease for a better game <laughs> when we're he sweet now. We're he sweet now. Yeah. <laughs> She closes the gate and, you know, turns to the empty mansion. Kahaku and Akiha are dead. There's no new servants or new Tonos coming. Uh, oh, yeah. Akiha left Shiki. Well, yeah. So Akiha left Shiki the mansion and some money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I feel like there are still Tonos who would, uh, like, extended Tono family who would fight him about the mansion. Yeah, you know I mean? and I guess mm. the, the Tonos are also paying, uh, like tax to help it help upkeep the mansion and stuff uh-huh yeah so this is again like she br- forbade herself from leaving the mansion ever since she found out what makihisa was doing with kahaku and uh i have mixed thoughts about this but mm-hmm. she committed herself to staying pure since her uh since kahaku sacrificed herself um and she's just like well i'm gonna just be a pure little uh, Rose or whatever. A doll. A- she says she wants to become like a doll inside a clean house staying pretty forever. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is, this is why she hates men touching her so much. Yeah. It's because of a promise that she made to herself. Yeah. Uh, and it just became a habit. But I will end that, will I not? I am thinking of going outside, Nesan. She changes into her own clothes. I didn't even realized that she had her own clothes. Yeah, right? She hasn't worn like, them in many in years. In her size? She's gone through puberty since the last time that she wore her clothes. How does she have right? clothes that still fit? And maybe Akiha buys her clothes? That, I guess? And she she hadn't realized how heavy the maid uniform was until now, because mm-hmm. that's literally the only thing that she's ever worn. Does she go to bed in the maid uniform? She must have pajamas. But, like, Okay. It's a, pair, it's a shitty t-shirt and a pair of jeans, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as she loses her grasp on the white ribbon she was holding and it flutters away into the breeze. 
Yeah. Um, oh, right. We got a cute, we got a really cute CG of Hisui uh, just kind of looking off into the distance, wearing a white dress and watching the ribbon Mom, fly yeah. off. She starts to chase it uh, and bring it back, but then she's like, no, that was that. That was the girl's ribbon. It is not mine. So I guess I have to at least give it back to her. She thinks about how Kohaku loves Shiki. Mm-hmm. Like, part of... I think, yeah. It, from from a uh, Hisui's perspective, it seems like she believes that because Kohaku was play-acting her, Kohaku fell in love with Shiki. Mm-hmm. We, I think it's a little different. It, mm-hmm. That definitely helps, but... Um, she was definitely, like hiding behind the mask of pretending to be Hisui. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, like, pretend that whatever emotions she felt were really just uh, the fake Hisui that she had built around herself. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And she says, like, hey, I'm gonna return to being myself. That's gonna take a while, but I just, I wanna, yeah, I wanna be myself and not be the the person I was for the past eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kaku's dream was to be Hisui and love Shiki, so uh, she can do both of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, live her life for both of them. Shiki's back, Arahiko's here, I think Arahiko's sister's here also, maybe? Uh, yeah, I think if, uh, her, at least his sister, possibly more friends, because I, I remember Shiki was like thinking, like, uh, maybe I could get a group together and we could have like fun. Uh-huh. I don't know who else he knows. Yeah. Hisui smiles, gives Shiki a smile, and thinks once more about Kahaku's dream to be free, and then it ends. Uh-huh. There's not really anything to the CL's lesson, The CL lesson is just, hey, every girl hey, try that again. to let the uh, endings go back and do the other one. Do we want to get through the good ending and then talk about both together? I think so. Yeah, let's do that. Cut back to the only choice for day 13. Uppercase Shiki has no... Uh, Akiha has been distracted by Kohaku, we know now. Uh-huh. And Uppercase Shiki is about to make his move. Do we call out for Akiha or do we call out for Kohaku? We just found out what happens if you call for Akiha. Mm-hmm. Well, we should probably call for Kohaku then. Let's call out for a very sad girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Akiha is about to strike for Shiki, but realizes that he's jumping for Kohaku. Shiki yells, Kohaku-san, get down. And Akiha tries to jump in the way, and with a broken, wavering voice, Kohaku screams no. And she throws Akiha aside, and Akiha gets slashed with Shiki's claws, but not the way that she was. Uh Uh-huh. Akiha's arm was shredded. Uh, and she's on the ground in pain. And Kohaku is frozen in place. Uh, I get the impression that Akiha would still die if she wasn't, like, a supernatural being. <laughs> probably, yeah. But Uppercase least, Shiki... Well, sorry. Yeah, uh, Kohaku pushing her away manages to um, stop Akiha from dying even as a supernatural being. Mm-hmm. Uppercase Shiki calls Kohaku a bitch. Oh. And... Uh, Shiki runs in to stop him from attacking her. Uh, Shiki gets a, a hit in, but doesn't manage to cut all the way through, and uppercase Shiki runs away. Our Shiki stops in to check on Akiha. 
Her arm is, like, almost split in two is the way it's described. Yeah. And it's a very similar scene to the last time, but uh, it, Akiha's presumably going to live. This is the good ending. And we don't get any CGs of, like... Yeah, of her dying this yeah. time. Uh, Hisui interrupts Shiki's pitiful attempts to treat her wounds and says that Kohaku can give her the energy she needs to heal by synchronizing with her. And she tells Kohaku, you destroyed everything because you wanted Akiha-sama saved, is that not right? Implying that she knows a little more than she's let on. Uh-huh. Yep. Kohaku's frozen. Hisui, like, moves her body as if she were a doll and sits her down next to Akiha. And uh, even though Kohaku doesn't say anything, Akiha's bleeding suddenly stops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shiki leaves the maids so that he can go fight Shiki. And he says that uh, Shiki and Shiki are the same type, so he has to put him to rest. Uppercase Shiki's down the hall screaming about not getting why she is getting in his way. And our Shiki kills him without effort. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, before he goes, Uppercase Shiki laughs and calls him a supreme hinderer before turning to Ash. His last line is, who are you? He still asks who, who our Shiki is. Mm-hmm. And Shiki, not on the roof, but he's still looking at the moon until Hisui comes to get uh, him. And this isn't going to be blissful ignorance. He still knows that it's wrong. <laughs> Dreams of Sunshine, an epilogue. Uh, the Hisui good end. How are things going? Great, honestly. She, uppercase Shiki's dead. Uh-huh. Akiha lived. Akiha's fine. Shiki has decided to just play along with the Tono Shiki thing. Akiha no hasn't brought it, brought it up. up. Uh huh. Maids are maids. Right. Something's something's off. I would say something's off, and it's that everything is too peaceful. <laughs> uh huh. This is a good <laughs> end. So maybe nothing bad will happen, fam. Uh huh. Um. Remember the Arcoid good end, which is like two pages. Is it really? It's not that short, but it's very short. Right, yeah. It's, yeah, it's fascinating. Akiha wakes him up. It's noon. He's he's sleeping on the couch. Mm-hmm. I, in what world is he allowed to sleep on the couch in Akiha's house? This is great. She's like, okay, what are you doing napping? You know, this would be a great day to, like, hang out with a family member you love or something like that. And he's like getting up and she's like, are you really going back to your room to nap? And he's like, no, 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 no. I just need to hide out for a little bit and rebuild my strength before seeing you. <laughs> and she's mad. He, Great. Yeah, he, he's not a like, he needs like 15 minutes after he wakes up to like, uh, be able to deal with Akiha's energy. Uh-huh. Uh, he heads back to his room, uh, which Hisui has cleaned while he was out. And he's like... Oh, my room's really, like, bare. You know what I should get? Heating equipment. What? Uh-huh. Not decorations. <laughs> Not anything. Just some heating equipment, I guess. Needs to stay warm in the winter. What's she find <laughs> <laughs> He gets a text from Kohaku saying, we need to talk. <laughs> uh-huh. God, uh, I... Just... Yeah. What? That would be hell. I... Yeah. The worst. Anyway. <laughs> He takes his knife with him, which is interesting. Well, yeah, to meet her under the tree. Uh-huh. uh-huh. 
And he said that he had figured it out, but he was content to pretend that he didn't, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And Kohaku's under the tree. She's been waiting all day for him. And <laughs> Because he fell asleep on the couch. Yeah, she's like, I guess I shouldn't have left you a note. I should have just said it to your face, huh? Mm -hmm. Come meet me. So it's pretty si it's similar in vibe, but a little different. He's not like accusing her of things. And she's she with her responding. Yes, she starts listing her sins mm -hmm. herself. Mm -hmm. uh, she does. There is. Despite everything, the last route, it, there was something there was something of pride to her. Right. Mm hmm. Uh. But here she's like more confessing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Is the vibe I got. Yeah. She was guiding uh, uppercase Shiki. She was using her powers to corrupt Akiha. She is somehow behind uppercase Shiki killing strangers. I don't really get that quite as much. She was the girl in the window and she tried to get Akiha killed. And he yells at her. Uh, he yells her name and she has this new, like rare neutral expression. And then he's like, it's fine. It's it's all over. I don't want to hear about it. I want you to stay Kohaku. How, what does she feel about that? She's like, well, I I failed. I I had a reason and I I I failed and so I I yeah, I'll disappear cuz I can't keep moving without a purpose. Mhm. Mm she did feel bad about using him in her plot. Specifically him, yeah. Because he's not a Tono. And, like, mm -hmm. also that the Tonos have also caused a lot of harm to him. Personally, yeah. Uh, she says he's allowed to blame her for what happened, and he says that no one has that right. Mm -hmm. And that she had every right to take revenge. And she's like, it's not really revenge or anger, it's just what I was doing. She doesn't stop smiling. And, mm -hmm. and then Shiki's like, okay... That's fine, but you did like Akiha enough to save her. <laughs> we get, like, a real, like, upset, uneasy face. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then she's back to smiling, but, like... Another new sprite, smiling through pain, it kind of looks like. Yeah. Yeah, she's confused as to how both of them survived. She was pretty sure that one of the two of them was gonna die. It was 50-50 as to who. Mm-hmm. Um... And Shiki's like, well, it's a good thing that you both lived. God damn it, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's crying, and he's like, I, I don't know how to fix this. And she says, Shiki-san, are you crying? That's stupid, crying over a doll in a play that broke. And she gives that, like, really eerie smile. Mm -hmm. And then she says that there's one person that she hates. Uh -huh. Who's that? It's Shiki. Because of Shiki, because seeing him outside and his eyes, like, looking up at her in the window, she felt something instead of nothing. This time, like, yeah, she turns her back and he's kind of frozen in place. <laughs> he's worried that something will happen that can't be taken back. Um, Kohaku insists that saving Akiha was only an accident. Oh... I didn't realize, reading Ben's notes now, I'm realizing that, like, Shiki's death sense is kind of tingling, and he has a bad feeling about Kahaku. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Hisui shows up. Hisui's here. 
They're both surprised. They both, Kohaku and Shiki both say, Hisui. Uh-huh. What's Hisui think about all this? Hisui's like, you're, fucking, stop it, Kohaku. You saved Akiha because you like her, and you don't hate Shiki. You've, yeah, you've been playing Hisui's role, uh, or, Kohaku has been playing Hisui's role, so Ko- Kohaku protects Sh- Akiha and loves Shiki. Mm-hmm. Kohaku is kind of being petulant and is just like, no. Uh-huh. Let's see. Oh. oh. <laughs> and so if she, and basically this is the root divergence because if, yeah, well, obviously Aki is still alive, but basically because Shiki slept in, that's the only reason mm-hmm. that Hisui caught up to the meeting uh-huh. that they were having and was able to intervene. So she's like super pissed. Shiki uh-huh. even more, right? She, she says that Shiki ruins all her plans. And then she swallows something. Uh-huh. Yeah. He runs to her, but she's on the ground not doing well. Um, Still smiling. Uh-huh. Blood's uh, coming out of her mouth in the CG. Right, yeah. This is the good ending. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. Yeah, there's a sprite of Hisui sobbing and holding up Kohaku's head. Uh, um. Kohaku says that if she doesn't die, then Hisui can't have her roll back. Like, she can't be, can't Hisui. be Hisui again. And Hisui's like, no, I wanted you to be happy. <laughs> Please yeah, let she me just take wanted... care of you. Yeah. Um. Oh, right, yeah. So Kohaku's, that's right. I really had fun. It was it was just an act, but it was really fun, Hisui-chan. So I hoped, Hisui-chan, you were having fun, too. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, not anymore she's not. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Kohaku <laughs> talks about how beautiful the sky is and talks about watching the kids play. She can't remember fun thing, the fun things that happened very well anymore. And Shiki's not taking this sitting down. No! I... What did Shiki learn this route? Uh, Shiki learned that you can kill toxins in your blood, and uh, so he takes off the glasses and starts to put his brain into overdrive. Uh-huh. And by overdrive, He's... I mean he has to try really hard to find the poison. <laughs> yeah, this is worse than this. I feel like Shiki and other roots would probably have a less hard time, but he's really pushing himself past the limits of what he can do. He can, like, feel his brain shutting down as he tries to find the death point of the poison in her body. Mm-hmm. And the screen blacks out and then turn- then goes white. And... Where, where are we? We're back in the hospital. Love to be in the hospital. Uh, Don't know when. Uh, days, probably? Yeah. I-, I think it said somewhere it's, like, two or three days. Yeah. Mm. Um, How's Shiki doing? What? How's Shiki doing? Um, he's, he's, he's recovered. Yeah. He lost he's his fine. eyesight for a couple of days. Which is wild, yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, w- w- did they just have to like bandage his eyes? Or was he actually blind? Both. <laughs> I think, yeah. As it turns out. The screen goes white for like a couple of pages of text, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it felt like, oh, he, he did not have eyesight for a while. Mm-hmm. Um... And Hisui's there, and they're going to, uh-huh. and they're going to see Kahaku. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Hisui's 
Well, go ahead. Yeah, it's just cute. He's, he's like, well, I, I'm still worried about you. And Shiki's like, mm, don't. Doctors can't let unhealed people go free. Uh. I don't know if that's how it works, but... Yeah, and he's, he's like, I've never seen you leave a hospital and actually be fixed. Uh-huh. Which is great. Uh, he's like, well, Hisui certainly fucking talks more these days. Yeah, he's <laughs> getting more, like, old Hisui-ish. Mm-hmm. He, as he drags Hisui to Kohaku's room, we cut back to what happened under the tree. Uh-huh. Uh, Hisui was freaking out after he stabbed Kohaku, her sister, who she loves. <laughs> but the knife didn't actually cut her, and Kohaku's breathing calmed down. Hisui ran to get help. And it turns out, yeah, he burned his eyes out completely and was blind. Uh, and it seems like the optical nerve just kind of grew back. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it seems that my eyes won't let me not see for long, which is ominous. Uh-huh. There's a bit in um, the, the Yumizuka route where she like hits him so hard that he loses his eyesight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, oh, did did she actually like destroy part of his eyes, and they just kind of like put themselves back together a little bit? Yeah, there's a there's a consistency here too with like the mm-hmm. the way that you get mystic eyes of death perception, presumably, and like how it ends up being somewhat of a curse, right? And this yeah. is, this to me is kind of in line in line there. Mm-hmm. So he says that Kohaku was only partially saved, and that she lost something. And Hisui goes in first and is followed by Shiki. What's uh what's Kohaku looking like? Just kinda I think a neutral expression, right? She's looking uneasily at them. She's not smiling. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um and then she asks who they are. Hisui calls her Nissan and sits down by the bed. Shiki stays oh like further back. Kohaku says that she feels like she knows them, but she can't remember anything. Her entire memory is gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's not permanently wounded. Uh, she's she's recovered, but the entire self that was contained within those memories is erased. Kohaku looks at Hisui and says that they have the same face and wants to know who she is. And Hisui tells her that she's her little sister, Hisui. And Kohaku immediately calls her Hisui-chan. Which is, Shiki thinks, probably the worst thing she could have said. The most painful. Uh-huh. He's, He's smiling, sweet. though. Like... She smiles through it. Kohaku says that she's scared and that there must be something wrong with her for not remembering. She's very, like, soft and nervous. Not at all like the Kohaku that we know. Mm-hmm. And Hisui says, don't worry. You've always protected me, so now I'm always going to protect you. And she asks if there's anything Kohaku wants, like food or a drink, and Kohaku says that there is something. She says that she never liked the name Kohaku, and she wants a new name. What name did they give her? Galaxy brain move here. Hisui and, and Shiki just, like, synchronize and are like, uh, Nanonia, that's a name that we should give you. It's a, it's a, it is a lost name for people who don't exist, mm-hmm. so... It makes sense. Nania likes her new name, and she says it feels nostalgic in a way she can't place. And she gives the first happy smile since she woke up. Mm-hmm. Shiki watches Hisui and Nania chat, 
wondering if it's good or bad that she lost her memories, and he's like, maybe it was for the best, given how bad those memories were, because now she could just be happy. Mm -hmm. But, looking at that this blue sky, I just can't help but think back, that young girl standing by the window. I know the past for her is something to be forgotten about, but still, if I could, I wanted that Kohaku-san to become happy. But that is just a wish that can never, that can no longer be granted. So I just have to end that wish right now. Underneath that longed-for blue sky, I imagined for the last time her carefree smile, like a lingering flower. And uh, Hisui and Shiki leave the hospital. Kohaku's still there for a little while, in recovery. Where do they go? Hisui is like, okay, I want to go somewhere, and pulls him into the field where presumably he met Aoko. Oh, that makes sense. I didn't mm. think that. Uh, let's see. And why are they going to this field? He's like, okay, why are we here? And she's like, oh, no reason. I just saw this field and it was pretty and it looked like a nice place to be. And I really hope that I just wanted to make you smile. You look so sad. Uh-huh. And she's like, right, listen, I understand, but I know that Kahaku wouldn't have wanted this. Uh, we just need to, like, be happy and... In order to accomplish that, I'll be your sunshine, and I'll always be around you, and I'll try to cheer you up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that he's, a, he's like, a gloomy person. She's like, no, to us, you're like this beautiful open field, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, Hisui is like, everyone lived. Uh, a Kohaku might never go back to being the old Kohaku, but I want to make her happy anyway. And Shiki has to, <laughs> Shiki has to play his part to make Akiha and Nania happier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she says that he, she will be troubled if he doesn't cheer up because you are the only one who can make me happy. I want to always be near your side, always be near your sunshine. And she stands on her tiptoes to kiss him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you think. He's like, okay, I've lost a lot, but not everything, and that's fine. The world keeps turning, life goes on, so from here on, I just have to, like, try. Mm -hmm. Tears flow down my cheeks, but there is no sadness. Life itself is fun enough. I've known that for a long time. Then, holding Hisui's hand, I'll walk on and have no regrets. And that's the end of the Hisui route. Uh-huh. CL Sensei's lesson. She talks about the endings. Yeah, we get the usual endings. And mm -hmm. then Roa's here, suddenly. For Guest Professor Roa from the first route. Some reason. I don't know why CL couldn't have told us this herself, but. Yeah. Um, the final route is now unlocked. Kohaku's we can play Kohaku. Is here. Mm hmm. Yeah, this is like. I was wondering a, a little bit if. The fact that Kohaku gets a route was kind of a little bit secret, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's so... You you get really deep before it's suggested that it exists. There's that bit where they say that... At the end of the Akiha route, they say that this is the last lesson, the, uh, the last CL lesson, mm -hmm. even though there are later numbered lessons that are in the Kohaku route. Huh. Mm-hmm. She said, yeah, there's like a bit where they're like, oh, the Akiha route has the last numbered lesson, even though Hisui's chronologically 
comes after. Don't worry about that too much. They don't mention Kohaku. And then Kohaku has lessons that come after the other two. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. We're almost done with this game. Yeah. Uh, we're... I'm exhausted. I am too. Um... <laughs> But we haven't talked about the endings yet. Uh-huh. Uh, do we want to try to find time to do that? And it is a separate recording, or do we want to try to do that tonight? It's almost midnight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even have, like, a whole lot to... It kind of... I think, like, more so than some of the other routes, it almost speaks for itself. I think, like, mm-hmm. the the two... I've got thoughts about it. I can start some conversations, but uh, it's up to you, too, if we want to keep going. Um, I could do, like, 15 more minutes. I, I, the the thing for me is usually our wrap-ups are, like, half an hour to 45 minutes to yeah, an hour. Yeah, that's um, usually how long we spend talking about it. And I can't do that. Yeah. I have a lot to talk about, but a lot of it is actually stuff... Most of what I want to talk about is, Ko- is uh, Kohaku. <laughs> Yeah. I almost wonder if it makes more sense to just wait for the Kohaku route ending discussion. Like. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's agree not to talk about Kohaku and let's just do a short thing talking about like this route only and like not talk about Kohaku too much. Uh So the pacing in this route is wild. (laughs) It's a lot faster. Uh, I think and like immediately upon ending it, I was like, that was great. Just zoom, zoom, zoom. And then I was like, wait a sec. Why is so much in the epilogue? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. why does all of this it's have really no to breathe? And it's because Kohaku has her entire own route, I guess? Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they're saving the Kohaku. They, they kind of give you breadcrumbs of Kohaku's twist and then hit you with a bigger twist than you think it's going to be, basically. Uh-huh. Which has the negative effect of making Hisui's root feel like it's holding its breath the whole time. Yeah. Yep. It's like, there's a Hisui root and there's a Kohaku root, but really there's one and a half Kohaku root and one half of a Hisui root, is what it kind of feels like to me. Yeah. Not even lengthwise, just like attention-wise. Yes. Most of the endings were about Kohaku. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Funny that she is almost an afterthought in a lot of ways, Hisui. Uh-huh. I feel kind of bad for Hisui. Like, by the end of this, it's like, oh, right, this is supposed to be your route. Whoops. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's fascinating to me that Hisui is, like, the single most well-adjusted girl in Tsukihime in some ways. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's, uh, I mean, she's certainly not, like, doing great. But no, no, it's but it's just like she has some competition. I think I So Go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say like we've uh talked a little bit about it during the sex scene. I don't like the way the way that she just kind of gets over her aversion to touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we talked about it. It it sucks in the sense that uh I think later it's framed as less of a trauma response and more of a personal thing like a habit habit but it still reads to me as a like uh yeah a habit developed out of trauma that is like Hisui's 
Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Even just seeing her sister be abused, like that's not like it's not going to have a uh, an impact on you as a kid mm-hmm. just because it's not happening directly to you. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, the way that it just kind of disappears is a bummer because it's like, mm-hmm. I yeah, uh, you have to because they have to lead up to a sex scene, but um. I think they handle it a little better more generally. Not the touch specifically, but, like, in the ending, she acknowledges that she hasn't just, like, flipped a switch and gone back to being childlike, excited Hisui. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is still struggling with the weight of everything that's happened to her. Her role in the story is kind of to be the one who trauma happens around, and she is she is herself traumatized more than maybe the writers understand that seeing all of this stuff would really do to a person the writer (laughs) but by her role is to be the one who is always looking at other people and being like i don't have it as bad as them and in a certain sense she doesn't Mm -hmm. she's comparing herself to kohaku who it's it's not the same thing right yeah hisui is the most boring girl in tsukihime wow Absolutely. It's not even a competition. Like, the charm of her character is that she's boring, to she's be honest. She's the boring one. Right? Yeah. Like, that's the... And, and and I think that, like, where that works best for me is the endings that aren't good. Where mm-hmm. she's basically like, I'm gonna leave this house for the first time. Like, the, the, the wrap-up that is basically allowing her a path outside of... Mm-hmm. Her connection to the Tono house is like the best possible ending, I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's what this poor girl needs is to mm-hmm. just like live somewhere not normalized in she this trauma. She needs to go to trauma. school. Yeah. And like get an apartment with she, like get, go somewhere else. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I mean, they all do, but like at least with the good ending when everyone survives, there's like something more tangible there to root them Mm -hmm. in place where like here it's like Mm -hmm. at that point, go on the trip and don't come back. (laughs) The twist with Hisui is that there is no twist. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They like set it up a little bit to be like some kind of reveal, but the reveal is Kohaku's reveal. She's just a a normal girl who's pretty depressed. Uh Uh-huh. She she has like a, a power, but yeah. I I mean boring girl very affectionately, but like yeah yeah CL yeah has a lot more going on than her, and CL was the previous most boring girl. Well, I I, I like Hisui more than Shiel because Shiel is boring despite having every reason not to be, and Hisui mm. is like deserves to be boring if that makes yeah. sense. Uh-huh. Like there is there is something tragic in that she is so boring in spite of everything uh-huh that's the i mean that's the gap basically right the appeal is is the sort mm-hmm. of like despite everything she's still his way yeah so i think that personally the shiki hisui relationship they didn't sell me on that nearly as well as some of the other relationships mm-hmm. super not yeah even like uh, they had me going for Akiha for a little bit when it looked like they weren't going to lean so hard onto the brother-sister thing. Uh, and Shiki and Hisui, they just wait so long to actually be like, they're in love. Right? Because they're they holding off that yeah, reveal. And it, was, and it wasn't, it was still that weird awkward, like in some ways, 
huh. like I hate the like incest implications for Akiha and stuff like that. But from a personality mm-hmm. perspective, there's just more charisma between yeah. Akiha and she like with Hisui, it's just sort of like, well, she's she starts out with a crush. Mm-hmm. And then Shiki just slowly realizes it, and then they have a conversation about it, and it's like, all right, now we're good, right? And it's like, yeah. there's Wait, no... Is the conversation at the beginning of day 13 the only time that he... Does he ever say he likes her? Not until then, really. I mean, okay. well, so he thinks it, and then he's like, oh, I oh. shouldn't think this. It's so filthy of me to lust after Right, right, right. He's sweet. It, he says it several times during the sex scene, but... Yeah, Aside from that, it's like, yeah, I think it is, well, yeah, the problem with, with Hisui for the way that the rest of the romances in this game are written is that she doesn't have anything going on. <laughs> like, yeah. she doesn't have anything that is like, oh, Shiki's gotta, like, convince himself that it's okay to date this girl. Uh-huh. So much of this route, the time that would be spent having them spend time together is the time that they spend with him being at, in end of life care, basically, mm-hmm. which is not a time to build love, a love connection. You know what I mean? And so that part never really happens in a certain sense, which is like very surprising to me because you can tell that he's in love with Shiki from like two minutes into this game. Yeah. 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 So I feel like they were just leaning on that fact pretty hard. It feels like Hisui kind of went up to Shiki, was like, hey, I like you. Do you want to go out or something? And Shiki was like, sure, I guess. Like, you're pretty. I'll try this. Yeah. For Mm -hmm. the amount of, like, actual development we get on. Yeah. Of him, like, being like, oh, yes, this is a person who I care about and like. Mm hmm. Yeah, it takes a long, it takes a long time for him to say anything, and also like his, there isn't a natural development of his feelings. Like he's so focused on everything else. He, Kohaku is stealing a lot of the spotlight. Well, yeah. and 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 I would say honestly, this is really a like uppercase shiki, lowercase shiki route. Like this is uh-huh. about them, their relationship, and it's a preamble to why we would care about a Kohaku route. Yeah, More than yeah. it is anything about the relationship between Shiki and Hisui, which is really just like, yeah, they were the cheerful kids playing around together. Mm-hmm. Hisui, isn't it so romantic that Hisui watched Shiki get killed? Like, that's basically <laughs> the extent of it, right? Like, mm-hmm. It also just feels like this, this route feels a lot shorter than other routes. And like, I think the Kohaku route will too, but also we've gotten so much Kohaku already that I don't think it'll feel as short as this. I think that comes back to the um, the pacing of this route is mm-hmm. it feels like it. Yeah, it certainly goes in a ways that others kind of drag in the middle, but also mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't really stop and it doesn't slow down enough to focus on stuff like, hey, how how do feeling uh, Shiki's feelings for uh, Hisui develop? why is it it's why is it just suddenly he likes her um, it's pretty much just the party right and the waking her waking up yeah on him. It, it, god it it in a lot of ways it's like the problem with this is Hisui is the childhood friend route of a normal vn but all these kids had fucking tragic childhoods so what does that mean and how do you even 
begin to unpack that with like the typical like moe like vn bullshit from this era Mm -hmm. that is in that just feels like it burdens that right up up through the party it makes more sense right but then once you start getting the inversion impulse it's like well but Mm -hmm. the whole thing with a childhood friend is it's like you do the mundane things together and you slowly realize the thing that you've enjoyed spending time together about is like the the Mm -hmm. core of the relationship and they just don't get to do that because she's going through it you know (laughs) like which i love right and like that's the weird thing is like so much of what i like about this route has nothing to do with the romance and everything to do with the internality of uh-huh. Shiki grappling with like this the sickness and the fact that like he's in this core group of childhood friends who just won't tell him what's happening to him and he won't communicate it either right like it's mm-hmm. that that barrier that they create and like Hisui doesn't break that barrier like ultimately it's not Hisui that teaches him any of this either right like he finds the letters yeah right and like over here and and that's part of what makes it dissatisfying to me is that even the things that could have been explained by Hisui aren't allowed to because Kohaku was supposed to be doing this behind her back, right? And like uh-huh. Hisui is purposely supposed to be left out of the loop in that way and be that bystander. And like that's just not compelling. I mean, it's just or like Hisui's great, right? She deserves so much mm-hmm. better, but there's not a compelling reason for for her to really have that happiness with Shiki. Mm-hmm. Honestly, let Hisui date someone like some normie somewhere else, right? She'd be great, right? Yeah, she needs to go to college. Yeah, she, she really does. Or to like be friends with Arahiko. Like they could, you know. I do like, like that detail of Arahiko and his sister and who knows else showing up. Uh, so that she finally gets to talk to someone else for fucking once in her life. Yeah, and I, I just kind of want her to like have that experience without Shiki. Because I think that that's what mm-hmm. she has been robbed of most. Yeah. That, like, Shiki is her only frame of reference for a normal, cheerful person. When That's true. And, like, that's not enough of a reason to be romantic. The same way that being someone's childhood friend is not enough of a reason, right? It's that uh-huh. same, like, ugh. <laughs> it took me way longer than I care to admit to realize that the every time that Hisui shows up with medicine and has hollow eyes, that that was Kohaku, too. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time. Like, I knew the the sex scene thing pretty quickly when when uh the first sex scene started that that was kohaku but it took me a while to backport that to being like oh she goes to get kohaku to bring her medicine and kohaku gets dressed up as hisui and that's what's what with the eyes i thought that there was going to be a like oh something's wrong something's wrong quote unquote with hisui too but no how a bunch of scene, a couple extra scenes that we spend with uh, Hisui are actually just Kohaku again. Yeah. Uh huh. I <sighs> okay. I'm gonna yeah. It's fine. I'll be fine well, if it really is just Kohaku wearing contacts or whatever. But uh huh. Holding out hope for uh one maid theory, or that there's something more going on than like. Uh, ah, yes, Kaku just wears contacts because we wanted to fuck with you, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, yeah, that part is... I funny. mean, the the one the one thing that I wish had been fleshed out more for Hisui, because a lot of this is also just, like, so much agency is taken away from her. She is kept in the bystander role. Mm-hmm. And at the, at the, in the good ending, there's that hint that she knows more than she lets on. 
that's what I'm yeah. hoping gets explored. Like, I don't remember the Kohaku route well enough to know, like, how much mm-hmm. that shows up or factors in. But my hope is that, at least in that route, maybe he will get a little more agency as, like, the concerned sister who has actually understood what's happening and decided mm-hmm. not to intervene because she wants Kohaku to have that purpose. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I suspect that that's a likely outcome here. And, yeah. ironically, that will compel me more into, like, Hisui being a part of this mm-hmm. than her actual routes. But then that's also sad because, you know, it's no longer her route. But then she gets to date a normie. It's great. It's perfect. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I'm very curious about Kohaku. <laughs> I feel like this ending could have gone... a could have been a lot worse than it was. The Kohaku, how traumatized Kohaku is by all of this, is definitely playing with fire, narratively mm, speaking, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they're, I'm, sh- I don't think they're treating it with a, a lot as much gravity as it maybe deserves. Even though they, I do think that they, unlike a lot of the other uses of sexual invocations of sexual assault, this game, they're trying to do something with it. That is actually something meaningful, right? And I think that the part where I was a little higher than I expected was that when I, when Kawaku first starts, uh, like admitting to all of the things that she did, all the horrible things that she's done, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, we're going to, Kohaku is the true villain of this game, right? And I that's going to be a frustrating thing. But Shiki never for a second thinks that. Right. There is and the game doesn't think that. The game recognizes that she is the the narrative recognizes that she is a victim who is lashing out and hurting people but is still deserving of compassion and respect. Mhm. Know what I mean? And also that like the core people she is lashing out at deserve to die right like uh-huh. i think that that's like a crucial thing for me sort of the like yeah well yeah it's of course like, you killed makihisa that like why wouldn't you right and i'm like thank god you can at least give that much like <laughs> akiha is yeah. the one who is the questionable whether or not she deserves to die right mm-hmm. and i think it is expand it's expanded upon that that being complicated that Akiha sort of uses her similarly to how Makahisi uses her without the sexual element, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which complicates things further. It's like Kohaku has... This is how Kohaku interacts with people. Right. Who have power over her. Because she doesn't know how to do anything else because she's deeply, deeply traumatized. Mm-hmm. And so Akiha has made herself complicit in an unhealthy relationship with her that just fuels the desire to kill her. Mm-hmm. Complicated. Mm-hmm. I think that it's interesting. I think that this is some really, really interesting stuff, even if it is uh, very uncomfortable, and I'm sure a lot of people would back away from this and not want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. This is like explicitly the thing when people... like ask about Tsukihime I think I don't know how much of this I explained back when you started the project initially in the the server Mm -hmm. where we discussed it but like this is the part of the game that to me is like the most fraught because Mm -hmm. it's such a it's such an explicit use of this framework you can't brush it away as being like oh this is just market conventions at the time they're trying to say something which comes with a lot more risk and it's like I'm never going to be the person who says 
X person can't write fiction about X thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even if I acknowledge that it's really not for everyone. And it may not even be good. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that this is in- interesting, and I'm glad that it exists. <laughs> yeah. If that and, makes sense. And, and, like, I think because I played, like, that clean version and I didn't know about, like, the way the scenes were put in like arcs route and stuff like that like to me this is the one time in the game where you can't just like take out the the sex scene and fix most of the problematic element like this is really explicitly like in the text and and motivation dishonest to try and remove the sexual to like just say oh makihisa had some mental connection with her that was traumatizing i think that would be dishonest because it would feel like they were just covering up and being polite about it the fact that Mm -hmm. kohaku stands there and says I was sexually abused is what makes me think that they're taking it serious is like what makes me think that it's serious and that they have something they're they're trying to say something about that right it, it's the single biggest thing I'm curious about the remake handling uh-huh how they handle it cuz I will be I will I know that it's fraught but I think it is worse if they try and like paper over Makihisa being a rapist right or they can just remove like I, like, I'm curious if they do decide to remove that element, what could they possibly replace it with yeah. to justify Kohaku specifically having her motivations? Because there is no... I don't see how they can make it feel not like they're being polite if there's a little girl being held by a monster man and forced to stay in his room at all times. I mean, it, like, if nothing else, we know mm-hmm. what that's an, uh, that that's analogy, right? That's metaphor. Like, mm-hmm. anyone with any sense of the world has, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, yeah, I was raised, I think that the analogy like, I was raised that- Catholic. Like, I know what that fucking means, right? Like, the, uh-huh. I'm not going. Like, I would give the content warning for that because anyone uh-huh. with half a lived experience is like going to understand what's being yeah. implied, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that the ana- that making it an analogy instead of uh, saying it outright would make it worse. I don't know if, if I'm with you on that, but like I get mm-hmm. the I get the inst- like there is value in not trying to paint over it in that way. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Interesting route. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got any thoughts, Fan? Um. No. Kohaku has one ending. Head yeah. <laughs> Hope it's good. <laughs> I'm uh-huh. very excited to find out what's up with Kahaku. And also to go to bed soon. It's past my bedtime. Uh, uh-huh. Doubly so since I haven't been getting sleep. Thankfully the Advil and or the the mint lavender tea helped. I no longer have a headache. But, um, <laughs> the benzos and maricolds have kicked in. <laughs> I have been trying to follow along and say things, but... I, too sleepy brain not functioning very well we tried so hard to get this into two episodes that we are now on hour seven of this recording (laughs) (laughs) so maybe we should just give up on ever doing two episodes for a route after this yeah and just commit to three recording sessions next time look forward to the first the first third of Kahaku's route, whatever that means. Uh-huh. If I mean, it's pro- it's it is actually ex- exactly the same up until the party, right? 
I feel like we get we'll blow through that uh, part at least very quickly. Let's see. There are a couple I guess there's of some different scenes. scenes. Let me see how many different scenes there are. Mm-hmm. Um. So one right after the split. Uh, uh. That doesn't really count. Um. Two go help Kahaku. Um. Three after killing Satsuki. <sighs> Yuzuka. Four. My love. Go kill Ka- or go help Kahaku. Don't go kill Kahaku. Well, we don't know what that last ending is, but there are four different. I can't imagine she dies. I can't imagine they kill her. Tiny little differences, or like entirely different scenes. Uh I can't imagine that Kohaku dies or loses her memory or anything like that in that ending. It has to be like close to a good ending, right? I hope Uh, so. It's the last ending of the game. Look forward to the next episode where everyone yells about how great Satine is again. Uh huh. That's the promise. We will always love Yumizuka Satsuki. I think, yeah. My final thoughts on this route are maybe... Yeah, I like the ways that it... I like the ways that it at least swings to try to deal with... Try to deal with uh, characters with trauma, with compassion. Mm -hmm. That's good. I don't think that it always lands. I think that especially... Even when it does on this route, it's harder for me to take it seriously because of the content in the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I and it certainly I don't know that all of this game falls under this. I think this route certainly functioned better as a thing that you like make your way through than something to kind of examine and dwell on I think mm. if that makes sense um mm-hmm. I cuz cuz of the twist uh yeah uh because of the twist and like I think it is in kind of going through it at the end there's like yeah you y'all are right that there's not that much here <laughs> mhm there's like but or thematically there's not a ton um, I think it is good, um, what's the word I'm searching for? Um, I think th- I like a lot of the prose, uh, mm-hmm. it is fun in the moment to read and like, and flip flop back and forth on like, okay, which, wait, which girls is which? Um, mm-hmm. it's teeing up for a big swing. And yes, sorry. That's the thing that I was searching for is it feels like a route. That is like, hey, we, uh, the Kahaku's route is next, and we really want to set up for that. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to do some wild stuff. And the reveal about Kahaku being the mastermind behind everything is just incredible. Fascinating. It would, it's really easy for them to end this game on, and she's too broken to help. You know what I mean? Which is what these endings make her out to be. And I just, I really hope that they can do better than that. And I, given how I feel like they handle maybe less uh, fragile stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I'm fairly optimistic that while it won't be perfect, it won't be that bad. Yeah. It won't be a nightmare like that. Yeah. I think, um, 
That's the... Uh, what's the... Um... Oh, the other thing that I could I would be furious about is if Kohaku just magically is no longer traumatized like CL or like Hisui, right? Yeah, that would suck. I would be furious. That would be the most frustrating, like, narrative move ever. Uh-huh. Yeah, I wish... I, I really wish that this was a game that, like... I think... I don't know that all of it's the pacing. Some of it is just, like... I'm gonna say Nasu's gotten better at writing <laughs> since uh-huh. writing mm-hmm. I wish it was a game that had the time to sit with like, yeah, it is a game that is more interested in, I think as Peregrine said, uh, what Shiki and other Shiki's relationship is like than sitting with like just having Hisui and uh Shiki spend time together and mm-hmm. or spend time together with the explicit purpose of like, hey, uh are you doing okay is this like like holding hands as like a way to kind of get her used to like touch and stuff and like Mm. we never get that yeah i think my problem my biggest problem is that we never see i guess actually this is this is true of the game in general we rarely or never see uh actions being taken on screen to help trauma Trauma is kind of mm-hmm. introduced, and then someone gives a speech about it. Dealt she with gives a speech. off screen, <laughs> or it is like with Kaku, uh, it is certainly dealt with on screen, but like she's not fixed by the end. Um, no, CL just kind of magically is better. <laughs> he sweet kind of gestures at a recovery process that we don't get to see. Yeah, yeah, she's certainly trying, and then like, well, she's trying, and then like. Uh, is it her that that props him up? Mm-hmm. Or is that Akiha? Or, wow, Kohaku attempting to be, or, like, impersonating her? I think Either she way. does eventually, but it... Kohaku yeah. does at some point. We get, they both do, yeah. We get, um, one scene of her, like, helping him up, and then we get, uh... Yeah, and then I think the next scene we get is them having sex, which is, like, a wild... Mm -hmm. Going from, I can't touch boys, to, okay, now we're having sex, is, like, I wish that we had time to to sit with... What does it mean that she doesn't feel comfortable being touched? How, How can the two of us, like, not... Maybe overcome feels like the wrong word, but like mm-hmm. help her not feel so bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The problem I have with Tsukihime is that the roots for the girls makes that girl feels like wish fulfillment for that girl in some certain way, right? Yeah. Because the girl is kind of like their problems are ironed out. They become less interesting almost always some interesting stuff will happen definitely there's big reveals about them and then they are they're kind of normal by the time the thing ends normal quote unquote Mm -hmm. and they're cooler and more interesting and more complex after the fact yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. they're always kind of like smoothed down to fit in the whole of the 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 romance Mm -hmm. right Mm mm-hmm it's weird. It's a yeah. weird vibe. I still think that this is probably the best paced route so far. You might be right. Even if 
Like, I, I think part of the thing that I'm struggling with is that actually Arcoids gave me the most thematically to, like, chew on. Yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it? The the bit where they talk about what they are feeling and having they have like a debate about what life is like. Yeah, I think they have mm-hmm. they have at least like two or three conversations through that route that is like, or yeah, there are like two or three thematic threads that that route is pulling on mm-hmm. that are like interesting to like deal with and like hear about. And this route and all the subsequent ones have mm-hmm. kind of been more content to like introduce thematic content and then be like okay but actually what you're interested in is this thing over here mm-hmm. yeah i think yeah. i think nasu does better when the character in question like arquaid like her route is interesting because she has a lived experience that she can explain and share through the process of going on dates with shiki she doesn't right. have to like hide it for twists and She's like very upfront about what her situation is yeah and even like akiha like has more to to more about her that is different in that way mm-hmm. Hisui just doesn't like she cleans the mansion she's not given she's bad that, at cooking that perspective the way that most type moon girls frequently are in these roots and I think that mm-hmm. that's a big part of what makes things like it sort of just felt like Nasu ran out of things to write for her in mm-hmm. that framework right like there is no date with Hisui that is unfurling lore about the show like can you imagine if they went out on the town and had a date it would be great it would be incredible i yeah the actual thing is that i would have loved if just inexplicably what i was hoping for what if she had to go shopping and he go went with her yeah for the party what if they went and bought booze together for the party the thing is and she just has a fake id and Anything. The yeah. thing is, is that we're just describing uh, some of my favorite parts of Stay Night. Mm-hmm. I th- and yeah, Ignacio gets to be a better writer. Uh-huh. The thing this I, is a, the thing I like, hoped mm-hmm. for, but not, like, expected, was I would have loved, like, just a inexplicably shoujo route in the middle of this, uh, like, extremely interested in world building and lore game. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And we were never going to get that. Because uh, that's, that's who Hisui is. She is a shoujo romance girl. Uh-huh. And that's not what the game is interested in. That's what not what Nasu is interested in. So he can't really write that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's why it's all Kohaku. Because Kohaku is the, like, big stuff is happening character of the two of them. Thinking about other vns that are like the thing i've i have played a couple of key games and Mm -hmm. they managed to have yeah i think it a lot of it is just that like the the nasa's world is so intricate and he's so Mm -hmm. interested in what is happening there that like primarily these are games about like fights and and cool antagonists and um that and like secondarily there are girls who you date Mm -hmm. as opposed to at least airs the the main Mm -hmm. one i'm thinking of but like a lot of other vns as well um the kind of the world building and dating the girls has equal precedence (laughs) like 
Mm-hmm. There's wild stuff going on with each of the three. I think there are three rats in air. Each of those three protagonists. But it's much more... That game, especially, is much more about a race against time than it is like, mm-hmm. oh, there's an antagonist that we need to go like find out the weaknesses of and kill. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's interesting, because like, I'm not a, the kind of person who thinks that, like, oh, if you just take sex scenes out of every every game, everything then the thing will get better because you're not wasting time on sex or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But it's so clearly not what Nasu... Actual, like, let's have sex scenes are so clearly not Nasu's interest that he just doesn't do a very good job writing them or justifying them a lot of the time. Yeah. You can do a lot of narrative work with a sex scene, but we don't really learn anything notable about any characters in a sex scene it doesn't contribute in any way to the root, really, outside of that one Arcoid sex scene that I feel like, mm-hmm. that I always talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they'll stop having sex partway through to have a lore discussion and then continue having sex. <laughs> yeah, you know, pillow talk. <laughs> uh-huh. Which is very funny, yeah, it's very funny. When Akiha's like, wait, 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 bro, let's stop fucking for a sec, because I gotta ask you to knife me later. <laughs> I just didn't want to forget about that part. Yeah, I I think I am. This route has served its purpose in that I'm I'm certainly excited to see where Kahaku's route goes. Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic about it being interesting. Yeah, the fact that they're willing to take big swings is exciting to me. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be entertaining, but probably also really gross. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing we'll have a lot to chew on after, and. We'll have finished the game at that point, and we'll, like, be able to, like, talk about it as a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah, the weird part of of talking about each route individually at the end is that I think my feelings on routes will, will are already drastically different from when I first played them. Mm-hmm. Which, again, goes back to, like, I this was my favorite route to play, and I think it has decreased a bit. Uh, talking about it yeah in in my rankings um but also like like i was blown away by arcweed's route and like and then it was kind of like oh yeah the that was a kind of boring route like not much happened huh mm-hmm. and yeah so anyway i'm excited to talk about this as a whole and i think my my intuition at least right now is that it will it does in fact work better as an entirety or mm-hmm. at least like two there are like two two-thirds of games here <laughs> right uh yeah the far side routes and the near side routes are interested in very different things mm-hmm. and yeah and so i'm i'm excited to to read the remake uh, when we get there, because it's going to be so different from uh-huh. from the experience we had, and also I'm very excited to be like, okay, I'm done with this. I can I can chew on what as a whole it's interested in, as opposed to like it feels like each route. Some of them are are very not standalone, but like very well justify themselves. And mm-hmm. others like Heesweez definitely, yeah, as we've said already, feel like a held breath. Yeah. Which is like, oh, cool. Heesweez route 
the made routes together may be my favorite route, but we've only seen half One of that. Half. I feel like my favorite Tsukihime character is going to be Proto Sakura. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think my my favorite character might still be uh, Hisui because, as I discussed at the end of uh, CL's route. Uh, sometimes you just like a sweet girl. Sometimes all I want is just to hold a girl's hand and like snuggle. That sounds great. And that that <laughs> that feels like something he's we would be on board with. But yeah. I think that's my that's my thoughts. I'm very tired. Well, I don't know if any We ended of up going a little sense. longer. No, no, that all made sense. That was great. Uh we ended up talking a little longer and more about Kohaku than I, I suggested and I was the instigator, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you all for hanging out while I held you hostage to talk about Kaku. We're on the Abnormal Mapping Network. Uh, please go listen to other podcasts. That mm-hmm. They're good, I promise. <laughs> um, uh, Personal guarantee. What else... What are words? Um, Fen, where can people find you out on the internet? Oh, you can fen- find me at fennec.moe. F-E-N-I-C you dot fen M-O-E. Me. You can find you... us. By the way, if you want to find us. Oh, right. I don't think we I said that, that last episode. Uh, you can find us at Crying Rule at Crying Rules on Twitter. Um, I think so. One sec. Send questions for a Q&A episode to cryingrulesactually at, cr- at gmail.com. Yeah. Exactly. Questions, concerns, feedback. Uh, We're going to be done with this game soon, so yeah. I think if if you have any questions specifically for Peregrine, my guess is that we have them for uh, Kohaku, but not the Q and A episode. We'll see. Um, <laughs> depends on when we when we record the Q and A episode and. Uh, also, question for Peregrine. Yeah, Toho. you also you you can also at me on Twitter at Terrific Broth. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, thank you. That's where you can so find much for joining us, Peregrine. It has been a joy. Uh, I hope you, you had a half as much fun as I did. Talk about Kohaku in well two weeks from when you're hearing this. Uh, all uh, like a month and a half from when we're recording. Um, what else do we? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ben Ez. Oh, yeah, Ben. I'm Ben. Did we say everything? <sighs> just, yeah, just say the thing. Let's go to bed. <laughs> One day, let's meet in the digital sea. <laughs>